Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We have returned with Twin Peaks to Return, Part 9. And I gotta say, at this point, I'm starting to get frustrated. I think I've reached my cap on the number of <laughs> mysteries. My, you don't want my, a few more? I, I can't. I don't think I can take any more. I, I think there's been more mysteries in these nine parts than mysteries in the universe. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that uh, literally can't be true, right? <laughs> I don't know. Neil deGrasse Tyson can fact check me on that. Okay, um, okay. I'll leave it up to him. <laughs> I'm sure he will. He fact checks our podcast all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's embarrassing. Big, he's not quite a fan so much as he just likes fact checking. Exactly. Um, we like to think we've won him over, though, uh, at this point. We try. <laughs> we get things wrong on purpose, so he has more to do. Ha! <laughs> exactly. It's a favor to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Earth has two moons. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Neil. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I don't know what to say about this thing. I, I, I definitely, you know, we were talking off podcast when we, we tried to record last night and had some technical difficulties. Um, and we were talking about, um, uh, something that is revealed <laughs> in this episode re- <laughs> regarding everyone's favorite Diane. Um, sorry, cheers. Um, uh, ooh. <laughs> burn. has it been on the air for 30 years? <laughs> it's still, it's still it's, hurt. It's topical. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, we were talking about this whole Diane thing and, uh, and, you know, I just, I think I reached my limit. I think I, I really felt a sense of frustration I haven't had this entire time because when the show started, um, when the series started, I just felt like it was Christmas. You know, every part was Christmas and Christmas just kept coming and it was glorious and I got all these gifts I didn't even know I wanted. But then Christmas just kept coming. <laughs> <laughs> and the trees are piling up. <laughs> There's wrapping paper everywhere. <laughs> I have no place to stuff the presents anymore. You know? And then Diane walks in with her cell phone. Right, and right. is, like, texting. And I'm just like, oh, God, what's happening here? You know? And in a way, like, it, it kind of makes sense that they would give her something else to do besides... You know, just what her intro into the story was, which was like yeah. verifying, you know, who Cooper is, you know. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, this is an interesting uh, this is going to be an interesting conversation because uh, <laughs> I feel I feel uh, pugilistic in a way. Uh, I'm really like uh, defensive now for some reason. <laughs> well, for the reason I just described um, where there's just so many mysteries and they're great mysteries, but I can't keep track of them all. And, like, how is this really going to tie together? Like, when are they going to start answering things, you know? Well, like, here's the thing. I mean, okay, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I'm ranting. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so in my opinion, uh, it's funny. It's funny that you reach your breaking point just as I start to feel like, actually, um, you know, the plot lines are, are starting to converge and I feel like we are heading in the direction of answers. I mean, I think, you know, we definitely had some reveals in this episode that kind of explained certain things, you know, specifically about <clears throat> Hastings that we didn't really understand mm-hmm. um, before. 
and uh, some more specifics about uh, pretty much every story thread mm -hmm. um, that, you know, is, is, and, you know, we have multiple story threads coming together. Um, you know, people are learning about things that are happening. And um, to me, it, it actually seems like it's starting to shrink um, in terms of um, now, in terms of the number of like mysteries or, you know, but what I have to qualify it with is that if you watch, you know, uh, David Lynch movies um, or, you know, even consider the original series or Fire Walk With Me or something, I mean, I think it's worth like, you know, paying attention or thinking about or just noticing whatever uh, the form that answers take. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in David Lynch's work, at least, specifically. And he does give answers. It's not, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that he doesn't give answers. But um, he typically doesn't give answers to every question. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes the answers are kind of, um, you know, oblique. Like, they're, they're, they're kind of, like, you have to work to mm -hmm. understand that it's an answer to something. Yeah, and, and let me be clear. I'm not in this for answers at all. Like, I'm not, that's not really what I want. It, I, I'm, I'm more affected by the number of mysteries than I am, like, upset that we're not getting answers at this point. You're right. Mm -hmm. There are some things that are converging. But I would, I would contend that for every quasi answer you know uh in this part there's three new mysteries like I for mean, example the major briggs like we got some major major briggs answers mm -hmm. uh, but there's still more questions of course every, there's still I more mean, questions but that's, that's the thing like every away, every still, every know, answer brings up three new <laughs> mysteries seriously I, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, you know, so yeah, we're we are getting we are you know it's like we're trading one thing for another, right? Okay, yeah. we got some info about where Briggs was last seen, but like the description of what happened to him is still travel. confusing. It's still like it's still confusing what exactly happened and how and why. You know, well, yeah, we, yeah, you know, we know something. We don't, you know. So I mean. Yeah, we know what happened to Hastings that night, but he he said a lot of things that has like more questions. He was like, "There's a bunch of people there. Who are those people? Presumably the woodsmen, but we don't know, yeah. you know, yeah. what that really means." So it's, and I guess that's the, what's weird is, um, yeah, I'm not. It's not about like, oh, I I need answers to all these questions. I'm not in in for that at all. It's really just about having so many things be mysteries. Like, like the things that still don't need to be mysteries, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, I, I really, I think I'm going to go back and write every, every sort of mystery slash question for each of the parts. Because I, I really think it's going to be insane. I really, I really do think there's, there's so many that it's, it's hard to look at like any scene or any part of the show and not have a mystery about what's happening there, you know, um... You know, so I guess that's what's weird is, you know, most shows aren't like that. Even the original Twin Peaks wasn't like that. Um, I don't think Fire Walk With Me was like that. You know, and part of it is, you know, they were they were obviously sort of, you know, shorter. There's there's so much more story happening, you know, with this thing. And and yeah, you're right, it is converging, so maybe the sort of um the, the sort of quantity of storylines will yeah. will reduce um you know and that'll that'll sort of make it uh sort of more 
or less frustrating to me for some reason, um, you know. But I mean, yeah, there were some interest. I, I definitely like this part. You know, I'm. It, this is still my favorite show of all time, and it's not even over yet. You know, like I'm. St like I, it's. You know, I'm. So I'm still in it. It's just. Um, it's just yeah. With the whole with this new thing with Diane, I think that was the, the uh, you know the straw right. on the camel's back sort of thing. I was just like, really, this too, a two Diane, you know, a <laughs> two Diane. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's right, just, right. and then her character in general being, you know, this, this, um, off-screen figure where you've got, you know, 25 years to think about what you think of this character. Then she shows up on screen for the first time and, you know, she's different than what you thought. Okay. That's interesting. Um, and then it's now she's potentially involved in, you know, the sinister plot line. Okay. That's super weird. You know, so, you know, ideally they'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure out why that makes any kind of sense or anything like that. You know, we'll talk about it when we get there, I guess. Um, and, you know, to their credit, like, it's not, um, you know, we were talking about podcast, you know, that, you know, pre presumably the night that she last saw Cooper, something happened and he, he yeah. you know, he infected her and turned her dark <laughs> or something, you know, and, yeah. um, and if that's true, that's, you know, that's thematically similar to other things in the show, you know, uh, even that um, in the last part, part eight, you know, that whole uh, 50s timeline, you know, the oh, yeah, evil, yeah. evil coming to earth and infecting and the whole battle with sort of goodness or whatever is kind of going on there. So, like, thematically, yeah. that would make sense if, if that's what happened, is she somehow corrupted with her experience with, with uh, Mr. C. But it's just like, really, another another thing, you know? Um, so I, I think, um, uh, yeah, I'm looking for, I, you know, I think it'll help when real Cooper comes back too. Um, I really don't yeah. want to go too many more episodes without him. Oh, God. <laughs> it's oh, been my God. so long. Here we are at nine and it's still was hasn't my theory. happened yet. My theory at the beginning of this series was that at least by the midpoint, yeah. that's when I think we would see cooper come back and clearly yep. that didn't happen not quite uh Something now he's happened, getting close he's always know. inching closer yeah um and uh and maybe the next episode might be a sort of breaking point but um it you know can they really go to to part 18 before he's cooper again like i don't <laughs> think so i hope not yeah well, uh, I think I think uh, that part of my coping strategy with the number of mysteries was like for some of these that first of all, like don't seem very important and also like don't seem like they matter to me, uh, which actually I want to talk about briefly one of these. But like the Jerry Horn thing mm -hmm. and um, which we get another scene of in this episode and um, the uh, the Bing thing. You know, uh, like, like I'm very tempted to like write all that stuff off because it's like I got enough to worry about. But actually, uh, there's there's been a little news on the Bing front. I've heard some news on the Bing front. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about, about it? So basically, the uh, executive producer uh, Sabrina Sutherland like tweeted that the um, closed captions are incorrect, and he actually said, "Has anybody seen Billy?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so his name so is Bing. His name's Bing, and he was looking for someone else named Billy. So that explains that part, at least. I mean, mm -hmm. the continuity thing, she didn't really address. So, mm -hmm. you know, that can continue to be a thing um, if you want. But, yeah, that, that clears up the weirdness of, yeah. like, has anybody seen me? 
Yeah, yeah, which is, which is, everyone's like, no. <laughs> um, which is very Lynchian, but it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and, and it didn't sound like he said Billy, so that's another weird thing, but I yeah, guess. Yeah, well, that's why they didn't caption it that way. Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, and maybe they saw his name was Bing, and they was like, yeah. oh, well, there's a Bing, so we'll call him Bing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting that they that she came out to do that. Um, yeah, she's like Greg Nation thing. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like at some point it'll be clear, but maybe they, it'll be too long before they get back to that or something. Because, yeah. you know, it was seven parts since we've seen Hastings, so... Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Which was time. incredible. Well, that's uh, the thing. By the time they get back to Hastings, they have to have uh, Detective Mackley, like, recap the plot, because yeah, it's yeah. been so long. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, isn't that ridiculous, guys? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to put, I mean, in your own, like, 18-hour movie, you have to put, like, a previously on scene. Yeah. You know, and Albert's even like, what happens in season two? It's like, it's clearly. That was great. Like... Oh, I love that line. <laughs> yeah, he was exactly. And I think that was, that kind of goes to my, you know, the thing about all the mysteries. It's like, there's so many crazy things happening. You and know? that was just one plot line. And that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And even see, fuck? like, you know, the scene where, like, Gordon and Tammy and, uh, and uh, Diane are outside. And, like, oh, yeah. even, that scene's just weird. Really you know, weird. all the weird looking and, and weird, and it's just like, that's not even about a plot, you know, and that's weird, you know, that's, that's what's really, yeah. I guess, what's been unsettling, uh, or has unsettled me at this point, because at first it was fine, <laughs> I got slowly and more increasingly unsettled, um, which is just, uh, just, just, there's almost no part you can rest on and not be wondering what's happening. Right, right. You know, there's no, like, respite. Uh, why Why did Lucy choose the wrong chair? You know, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about here, man. A, a simple comedic scene about a, a domestic choice, you know, a couple trying to figure out what furniture to buy is baffling. Baffling. <laughs> I don't know why Andy didn't mention they can afford a more expensive chair than that one. <laughs> well, not since he's bought that Rolex. <laughs> 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 yeah and it's like is that is she you know she could have had a line you bought that expensive rolex i'm gonna buy this expensive chair yep, you know yep, and it's yep. like no they're not connecting that at this point no no uh, just, just 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 so many that's what i'm saying it's like oh the detectives investigating the case there's a bunch of fuscos you know yeah, <laughs> why are yeah, there so many fuscos they're just weird for no I, yeah. I, okay. So another thing I will say about this part is that uh, I would say this is one part where I do see, or I think I see a decent amount of Mark Frost. Mm. I mean, the contrast with last week is pretty dramatic. Sure. Um, there's a ton of exposition in this one. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like m multiple plot lines have extended scenes of exposition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not that's not really, um, you know, something that, uh, David Lynch typically focuses on a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it seems, and, and so I, I do get the sense that we have, we have some of these weird scenes, um, and these like strange lingering moments as, as a way to kind of, um, you know, keep the style happening, mm -hmm. I guess, while there's, you know, a lot of really just 
basic TV exposition going on. Yeah. You know, underneath. So you got the Fuscos and they're, they're kind of bantering, but then they're also just revealing information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, it's, it's that, it's like, it's trying to, you know, make it still unconventional, even though what, you know, part of mm-hmm. what they're doing here is, is, is classic stuff. So yeah. I, I don't know. That's how it played to me. Like this actually seemed like one of the most normal episodes, uh, pair parts, uh, so far, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was like plot advancement and, you know, they were yeah. explaining things. No one took their face off. No one took their face there off. Wasn't a, there wasn't a, you know, a, a tree brain. Exactly. Uh, there's a couple exactly. of strangeness, but but yeah, it, it was definitely more. And I think it makes sense to coming after the last part that yeah, uh, we that we get nice. a bit more grounded. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, this um, I, in a way this also like felt the closest to like the vibe of the original show where they really were. Um, you know, progressing storylines in concrete ways. Investigating a like, case and getting details yeah, and talking exactly. to witnesses and like, yeah, doing yeah, the whole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the procedural stuff. Yeah. You know, and then like uh, cutting to like a Lucy and Andy scene as a kind of interlude or, mm-hmm. you know, a little weirder, the uh, the Gordon, Diane, Tammy scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? You're just staring at him. What are you doing? <laughs> What's your deal? Yeah, yeah. Mind if we join you? I'm just gonna stand here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I guess like on a on a basic like on a simple TV level, like you know, uh, this was enjoyable, and uh, so yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting to go back to that um, mm-hmm. after like maximum strangeness, like 2001. Mm-hmm level yeah. craziness mm-hmm. going on last week <laughs> or, yeah you know like holy shit yeah you you're waiting for the monolith to show up <laughs> yeah yeah like i wouldn't be surprised in a way mm-hmm. um but yeah um uh presumably that stuff you know will come into play at some point but maybe that's know. what the convenience story is maybe it's the monolith it's like it's like the monolith of the sh- of of, of that, this version of strangeness. It's like oh, that's the, the the source of yeah, like the like the source of the craziness or something or uh, hmm yeah interesting. Um yeah yeah we got we definitely got some more of what I like to think of the, as the fun mysteries, which are like. The, the symbols and the codes and the, yeah, the, the yeah. hidden the little hidden things and the the you know foretelling of the future and like right. uh, you know all right. that kind of stuff yeah um, yeah so so great to see Mrs. Briggs oh yeah yeah I mean still I, I just I just it's still so great when one of these older actors is still around and just show up like I've been here the whole time in Twin Peaks yeah. just Twin Peaksing <laughs> you know it's 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 yeah. just too good it's it's uh yeah you couldn't ask for for anything better and um yeah I keep every now and then I'll come across a promo of uh, Big Ed and I hate seeing it because I haven't seen him on the show yet so oh, I'm like yeah. I'm like I don't want to believe he's in the show yet I want it to be a surprise right right yeah 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 I wish they wouldn't do that mm-hmm. it's good to it's good to get the surprise yeah um yeah I assumed we'd see Betty Briggs at some point since I knew that um 
uh, Charlotte Stewart was still alive and uh, Major Briggs, you know, uh, is a major figure in this mm-hmm. um, plot. Uh, so I figured that that would probably, and you know, Bobby too. Yeah. Uh, is getting a bigger role to play for that reason. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Bobby Briggs. Um, I love the, the, the whole change, the whole, the, you know, and, and again, like the whole idea of, you know, going back to the cool character of Major Briggs, you know, that whole dream he had that he tells Bobby about mm-hmm. in season two. They were definitely you know, back Yeah, you know, that vision of the future. You knew everything was going to be all right. And, um, and you know, they, they, like, connect on a level they've never connected to before. And, yeah. and you know, and it's, and it, yeah, so it's it's cool to, to kind of have that, to see that kind of come true. And yeah. to and to kind of you know assume you know some of Bobby's change is because of that talk you know yeah, or at yeah. least the idea that his dad never gave up on him because that really makes Major Briggs not the sort of classic military dad trope you know right. because like um, you know I think we I think it's early in season one where like they're having dinner and he slaps a cigarette out of Bobby's the cigarette mouth lands in the meatloaf yeah. yeah is that is that in Fire Walk with Me or is that in No 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 that's in the show okay yeah. And, and, like, that's the only time Briggs was like that, you know? There was the yeah. only time he was, like, the sort of super stern, um, you know, uh, paternal figure like that, you know? Yeah, uh, his character kind of changed once Yeah, they, they were like, oh, I think yeah, that's in the pilot. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, uh, he doesn't actually need to be like that. Yeah. Um, and, and it makes it, and he's, his character is, like, all the better for it. So it's so cool to see yeah. Bobby being, you know, being a police officer and, like, just you know, just seeming like a, a new man, and 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 this whole, and it's cool too that we get to sort of um, you know dive into his character development over the years through this new plot line that's happening with you know Jack Rabbit. Uh, what was it, Jack? What was Jack it? Rabbit's Palace. Jack Rabbit's Palace. Yeah, you know this whole thing that like this secret code and all this stuff relates to, you know, is going back to that relationship he had with his dad, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm a sucker for that. I'm a sucker for the, the, the father son stories, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, and so like, like giving Bobby this kind of redemption, you know, mm-hmm. um, over, you know, the asshole that he was <laughs> when he was a kid, right. you know, that like classic tropey bad boy thing he was doing yeah, yeah, and yeah. like ruining people's lives left and right with his bad ideas, you know, right. um, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to, to, to get that character development and see him like be completely different now. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and also, you know, they, they, they do a nice thing where they contrast that, you know, you're contrast, you get to contrast Bobby with like Chad you know, right. and you get to see, you know, there's this scene where they want to have the conference room and they want to, they kick Chad out and you see like, no one likes this guy. Yeah. And that wasn't completely clear before, but you get yeah. to see that like Bobby's sort of respected on a level that Chad isn't respected. So that's, you know, that kind of helps like flesh out, you know, his sort of place among, you know, all these people, you know, is he, you know, he's just a cop because they couldn't find anybody else or he's a cop because he's good at it, you know, right. and they right. want him around, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that, I thought I really like that. That's pretty interesting. So I'm interested to get some more with the Bobby and his secret time with major Briggs and their, their <laughs> whole adventures that they, yeah. you know, because he's like that, you know, we used to make up stories and it's like, damn Bobby, what stories did he make up? Cause, uh, they could be true mm-hmm. depending on what the stories are. 
Yeah. You know. Did he tell you yeah. about a place called the White Lodge? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That seems that seems likely. Um it's gonna be weird though. Um I mean I guess we're uh, getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, I, I I wonder I wonder uh, to what degree if uh, any it's it's gonna tie into um, you know Glastonbury Grove mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like the already established place like which you know Hawk knows that he even went there yeah you know uh, earlier in the season so it's it's like it's not a secret you know and it's like why isn't it that place you know mm-hmm. if it's not that place like it's strange. You know, well, I, I, it seems well, it, I, I'm thinking a it could be the coordinates that Mr. C is looking for. It could be that place. Or if it's not that place, then it's kind of, you know, it seems like they're they've been telling us there's other places of interest, you know, right. uh, around. Clearly. So they could be it could be, you know, they don't want to go back to Glastonbury Grove. They want to just expand it out. Um, to other interesting places, uh, but it could be another location like the Owl Cave or something, you know, um, where they'll, they'll they'll go to some place and it just has some more clues, but it won't be like a supernatural necessarily. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I always felt like Owl Cave was was. Uh, I thought there would be more there. Right. Really yeah, was. I, I agree. I, the, yeah, they didn't really even find out that much when the is the one who was like oh i'll turn this thing yeah yeah they uh, actually got nothing and then, yeah he, he <laughs> manages to mm-hmm. find the map yeah cooper's like i i have no idea that this will lead but i think it'll be a place both wonderful and strange <laughs> and then they just leave i guess because oh, like man. they did nothing you know what you know i just thought would be a hilarious like meme or video to make is like in like you can't you might need like uh um, uh, Kyle McLaughlin to do this, but it'd be hilarious. You, you like to show like clips of him on the old show, like speaking those crazy lines, and then you do you cut to him like drinking alcohol from a flask, you know, <laughs> just like insert that into these like scenes in these episodes, <laughs> just to, like and it's like okay, Cooper, put the bottle down, whatever, you know, like <laughs> no one's all no one's on this much, you know, all right. <laughs> Place both wonderful and sure. Yeah, okay, sure. Blob averages, you know, okay. If you say something like that and you wait long enough, okay. <laughs> oh, man, no, we love you, Cooper. You're seeing your weirdness. You're fucking... Yeah, come on, I was going to say, we, we miss it. You're weird in the wrong ways now. We want Ducky you... is not the same. Yeah, we want you weird in the right way. Exactly. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, you want to get into this episode? Um, sure. There's, there's, there's so much. There's so much. Yeah, we got a lot to go through here, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll just uh, take it scene by scene, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So uh, the first part of this is uh, the first part of this is a bit patchy, but. Uh, we start off with Evil Cooper uh, walking down a country road, uh, presumably fresh off the, the events from the previous part. We um, start off with Evil Cooper walking down a country road. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Thanks, David. I just heard that. I'm like, hey, he said that. That's just the thing he said. <laughs> 
Um, he pulls a bandana off of uh, like a fence or something. Um, and then we go to uh, Gordon Cole on the plane. Mm-hmm. And he gets a call via Tammy from Colonel Davis. The other call. The other call. We'll get that that answer. Um, uh, and it's about the uh, the Major Briggs Buckhorn situation that I'm sure we're all familiar with, but we'll get mm-hmm. a recap later. Um, then uh, Evil Cooper arrives and uh, meets Hutch on a on a farm. Though I guess this isn't the farm. <laughs> though I'm honestly a little confused about what happened here. I, I guess. Uh, I guess, uh, so Hutch is played by Tim Roth. I mm-hmm. just have to acknowledge that. And then Tim Roth weird. showed up. Yeah, I know. I was like, is that Tim? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Tim Lex. He's in the show? Okay. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yep. Um, uh, I guess they, uh, that would be uh, Hutch and Chantal, um, mm-hmm. killed the people who own this place. No, and- no, no. They're just sleeping out back. Were they sleeping? It, one of them looked dead to me. I mean, God, one of them was like face down, like like they're sleeping out back. You can trust that, Hutch. Was that? <laughs> I mean, you see them in plates. It's not like they're hiding. You know, I mean, they're right there. I don't know. So wait, are you serious or? <laughs> I'm, I'm, just sure. I'm just repeating what Hutch said. They're sleeping out back. That's what he said. That's what he said. Okay. Alright. So he says they're sleeping out back. Anyway, whatever. We see some people that don't look like they're sleeping to me, but fine. Maybe they're sleeping. Um, anyway, uh, I don't think this is the farm that Ray talked about, but I guess it is a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little weird, but that's just how it is. Um, Evil Cooper wants clean phones, and I guess he wants his gun fixed, or he wants a better gun um, I'm not sure exactly. Um, he wants to fix his gun situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Chantal comes out. Uh, that would be Jennifer Jason Lee, just for the record. She's, this is her second appearance mm-hmm. after her brief scene way, way back. Yep. Um, and uh, Evil Cooper shows her where he was shot, and I guess she's going to like mend him or something she mm-hmm. says she's gonna go get a kit i just realized we get two tarantino actors here uh oh, oh shit it's the hateful eight yeah it's the hateful eight. Oh my god mr c's part of the hateful eight now <laughs> oh man of course he's the ninth hateful eight uh yeah and when you add michael parks to that uh, oh, you know, because yeah. some Tarantino-ish stuff and here. And actually, Kamagakum looks a lot like Michael Madsen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he is a Michael Madsen type. He's a Michael Madsen with the evil version. The evil version, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with the hair. It's uh-huh. all about the hair. Really. Is Tarantino directing this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's a weird coincidence. I didn't even think about it. And they, they've, like, taken over this place, too. And I feel like there's, like, mm-hmm. a reveal coming about Oh, man. Things. You know? Like, spoiler alert. <laughs> right? God, if, if, like, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson jump out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I lost my faith. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, that's. I didn't think about the fact they're both Tarantino people. I I, I forgot she was in Hateful Eight. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um. 
uh, yeah, so this is, you know, uh, mostly business, but I guess, um, uh, you know, it's the reintroduction of, of this character. And, and I guess Hutch was mentioned before, uh, but not seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's got these, like, allies um, who work with him and help him out um, for unclear reasons. I mean, are they getting money? I th- they... I, he, they call him the boss man. I think, yeah. I think they, it's just the money thing. Just There's saying, some kind of money involved. He did have money, right? Didn't it? Didn't yeah. He have money? Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. So yeah. Hey, he I mean, had a, he had a Palazzo in, uh, in Rio or wherever that was. He did have a Palazzo. <laughs> <laughs> It's like living the Miami Vice 80s dream. <laughs> exactly. <out there. laughs> oh, man. So many blazers. So many blazers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. They call him boss. So he's just he's just hired some people. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess that's how it is. Um, let's see. Uh, so I, I guess we'll continue here. Uh, feel free to stop me if you, um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a couple of little things. We're going to get more with these characters. Sure. So, you know, but sure. Go ahead. Uh, so I guess the bandana that he finds was just marking which farm to go to. Is that what you're thinking? Oh yeah. That makes sense. Cause yeah. he just, he puts it in his pocket. You see it in his jacket pocket later. Yeah. So I, I assume that's that that was just they were just marking where they were. Right. Which is a weird thing to do in a way. Why don't you already know where they're gonna be? I don't know. I guess it's like we'll find a farm and we'll kill the owners and we'll meet yeah. there sort of. Uh, thing. Yeah, they must have like a general area. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Because he's not like he's not gonna just randomly find a farm somewhere yeah he's definitely walking in the right area uh yeah yeah so i so i guess it's like yeah we'll we'll take some place around here and we'll put this thing up and you'll know where to go yeah i, I guess yeah I, so so i guess when he turned off the road like this is where he was going mm, mm-hmm. i mean that's my assumption um yeah that's fair it does seem like the same there. area yeah yeah um, and so he just walks there since, um, you know, Ray took the car. It's yeah. just, it's a little weird that like they, they, they were, Ray was going to the farm and this mm-hmm. is a farm, but it's not the farm. Like, but yeah, okay. I think when you're in farm country, that's, that's, uh, it's just quite, it's nothing but farms. It's like, we're going to go gotta, to the house. You, like, gotta hard, you have a hard time getting your farm straight, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's interesting. I guess it's, yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't the farm. Yeah, it just it just doesn't seem like it makes any sense that it is. So uh, I wanted to mention that Mr. C has blood all over his face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah from the from the ceremony. Yeah, whatever. but I remember thinking when he popped up after the Nine Inch Nails performance, like his face was not messed up like it should have been. Oh, that he didn't have the blood anymore. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then, but now he's Continuity. got it. So. <laughs> Yeah, maybe continuity or, but yeah, he's like, uh, like maybe they decided up. to cut in like him sitting up. Um, yeah, or maybe that was his soul sitting up. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh like it's not possible. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it definitely is. Definitely is. Yeah, no, that's weird. Because that's um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't quite remember, but I think you're probably right. 
And it's just it's yeah. I remember weird. seeing. I mean, that. they definitely rubbed blood on the on his face when he was do when he was yep. like lying there. But yeah, um, yeah, that's strange. Um, oops. oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so, yeah, Chantal is back. Yeah, we've mentioned before, you don't get Jennifer Jason Lee for one scene. Yeah. Um, you get her for you two. You get her for two scenes. <laughs> 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 yep, we both got there at the same time. <laughs> I hope you were playing along at home, listening. Hope you got there, too. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess we'll see her again, but it's, you know... Uh, I mean, they're supposed to go kill uh, Warden Murphy later, so I mean, may- maybe we'll see that. I don't know. Um, Only time shall tell. Yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work at <laughs> all. <laughs> <laughs> time shall No, doesn't really. Because time shall tell. Thanks, Winston Churchill. <laughs> Good luck with the war. <laughs> That's what I would say if I met Winston Churchill. Good luck with the war. Good luck with the war. <laughs> and you're day drinking. <laughs> it's like the two things I know. All right. So. What you did back then. It was normal. Yeah, right? Fought a war and drank during the day. Exactly. Uh, okay, what else in here? So yeah, we get we get some Tammy stuff. Tammy on the plane with with Gordon. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna get anything more with Tammy besides this kind of level one of her character. Just you know, she's just kind of doing her job. Functional. You know, he yeah. is kind of trying to bring her in. Think about that, Tammy. <laughs> I, like, did she think about it? Like, is she gonna come yeah. back with like some sort of like? thought about it <laughs> yeah like she'll come to some conclusion and like tell him like that would be nice to to get um but yeah i wonder if we're gonna get level two of her is there gonna be is there a secret happening that we don't know about who's she texting i want to see her phone <laughs> uh, i don't trust yeah, anyone no, that's, a, that's a good question it's a good question like why do we even have this character mm-hmm. because it's not clear that other than just yeah, like having someone else to do stuff. It's also the new, you know, the fresh eyes kind of a thing, you know. Yeah. She gets to be new to all of this stuff, so right, it right. does help with exposition because they can explain certain things right. that, like, he wouldn't, Gordon wouldn't tell Albert because Albert, Albert would already yeah. know and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah, that, that's definitely part of it. But, yeah, I wonder, that's you know, is there going to be a, a second gear with her where, like, something else is happening, you know? Um, yeah. Because there's time, clearly... Um. There we got yeah. eight, nine more parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we've spent. I would say, um, uh, I think, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's close to the same. But I feel like at this point, we've spent proportionally like as much time with Gordon and Albert mm-hmm. um, as we did like in the entire original series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, something like that's true. Yeah. It's been a ton of Gordon and Albert, especially yeah. Gordon. I mean, there was more Albert in the original series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, you know, I guess because you know, there's no Cooper. Yeah. So someone needs to be kind of leading the FBI investigation, and it makes sense that it's characters we know. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess I guess I see why they would want to have a new agent in there. Um, uh, but you know, they haven't. I mean, she she kind of 
sort of discovered the fingerprint thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, even though that's it's a bit of a controversy there. Uh, did did we say like did we say like what what I think like the clear interpretation of it is even though the prop makes no sense? I mean, do we say it out loud? I just want to make sure we say it at some point. Say what? Because I, I feel like I feel like the <laughs> the clear interpretation. Like, am I crazy? I feel like the clear interpretation of that scene, even though like it doesn't quite add up. Uh, as you know, see mm-hmm. see the podcast about part seven where we go on about it for an hour plus. Yeah. Uh, uh, is that you know? Uh, so th- so the first thing he said, where it's very good to see you again, old friend, or what he said, ten words, right? Mm-hmm. And the very was the second word, and he said it backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the same as the print, uh, fingerprint, that's mm-hmm. like backwards, and mm-hmm. that's the spiritual finger. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is like basically his his spirit is Cooper's backwards, you know? It's like inverted, mm-hmm. you know? The evil, you know, side, you know? It's like, like that's, uh, he's a doppelganger. It's like his up, yeah. They're that's that. <laughs> so right, that's the that's what they're saying at that scene. I think right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet, uh, because the prop and the lines are so confusing, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like we never actually. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm it, just gonna gets, throw it out there. It gets complicated because because Albert throws out a, a theory about why like this is the case. Involved. Yeah. And, and, it's and, very... and you don't know, like it, that might be true. I think it's true, but also maybe not true. It muddles, it muddles the thing. And this goes back to too many mysteries. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> is it, maybe it's just a prop error that, you know, like, like the, the way the prop, like, like, like the, the prop department fucked up and like Albert's line would have been fine if the fingerprint was flipped around and the code was the thing that was flipped, mm-hmm. you know, like, like that would have made more sense. Like, you know, cause it seems like that's what they were trying to convey, but it just, it just didn't work with the actual prop. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe that's all it is. Um, but, but like adding that extra layer was just <laughs> unnecessarily confusing. Yeah. Um, cause I think like, the basic idea, you know, I think, you know, is, is fairly straightforward and just conveying, like, yeah, the idea that he's doppelganger, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, there, you know, there, there, there's some kind of physical um, uh, manifestation of that, you know, in his fingerprints and even in his speech, apparently, mm-hmm. you know. And well, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Well, he it's, is sort of generally weird, talks yeah. weirder than Cooper, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's, I I I just wonder what does that doppelganger want? You know, like what does this guy want? What memories does he have? You know what I mean? Like I don't understand. Is he a copy of Cooper from the moment Cooper entered the Black Lodge, and and he's got all of his memories and wants and dreams and desires, but inverted? You know, like I, I it's so strange to have this character still be a question mark. Uh, and you know, it's a, it's a mystery of what he wants, which is a, you know, a mystery you would expect from a villain, you know, of the story. Um, but it's a, it's a mystery of who he is and, you know, um, and, and why he is, you know, and is it, is, are they going to really, are they going to tie this back together in terms of like how Dougie was manufactured? Did Bob manufacture Mr. C in, in some way? 
you know, is he going to turn into a vomiting head and a gold bead later? You know, or 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 are doppelgangers a completely different thing? Um, does he have a soul in any way that Cooper has a soul? Um, you know, souls are, are a thing on the show. So right. is does he have one? Does he not? You know, it's like the, all these all these questions. You know, and we see him in all these circumstances with all these like new people and, and allies and all this stuff, which just raises how many questions there are. Um, so I think pretty soon here we do have to get some sense of, like, what he wants. You know, I remember the beginning when he just didn't want to go back to the Black Lodge, and that seemed like that was a good enough goal for the whole show. Right. You know, and it's like, nope, that was for that one part. He passed that hurdle on to the yeah. main thing. That was just, like, the first thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so, <laughs> so it's, yeah, besides wanting Cooper dead, like... Is he just trying to live forever? Does you know, since there can be only one now. Although, is that even true? What's the timeline on that? Do they have a hundred years? Right. Do they have five years? Yeah, Do they have yeah, five yeah. days. You know, so yeah, so it's just strange that you know we are getting a lot of screen time with with the with the villain and his cohort, cohorts, um, but um, we don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. why and people you think are allies are, are bad guys and on the other side and like i heard a crackpot theory that ray might be fbi and it's just like oh mm-hmm. my god yeah 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 i don't even think that's implausible <laughs> unfortunately it isn't implausible <laughs> i mean it, 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 After it what it's happened. really weird you know does that mean he really wasn't trying to kill mr c like um uh daria said you know you know like was that a lie now you know it's like it's so you know if you if you flip well yeah it raises the question of how much daria was in on it exactly yeah yeah i mean so anyway lots lots there Uh, the the other thing i'll throw out is uh you know a fair number of people thought that like bob left him uh in the previous Mm. part when when they did the thing and uh this this part doesn't really help with that it doesn't confirm or or um mm-hmm. you know disprove that that bob is still there um you know we're gonna have to have another mirror moment i guess or he's gonna have to say something there's gonna have to be something you know because in the previous scene he was like you're still there good you know mm-hmm. so like he can do a check-in uh and i guess that would be the moment if they're gonna <sighs> say he's not there anymore i and i, I feel like if, that's totally possible i wonder if he knows if he's there or not. And and I wonder if the check is going to be him not knowing if he's there and, and finding out that he, you know, potentially that he's not there. Yeah. Because uh, that's the only way I could really see it happening. I feel like there's a, there, in a sense, in a way, he should know if Bob is there or not. Um, but, but, you know, I can definitely see a scene where he goes to check and Bob isn't there. And then, like, that's him figuring it out. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess my, my gut tells me Bob is still there. Um, I don't know where Bob would go. Is he at the convenience store in a, in a blob, like in a bubble with the, with the, with the woodsman? Like, right. Well, else, yeah, I don't you know, know where he's, where he would go back to the Black Lodge. I, I don't, yeah. The, the, the main reason why just pra- like the way the scene played out, I didn't think Bob left him. But the uh-huh. main reason why I feel like it's possible is just just for practical reasons, like because Frank Silva's dead, um, it's hard to portray him, and and because I feel like in in, in a way 
the the only reason we're seeing Bob at all is because they showed him at the end of the original series. Mm-hmm. You know, he he hits his head in the mirror and we see Bob, you know. And I think they kind of fucked up with that. I think that's actually not what they should have done. Um, it's supposed to be doppelganger Cooper, and he's his own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think the compromise is that he's doppelganger Cooper possessed by Bob at the same time, you know? To, to kind of, like, well, sew up that loose end or clarify that, mm-hmm. um, that point that, you know, wasn't really clear. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, it, you know, it takes two to tango. I think, I wouldn't necessarily say they fucked up showing him in the mirror. I think our interpretation was wrong. I think when you know that it's possible, because honestly, if you think about how, you know, it, it's just that, you know, the, that the show leaves you with all these new mysteries, <laughs> like just brand new shit. Like, oh, here's a doppelganger in the real world. Okay, thanks. What's that about? Um, you know, but if you think about how, you know, how they portrayed Leland when Bob was with him, it fits. Like, that's, you know, that that's what it was. When Bob is there and, and he looks in the mirror, you see Bob. So if, it fits in that way. It's just we didn't understand what this doppelganger thing was. Um, and, it you know, barely still understand, like, what that really means. You know, what's what's a, what's what's Mr. C without Bob? I don't I don't know what that means. You know, does again, because I, because again, it's it's confusing to me if if doppelgangers just exist always. Did did Bob create this one especially because he had some plan of escape? Because you know he he immediately you know takes Cooper and escapes. You know, so um, so I don't know. I I don't I don't have a problem with how they ended that. But I mean, I do take your point though that um, they might want to find ways to not have to keep portraying Bob, although. I feel like it just gives David Lynch a, a reason, a way to be creative and that, you know, if he wants right. to show Bob in a certain way, he'll show, you know, I think, I, I don't think they're precluded because they don't need Bob to really do anything, but, but look like Frank Silva and they have footage of that, right. you know? And so I think they could keep that going. Uh, but I do take your point that, that that would be a reason to, uh, for, you know, for them to kind of get Bob out of Mr. C um, yeah, because I just I feel like effectively like Bob, he is consistent with the way that um, Evil Cooper behaves, but it seems like Evil Cooper also has his own thing going. And I mean, you know, they showed like Bob and 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 him like laughing together at the end of the original series. So you know, like they're basically on the same wavelength. But he's basically a new bad guy, you mm-hmm. know. And so I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like in a way it makes sense that you know they give us an origin story for Bob and then kind of move on from Bob. You know, like now it's just about yeah. Evil Cooper. I but and I what see he's it. Do. But they but they're also opening up the the bigger forces at work here, and they're spending a lot of time on the bigger forces at work here. And I feel like Bob has to be a part of that. Now, unless they're, like, going to transition to focus on the woodsmen versus Black Lodge inhabitants or something, you know. Right. But I, I feel like I feel like there's still a case to be made that, that Bob is still important to all of this um, because, you know, I think his origin story almost um, increases that, that possibility because he is something that seems to be otherworldly and not just like, oh, he's just a Black Lodge spirit or he's a guy that died and went to the Black Lodge and 
got some power and now he right. torments you know like he, he he's almost some primal force you know um and i think a primal force in twin peaks i, I don't think you write that off you know i think you keep that a part of the show uh mm-hmm. but you know what that means functionally of course you know could, could mean we don't really see a lot of that or something or maybe we get some more bob at the end or something like that but I, I I do also like the idea I mentioned before about like if 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 they took Bob and the bubble out of Mister C's stomach, then 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 Bob becomes like this thing this this like tangible uh, MacGuffin that someone could get you know, um, right. so that might open up some story you know or or maybe a way to kill Mister C if you kidnap the Bob bubble or something or or kill it or <laughs> right. if, you, if you take the if you take Bob back to the Black Lodge maybe that kills Mister C or. Or stop something, you know. So that I think that's really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and, and Ray did say, you know, I think this might be the key to what this is all about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, that suggests that the Bob thing will be important in some way. But yeah, and so I, I'm not, I'm not clear on it, and this part doesn't really help. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's an interesting issue. Yeah. In terms of like what the, what they're gonna focus on as far as um, Evil Cooper and his motivations, you know, mm-hmm. how, how much are they going to try to bring in Bob as far as that goes? Yeah, and again, it goes back to what did Bob want in the first place? I mean, did he just want to live vicariously through Mister C and, and and rape and pillage like he did with Leland, or is there like a bigger plan? And does does Mister C get to choose his own destiny? Or is he just doing something that Bob wanted him to do? You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, again, it goes without saying how weird it is to not know these sort of things. But I hope <laughs> we will find those kinds of things out, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the sort of bigger, you know, question to, in terms of, like, motivation and stuff. Because it's hard to, you know, identify with the character or root for them or to, to really know what to think when you don't really know... You know, is Mr. C trying to save the world? You know, is he is he trying to rid the world of evil? And he's like, you know, like that can that could be a thing. You know, he wants to kill Bob or something, and you know, or something weird like that could happen. You know, um, for that a long a shot, twist. but you know, yeah, I you know can't I mean? imagine just, him doing that. But it's yeah, it's so you know, it's so open ended at this point that it's who True. who's his day, except for you know, we we're really just going off of you know, how they left us at the end of season two and, like, what he's... the sort of bad guy kind of stuff he's done since. Um, right. But you can, you know, you can kill and murder for good reasons, you know, or, re- or the sort of, you know, maybe not justifiable reasons, but, like, sort of a means to an end kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, acceptable uh, sacrifice or Yeah, whatever. collateral damage or something, yeah. you know. Um, but, and that would be a weird twist. <laughs> <laughs> very weird twist. Very weird, t- weird twist. Um, especially if, yeah, especially if he did all the stuff that <laughs> we were talking about. Um, him having possibly done um, in part seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be weird. Like, no, it was for a good cause. He needed, yeah. he needed Richard for his plan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He, he had not, to. He better not be Richard's dad. And I, he needed oh Diane God. to help him oh, save no. the world. Oh, so no. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like it it doesn't seem plausible to me, but uh, it would be a crazy twist. I just I I guess yeah, that's interesting though. It's an interesting thought. Hadn't occurred to me at all. Keep it in your mind. You never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could see him realizing like, okay, if there can be only one of us between Mister C and Cooper. I could see something happening, you know, where he he's like, it should be you. For some reason, I don't know why, but I could see something like that happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but all right, I guess we can go to the next uh, the next bit here. All right. Uh, right. So the next bit, uh, Gordon asked Diane, they're on the plane, Gordon asked Diane to come with them to Buckhorn. Uh, she reluctantly agrees, which is kind of her thing. Uh, then she uh, checks her phone, but it's blocked. Interesting that she decides to check her phone. Hey, hey, people check phones. Hey, Do phones, they? phones get checked. Do they? <laughs> it, it's a thing. It's. I checked my phone. Look, I'm checking my phone right now. Look at me checking. And I guess it's worth noting that she checks her phone before uh, what happens next, which is Warden Murphy calls and tells Gordon that Evil Cooper escaped. Mm-hmm. Why is that interesting? Uh, well, you know, the the message that she gets comes from Evil Cooper. And, uh, you know, depending on your interpretation of that... Um, you know, why is she expecting a message? Like, if she heard he escaped... Um, I mean, it still seems like a stretch to me that she'd be like, maybe he'll text me. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the idea that she would be expecting him to contact her or come after her or something seems more plausible if she knows he escaped. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Than if he's still, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of weird. It's weird that she's checking her phone. Um, it's almost like she knew that he was going to be getting out. I'm just going to say it. I think she's... I yeah, I, I don't know. I I I can see the phone checking thing just be, just just setting up that she is waiting for a message, but not necessarily correlating that to the timing of the fact that he got out. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's. I feel like it's like the leftovers. It's like that's that's definitely <laughs> a valid interpretation. You know, I think it's. That is, you know, it, it's a valid interpretation. Um, I don't necessarily think that's what's happening, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I can't say you're wrong. She's checking her phone. She wants to use it. It's blocked. Now, I think yeah. that's the most interesting thing is, like, the idea of it being blocked. Um, and, like, he has it, I mean, if the, if the, if the episode is in chronological order, you know, he hasn't actually sent the message yet. So, right. you know, so why is she thinking he would be sending a message? Again, I, I'm, I'm under the impression... He's going to send it in the next scene. I'm under the impression that um, if... Uh, that Okay, she's, she's getting a message from Mr. C. If, you know, I'm under the impression that she doesn't know who is texting her. Um, that's, that's what I'm going with right now, is, mm. that, is that she has plausible den deniability... Here, where mm. she doesn't know that uh, that it's him, and and that would explain why she's checking for another message, 
not knowing if he's out or not because she doesn't know that he's the person messaging her. So that's that's where I'm gonna leave like it. Like he's, until... he's been he's messaged her before. Yes. Okay. He's got regardless in any situation he's got to have messaged her before. Why would she be expecting a message if not she's gotten some before? Well, you know, they they planned this or something, you know. I mean, I guess probably he would have done it before at some point, but you know, like if it's if it's a plan, then she's checking it because he said, you know, I'll send you the the mm. signal when blah 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 happens. You know, whatever the plan is. Yeah. I okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, oh, here's our plan, and then when the, when when I get out, I'll text you that I'm. Yeah, out and if something. I if I you know they, they have some kind of it's it seems like it's some kind of code or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of the the cow jumped over the moon. Yeah, you know, like where it 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 means something. Um, uh, and so like maybe depending on what happened or what he wants her to do or whatever. Um, that so yeah the 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 vague or the. The, the message itself also makes me think she is, um, you know, c- complicit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, otherwise, like, it's it's going to be pretty much meaningless to her. You know, except, like, there's some weird random person sending me weird messages. Well, it depends on what the messages are. And, I mean, again, a weird person can send well, her messages... Only one we saw. But yeah. yeah, 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 but I mean, she could have gotten a message before that, you know, if she if she thinks, you know, what I don't know the circumstance clearly, but I just, I can imagine a situation where she has gotten messages before, just the same way as if there was a plan or something, and the message is, you know, at this time or this day, I will I will I will give you this code, and it means X Y Z, or or some or somehow she knows what it means. It's a reference to some conversation or it's a reference to, you know, literature or something that she knows. You know, I, I presumably like she could know what it means without having been told before. Like, OK, I'm going to send you this code and this is what it means. Um, it's possible it's a reference to something. It's, yeah. you know, something along the lines of the, the Warden Murphy stuff. Like I was um, going to say their last night together or something, you know, yeah. like maybe yeah. that was a phrase that came up or. You know, uh, something like that. So, yeah, and, it could but, be that. I want you to so so think devil's advocate here. What would the show? Why would the show be telling us? You know, you have to sort of be paying attention to get this. But why would the show be leading us in the direction that Diane is basically a bad guy now, working for Mister C? Like, why would they tell us that so directly? Really, you know what I mean? Like, they don't almost. Never do they sort of do that. Where here's a here's a bit of a mystery, and here's the direct link and evidence to it to tell you what to think. Like that seems a bit rare to me. So that's why I'm expecting a curveball. I'm expecting her to not just be completely complete. Like she's not Chantal. Like I, I just can't imagine that they're trying to tell us she's just like Chantal, you know, or or Daria or whatever. And even Daria right. wasn't even like Daria because she had a sort of. Right. Uh, second plan you know so yeah, so that's yeah. why i don't want to just jump into oh she got a text message and oh she was waiting for a message and oh there was a code that she seemed to understand therefore that means she she's she's on par with mr c like now that being said if their larger point is hey diane was a good girl now she's a bad girl you should be thinking about how that happened 
And, and there's a mystery we'll explore there with how she got corrupted or something. Like that, and there's that, that whole, like, the last time she saw Cooper thing. Mm-hmm, like, it could, mm-hmm. it could definitely tie in with that. Sure, yeah, exactly. Like, that broke her or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know why that would mean she would help him in the future if she, if, if she knows the last time they, they saw, you know, he broke her spirit or her goodness or something. Like, why would she help him? You know, right. that, that, that's that question. But so anyway, I'm, I'm holding out hope. that. Well, like, she hasn't done anything yet. So I think like the big tell is like, what is she going to do? Because like in this episode, she gets the message, but she doesn't actually do anything. She just like well, goes look, outside and smokes. At this point, at this point, though, if, if she knows that she if she if she's been tech, if she knows the person. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, if she's been working with Mr. C in any way or communicating with him, then when she went to the interrogation and and she told Gordon that wasn't Mr. C, like either she's lying, which is a bad thing she's doing, or but I mean she's telling the truth though, so it's weird. Right. But she's like sort of playing along, I guess, with with the truth, uh, because that's what he wants her to say. Right. You know, or or she know she's like, oh God, this guy isn't isn't Dale Cooper. Um, but yet I'm still helping him. I'm mortally afraid of what the implications of this. Yet I'm still helping this guy. Like that doesn't really gel with me. Um, you know, is she is she that good of an actress? I mean, I know Laura Dern is, <laughs> but is Diane that good of an actress? You know, um, so that that's why I don't want to jump into like, oh god, she's she's on the take. She's with Andy and his Rolex, you know, like all of our, <laughs> all of our heroes are villains now, you know, like, you know, there is no Santa Claus children, you know, Diane's working with Mr. C, um, <laughs> you know, fuck you, sure. kids, as sure. she would say. Now, yeah, like if, if, um, if she had said, you know, on second thought, like, I want to, I want to come listen in on the on the interrogation of Hastings or I want to see Major Briggs's body or mm-hmm. you know what I mean That's if she the had thing. like she's not interested in that stuff at all if she had done something like that would have sold it more for me as mm-hmm. as uh, that interpretation so I mean I think the key thing is I mean she doesn't do anything else except smoke so um it's really going to depend on the next part where we see her do something to to kind of understand mm-hmm. uh what the result of this message is is she going to share it with anyone is she going to mention that she got this does she if she suspects it's from evil cooper is she, you know what i mean i mean what what's the what's the next step uh i just I, to me it just seems so suspicious on so many levels i agree it is problematic also on so many levels if it's true uh, so I don't discount the possibility that there is a, uh, you know, innocuous or relatively innocuous explanation for why she's checking your messages, why she got this message and so, what her reaction is. But I, I'm, I'm definitely leaning right now in the direction that she's, she's mm-hmm. in, in, in league. Now, you know, I don't know what she believes about evil Cooper, I don't know, um, you know what I mean, why is she doing it? I mean, those are open questions, so, you know, who knows what they're going to say later, but... um, So, uh, my, I just had a thought. I'm like, why would Diane, what would she be doing with with Mr. C? What what good would she be to him? So, I'm thinking, even though we just said she really wasn't in on this sort of 
top secret FBI stuff that's going on that she's not sort of being asked to, to be a part of. Um, maybe she's supposed to be the spy. Maybe he wants, you know, her to spy on them and let right. him know what they're up to. But then yeah. another thought came to mind that what if there's a long con here and and maybe maybe Mr. C knows that and the at the in the end game like he's thinking yes I have to kill Cooper but maybe he will have to convince the FBI or people at large that he's he's the real Cooper at some point. So maybe this is all a ruse. And Diane was a plant to, to verify, oh, no, this guy's not Cooper, 100%. And there, and you believe her, you trust her, because he doesn't seem like Cooper. He's weird and scary, right? right? And then later, Mr. C, you know, to his plan, presumably, kills the real Cooper, slash Dougie, right. or whatever. And, and, and he tries to take his place, and he goes, hey, look at me. I got my clean-cut mm-hmm. haircut and my suit, and look at me. I'm Dale Cooper. Give me some coffee and pie. Right. And then Diane comes and says, oh, yep, that's him. That's the real that's Cooper. Him. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's she's interesting. like the Diane the touchstone. Yeah, yeah. If she's the authority, and yeah, that's, oof, ouch. Mm-hmm. Ouch, Diane. <laughs> yeah, and you know the show had. I just said touchstone, and because I was reading about alchemy and stuff, and it, like it really applies though, like that idea that, like she she's the she's the one to decide, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So uh, there's that, but if it's not that, then she's innocent, and how dare you impugn her? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That I really want it to be true, but I do think it's an interesting twist if it is true. You know, but um, here's the thing: David Lynch considers these characters his like family, right? He said that, and yeah, would he really do that to Diane? I mean, that family includes Leland, right? I mean, that family includes you know yeah, Leo. But, and... but listen, Leland was in. Leland was mostly innocent. He just had impure thoughts. About his daughter, but he didn't do the stuff Bob made him do. So, you know, Leland's sort of innocent on that front. Mm. You know? Well, we talked about that before. I'm not I'm not so sure about that, but okay, I see what you mean. But I, I mean, mean Hank, not, he, I mean, there's a ton of bad people on the show. You know, all the bad guys. I mean, I'm there's well, plenty. Yes, for sure. There's, there's bad people, but I'm saying, because bad people exist, right? But what I'm saying is, like, taking a good, you know, character and turning them bad, you know, that's a whole different thing. Right. You know, um, again, like Andy, if Andy's, like, corrupted now, like, that would be the crazy thing to do to a character that wholesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. and I think Diane is sort of in that vein, although we don't really have anything to go on except our suppositions about how she was before. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, maybe maybe it doesn't count for her because he's like, well, in my mind, she was always subject to corruption or something or, you know, whatever, but... Anyway, I just want to point that out that, like, as another reason why he might, you know, they might not want to tarnish her character, you know, since he, he thinks about them as family. Um, and I feel like Diane is probably, you know, some woman in his life, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, you know, metaphorically. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like Laura Dern. <laughs> like Laura Dern, yeah, tidbit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who is like family to him, so, you know, it fits. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But, um, you know, I mean, I think, I think, uh, uh, you know, looking, looking at the stories he's done before, I mean, I think he's not, I, I don't think he's beyond doing the idea of like, you know, a, a good character gets, gets corrupted. Yeah. And I don't count the movies. Those are, those are different things than, than his Twin Peaks characters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, I, uh, yeah, you want to go to the next part? Okay, so I so one more thing about this. Oh. Uh, though we're kind of talking about the next part already, but uh, anyway, uh, so Warden Murphy uh, tells Gordon that Evil Cooper escaped. Like, that's his big, like, mm-hmm. here's, here's my excuse. Uh, he escaped. Mm-hmm. How did really? that happen? Yeah. It's like okay. So uh one thing one thing I think we can take away from that. Um I mean, you know, there could be some extra like it's deep cover and they can't reveal it or whatever, but he's not openly saying like, you know, but I made a deal with Philip Jeffries and uh you know, uh this other guy I released is an FBI agent and he's going to kill him or mm-hmm. he's going to arrest him or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like he's not, he's not revealing that he had some extra plan, yeah. even though like, I think he must have, I mean, something happened with those guns. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe it's just personal and it's just like, he has this dirt on me and obviously, you know, I mean, we're about to get to this thing. Um, yeah. I, I think it's probably as simple as Warden Murphy. He he knows he 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 shouldn't let Mister C out, but he's got to you know because he's got the leverage on him. But I think he gave Ray the gun and he's like, hey, make sure this guy doesn't you know doesn't yeah. uh, get too far and I'll go easy on you when we track you down or something or whatever you know. Um, I, I think that's probably it because I think he it's was just probably threatened by Mister C so much and didn't want to take right. his word for it that like. He would, um, you know, he wouldn't uh, come after him again if he didn't. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of, that's basically what I'm thinking. Classic noir, you know, crime stuff. Right. Nothing, nothing that insane. But right. you know, Gordon does ask how the escape happened, and, I, and he's telling him something. So I don't know if uh, if he goes into detail, but. Presumably, there's more answers to come. Like, is is that going to be the only conversation about that? Like, you know, there's there should be more information. I mean, I, I not that the show needs to go into it, but you know, realistically, you right. know, there'd be some investigations about there how that, the, the whole thing happened and who was on guard. And I was surprised that was the excuse, but then I guess have a what does he got to say? And, yeah, I mean, exactly. That's kind of the only. <laughs> yeah. The only I let him go. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might break down, and I mean, you know, if they if they did want to get to that scene, you know, he, he, they're interrogating the warden about what happened, and he tell, tells them, you know, whatever the secret is. Right. You know, I can't hide it anymore. It's this crazy thing, and he was going to expose right. me, so I let him go or something. There were three more legs. There were th- that dog had more legs. 
There are more legs where that came from. You think there's All a right. one leg dog out there? Oh god, I hope not. <laughs> no, it had four. Not anymore uh, though. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, all right. So I think I'm ready to, uh, to move on there. All right. Um, can we, uh, pause here? Sure. Record and here goes part two. Five, four, three, two. Okay. So the next scene, um, we are, uh, back at the farm, not the actual farm, but the farm in this, um, particular part. Uh, we see two passed out people, asleep people, possibly dead. They're completely asleep. Know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, or maybe we won't. I don't know if it matters. Anyway, um, Evil Cooper sends a little text message mysteriously right after Diane checks her phone. I should have already suspected. Anyway, <laughs> uh, like when I look at this order, I'm like, ah, it's, it's immediately after that she checks her phone that we see. It's this like reverse order, though, right? It's so weird. It's uh, it should be he sends a message and she receives a message. Now, you know, right. her phone's blocked. She's not going to get it. But they reverse it and then they back yeah. it up to him calling Duncan Todd. Right. And that confused me originally. I, I didn't. I thought, oh, he was texting and then called. I didn't right. I didn't think about the whole Diane thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the editing makes it. The logical choice would be to show this first and then mm-hmm. you see her checking her phone and it's blocked. That would be a bigger tell, though. That, you know, that yeah. that's where it's going. So it's it, it's more it was more of a surprise, at least for me later that they did it this way. Cause I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, the text message says around the table, the dinner conversation is lively. Uh, so that's, uh, whatever that means. Um, we'll find out later. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, then he calls Duncan Todd, as you mentioned, is that a reference to the convenience store and fire walk with me around the table, the conversation, the dinner, cause they oh, were God. eating garmambosia and having a conversation. Oh God. I was just thinking like, huh, what table were people around and talking? This is a Formica table. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We're like light years beyond that. It's so yeah. strange. It's so strange to be beyond the, the crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was as crazy as it got back then. Mm-hmm. Like that scene was really weird. And there were woodsmen there. There um, were woodsmen there. You can't say there weren't woodsmen there. So, yeah, that, that whole connection is is yet to be clarified. Mm-hmm. But, uh you know, and like the convenience store versus the Black Lodge. I mean, there's plenty of questions there. But yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting connection. I was not, I was not thinking of that as dinner conversation. <laughs> but you know, hey, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're if they're eating and they're talking, yep. You know, and it's the right time of day. <laughs> there you go. What else is it? Breakfast for dinner doesn't count. You gotta exactly. be eating dinner foods at dinner time around a table. Doesn't have to be a dinner table though. No. Uh hey, here's a here's a question. Okay. When is a dinner table not a dinner table? Oh god. <laughs> I'm afraid. When it's a when... Formica table. 
Little wow. Twin, little Twin Peaks joke. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Come for the theory, stay for the jokes, folks. Uh, <laughs> that's what we have to offer here. Uh, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> so he calls Duncan Todd, mm-hmm. uh, who says that he didn't do it yet and evil cooper says it better be done next time he calls um all right good luck with that so i want to point out like multiple things about this first this clearly establishes that evil cooper is indeed the one duncan todd's taking his orders from Mm -hmm. um so like this is the first time they actually communicated directly uh, so that's kind of a reveal. Another thing that this does that I really appreciate is like put the final nail in the coffin. If it wasn't already there, that it's a different timeline in Las Vegas um, because he's <laughs> he's him able calling to... him. Yeah, he calls him. And the, you sure and, he's and... not calling through the space time continuum? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like somehow the the you know the motel key. Like not that I think the USPS would like pass through a vortex or something, but like because of that intangible like middle period where wherever mm-hmm. the key was, like you can imagine some crazy scenario where like it's a it's a black lodge mailbox. And, it got, it did know. get sent by the United States Portal Service. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She didn't read the fine print. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. You know, but it's so it's just it, there's a little more room for doubt there with the key, mm-hmm. even though I think that was the clear, pretty clear proof already. Yeah. But this, it's like we know where uh, Evil Cooper's timeline sits because we followed him mm-hmm. at various points in the storyline, and we know that that is in the present. And so then having him call Duncan Todd, and he's like, "No, it's not done yet." Mm-hmm. That, you know, we know we know where we stand. Like but... those timelines are basically happening at the same time. Did you think about the fact that there could be a time barrier? And time is running differently oh, because of the no. time barrier. Not a time and barrier. And the satellite phone. Please tell me this is not the it. island again. Oh <laughs> it's God. always the island forever. Do we have to do a payload again? Payload experiment. We need a scientist. Quick, get Jeremy Davies. <laughs> oh shit! He's already we already there. have him. <laughs> Quick, do some science. They won't matter. <laughs> oh jeez be wrong about f- something yeah be wrong about something super important later <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's really good at that oh man jeez yeah well it's nice to know that there's not multiple timelines because who's got the time for that yeah. really there's it's too many too mysteries yeah we don't need that shit like no come on no i didn't i never liked that theory I listen. I'm on the. I'm old school, as Gordon Cole would say. Um, <laughs> I like to. I like. I like my theorizing to be, to be um, formulated by what the show is giving us, uh, and to try to uh, mitigate adding external um, contrivances that might help explain things. Like, oh, it's multiple timelines. Right. Because other shows have done that recently. Therefore, this show could be doing that recently. Although they never did that before. 
Maybe yeah. they're doing it now. And so, yeah, I I don't really like that line of thinking. You know, it's also part of the, the school of thought that's like, everything in the Matrix was a dream. And, right. you know, like this, this thing where like, somehow people want to make stories more complicated than, than what they just appear as on the surface, which yeah. is like regular storytelling and filmmaking. It's like, right. you know, uh, I, you know, I forgot the guy's name, but the, the popular fire walk with me theory that the, that, that, that first oh, yeah. se- segment Thor, is, yeah. is, uh, is all a dream. It, I, it that yeah. goes in there too. It's like, you don't need that to be a dream to make it make sense. It actually yeah. makes less sense if it's all a dream. You oh, know? oh, I looked into that, by the way, just to clarify a little bit, um, mm-hmm. although I still didn't read the whole thing because it's the lo- it's the longest <laughs> shit. No, it was TLDR. No offense. Anyway, um, uh, it's it's just the prologue. It's just the Chet Desmond, Sam Stanley, that part yeah. is the dream. Like, the yeah. Laura stuff is real. For sure, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Is, you oh, know, okay, okay. Just that I, part. I thought maybe I didn't clarify that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and so, but even that to that me doesn't, doesn't make right, sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense that, that Cooper would dream. I mean, he's got a lot of explaining to do if he dreamt a whole investigation <laughs> of a real person that he'll later be, will be talking about, you know, and, and, and dreamt the yeah. whole reality that, that he never really fully acknowledges you know, and, and on top of that, in the dream, he has he says he had a dream. Like right. is is the is the, De- the 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 Desmond? I'm sorry, <laughs> the the Philip Jeffries stuff part of that dream. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So that's in why the he dream, says we live inside a dream. That's why he says that. But then Cooper is like, okay, but then there's no objective reality then, right? Because if in this dream Jeffries is saying we live inside a dream, then 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 you you're never outside of the dream, or is the dream real but reality is also real? You know what I mean? Like it's like extra complicated, and it yeah. doesn't give you anything. Like it doesn't it doesn't make the story simpler. It doesn't make any both motivations make more sense. It doesn't tie together any real mysteries. It's not like. Oh well, if the prologue part is a dream, then this thing makes sense now. Right. What makes sense now? Like you just ruin like the setup for you know Cooper and the whole idea of you know this sort of um, cyclical um, uh, meta mystery that's happening with the FBI agent investigating someone connected to these Black Lodge inhabitants and, and disappearing. You know, with Cooper being like another iteration of that. So if, if if you know if he's a dream, then like that's not real. Then then that doesn't really work. You know, that kind of big thing, sort of cyclical thing that they they're depicting that doesn't work if that's all fabricated. You know, I don't right. know. Again, I just I I try to be I try to stay away from like adding things to stuff that like it's already complicated enough. You know, yeah. as we keep saying. Um, and uh, yeah, so, and, and yeah, and again, with the dream thing, it's like David Lynch tells us when we're dreaming, um, you know, he, he doesn't need to, he's so fucking beyond needing to trick you. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. I mean, he's just like light years beyond needing to trick you with, with, with a gimmick like that. He'll tell you when it's a dream and you still will be confused. You know what I mean? It's not going to help you. It's not, it's not the thing that's going to make the story cool. 
you know, yeah. oh, it's all a dream. Therefore, wow, look how interesting this is now. No, it's already interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. that's why I'm like, you don't, you don't really need, you don't need to add stuff to it. And um, and you know, I think if the goal is to try to theorize, and you know, you're, you know, none of us know what's happening, you know. But if, if you are trying to get at something like the truth, and I think like bringing in your outside con- constructs is not going to help you get towards what the truth is because your outside constructs is a not what the creators have access to and b it's not what the show is giving you which is their communication of what they want you to know you know right and rant (laughs) no i totally agree uh that's something that really annoys me um you know like just for a contrast like it's one thing to say actually here's a good I think this is a good comparison. Like the movie Inception. Yes. Right? It's, it's it's one thing to say that that whole movie's a dream mm-hmm. because the whole movie's about dreams. The whole movie's about dream. The whole movie. The question of the movie is is what's a dream and what is it? Exactly. And tons <laughs> of the movie yes. clearly does take place with yeah. dreams. Yep. So yeah, you don't have to bring in an outside idea of of what is dreams and what's reality yeah. to this conversation because that's the basis of their conversation. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, another theory about Inception is that it's really about making movies mm-hmm. and you know whatever. He's the director. It's a weird metaphor, and she's everyone writing the script. Yeah, it's just yeah. a big metaphor. Now that's an example of the wrong kind of thing yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Just bringing some outside shit that is not mentioned. What whatsoever in the no. actual movie no in in the text of the thing you're just bringing it on the outside and like forcing it on the thing and sort of mm-hmm. make let's make this thing be about something that like there's yeah, no indication exactly that it has anything to do with and that. it's hard to give validity to that even if there's supporting evidence or part that lines up that line up you know it's hard to give validity to that when it's like yeah but that's just your outside construct that's not a part of the themes of this story at all yeah. you know um yeah, it's like uh, you know, uh, the end of Lost Highway. You know, when when yeah. Bill Pullman's like driving away again, and you know, and it's like he he, he you know his face is kind of changing, you know, yeah. and it seems like he's gonna morph into someone else. Like that's a that's a theory you could say that makes yeah. sense because yeah, the whole There's story was about him morphing, running away from his responsibility and morphing into somebody else. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, yeah, so that yeah, I just I just think like. The way to do this, not that there's necessarily a right way, but the right way to do this is, <laughs> is to like work, you know, uh, you know, use the puzzle pieces that came in the box, you know, to, to put yeah, the puzzle yeah. together. Don't bring your own puzzle pieces and say, oh, look, the puzzle works well if I add my 20 pieces to it. Right, well, now right. it's a 520 piece puzzle when it's supposed yeah. to be a 500 piece puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just it just doesn't seem like that. I don't know. It's it's just not that interesting to me. I mean, like It's also a like, bit insulting. What... <laughs> <laughs> Again, back to like to use a gimmick or to like use like yeah. a, like a like a um yeah, I don't know. Gimmick is the only way I can come up with. It's it's just very gimmicky like uh of a thing to do and like yeah, it's just kind of insulting to be like, "Yeah, I bet this is the thing they're doing." It's like, "No, they're doing something way more interesting." Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think it's 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 just more interesting to me to to like try to dig into what's there than mm-hmm. it is to just try to like force something on it mm-hmm. from from outside. Like, can can I come up with some like random metaphor that yeah. like this whole story is taking place in or whatever? Like, yeah, it just seems like a waste of time to me. Now I don't listen, know. we're saying this as two guys who spent over a decade. <laughs> <laughs> doing the thing sort of doing the thing we're saying we don't like but you know when it when it came to loss theorizing um you know i think it's it i think we were still even even in our crackpottiest things (laughs) you know obviously we're wrong about a lot of things the island is not a spaceship prison from another dimension But to be fair, I was dealing with the elements of the show that it gave me, right? Uh, the yeah. idea of a of a of a prisoner, the idea of a warden, right. the idea of, of right. an entity that that is supernatural and right. from another place, you know, the idea of um, an entity that could destroy the world, you know, like all of the you know those kinds of things. The, um, this place has a barrier. Light doesn't shine quite right. You know, it can move. You know what I mean? It's right. like I didn't pull that out of my ass completely. Right. You know, it is still dealing with the elements that that the show was presenting. It was just off base quite a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's out there, but yeah. I mean, and you know, I guess like that line could get blurry at, at certain points. But mm-hmm. to me, like that's clearly like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's wrong. Well, and what it's, I did was... Which is still a bit in keeping with the show. The show is a bit sci-fi, but I brought a heavier sci-fi element to a big answer. Right. I was like, "Oh, here's a big, right. clear, you know, cliche, clear-cut sci-fi answer to what's going on." You know, right? Uh, which was which is kind of off base with the sort of ambiguous spiritual, you know, supernatural, vague thing they were shooting right. for. You know. Right. So anyway, caveat that you know sometimes we're guilty of probably what we're lambasting here, but. We like to think that uh, we do it the right way because there is a right way. <laughs> but I think I think the lost version of that, like one, it would be like they're dead the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sure, because a lot point. a lot of those theories are very like in a way like simplistic. They're overly simplistic. Like if you could just explain it like that quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and like that explains everything. They were dead and the you know time. that's actually really funny too. It's interesting you point that out because it is that kind of weird thing where when when somebody says oh what was lost about oh they had the whole time great so six seasons of crazy shit happened and you don't need to explain any of it because they were dead the whole time so yeah. like nothing actually mattered because they were de- right. even if they were dead the whole i'm sure we said this at some point in the lost slowdown it's like Probably. even if they were dead the whole time there was stuff that happened to these dead entities if you think they're dead right, right. so we, you can talk about the crazy shit they still time travel didn't they even if they were dead the whole time Right? I mean, like, did, you know, like, that's what's weird is, like, yeah, that kind of overly simplistic thing doesn't, it shouldn't negate, like, the fact that there were, there was actual plot, though, that happened, you know, beyond the pilot where they died, apparently, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, all that is, like, some kind of crazy afterlife adventure. Like, Mm -hmm. it just, it seems, I mean... It, it does seem like that should still mean something. Yeah, right? Um, uh, they died, and then they died again, and then they died a third time. Like, <laughs> Jesus. 
I know. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, back to the dream thing with Twin Peaks. Like, you know, I, I think I read somewhere the idea that some parts of the this season might be a dream, like some of the Dougie stuff or something like that. And it just it just doesn't I you know I don't know I I get some why some of those things are are like attractive but to me it's like flat Earth theory or something it's like it's like you know <laughs> bringing in this weird overly simplistic idea that like solves things like oh you know why that's right. so weird because it's a dream great okay yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. well hey Buster whose dream is it <laughs> and when are they waking up you know like. Who's having this dream if you think that's a dream, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of explain Again, even if it's a dream, there's still a lot of explaining to do. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely. All right. You want to talk about this episode? Okay. <laughs> that's, it's, it's somewhat connected, I would say. Um, uh, right. Oh, and then uh, Duncan Todd asks for Roger. So I, I don't know. Do you remember? <laughs> I <laughs> sorry, that was the most hilarious, clear cut tangent I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> we left off on the Duncan Todd scene, <laughs> ran in for like forty five minutes, and then Duncan Todd asked for <laughs> as if like nothing changed, as if that didn't happen. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, that does seem kind of ridiculous. I don't, I don't know that that really matters, but it happened. So mm-hmm. I'm just here to describe what happened. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we could just Roger, cut out that Do you know by any chance if Roger is the guy that was in, in part one? I think I, that has – that's who I assumed it was, but I don't okay. know for sure. All right, all right, all right. Maybe, maybe it's we'll find It's been so out. long. I, I know. I know. I, I don't remember at all. Um. Uh, but it must have been in the credits. Yep. So, uh, but the problem is, like, back when part one, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was part one, part two, part three, and part four at the same time, well, you know, People weren't scouring the peaks. credits, yeah. Like I, I didn't know how important the credits were mm-hmm. back then, so I wasn't paying attention. And I was like, well, they, ne-, like, Sam Colby or whatever, they never named him on screen, so I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that character just doesn't have a name. Oh, well. Yeah, it's like you didn't give the credits any credit. I, hey, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> what did I do there? Did I do that? <laughs> It's a phrase I just came up with. I'm That's trademarking it. That's a good it. one. You should write that down. <laughs> Thank you. And writing. <laughs> that could go viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, yeah, anyway, uh, the Duncan Todd scene um, uh, is Ovar. Uh, so, do you have anything else you want to say about Duncan Todd? <sighs> well, I mean, yeah. All right. <laughs> I appreciate he uses an IBM ThinkPad. Or, I'm sorry, Lenovo ThinkPad. Lenovo, please. Uh, Lenovo. (laughs) Rolls off the tongue. It's a great word. Um, I just thought that was interesting. He's he's a PC guy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, As if that's important. But it could be. We'll see. (laughs) Um, Maybe maybe Mr. C can hack a Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Ha! He can't do his uh, little. He can't do his little red square magic on Max. That's funny. Yeah, it's a good point. 
maybe that yeah he was exploiting some kind of like uh vulnerability in the mm-hmm. <laughs> windows security <laughs> he disabled his windows firewall yeah <laughs> it's like a subtle commentary on the yeah. inferiority of the well it goes along with janie e about the the cheap car <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs> it's like this subtle like way to like yeah talk about talk about consumer technology or something consumer yeah. products being like inferior like he yeah. does it yeah mr c has those cheetos right and then like yeah he does talk like that's weird i'm seeing a whole bunch of things now because even in this in this scene like uh you know hutch is like oh, i'll get you a better gun than that you know, mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't there something about the phone? He's using like a shitty phone. It's a weird phone, yeah, that he throws away. I, I don't even know yeah. where the phone came from. Yeah, but there's yeah. a whole there's a whole theme here about shitty products. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's strange, but seemingly true. <laughs> Not something I would expect to come up, but hey. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks is a lot of things, apparently. Lots of things. All so right, I, Duncan Todd. Yeah, I, I hope we get some background on how Duncan Todd became so unlucky to have a man like this in his life. Um, right. What's what's going on there? Why is he working for him? Is it just yeah, a is, money thing, or is, is, he is it blackmail? Is there some mm-hmm. kind of extra? You know, because it, it it he's not he's not serving Evil Cooper the way mm-hmm. um, you know Hutch and Chantal are, where they seem to be like, yeah, yeah, whatever you say, boss, we're yeah. we're on board. Because yeah, mm-hmm. like that whole speech seems to indicate that he's he doesn't necessarily like Evil Cooper, but. Mm-hmm. He feels compelled to do what he says for some reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe it's just threats. Maybe it's uh, blackmail. Um, uh, maybe it's both. Maybe it's money. You know. Um, sorry, I was just thinking about uh, this actor being in Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if you mentioned it before since since uh, since the Woodsman became such a big deal on this series, uh, but um, oh yeah, uh, but the guy behind the dumpster. Yeah, is a, like a woodsman to me now. Yeah, definitely. Like, it like makes sense why it looks like that after all these years. I, you know, before it's like, oh, it's a weird homeless person or a demon or, right. or you know, you. Can, but like now, I'm like, it's a very similar motif to the woodsman. So I wonder if it's yeah. like a similar concept. Yeah, you know this 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 evil that lurks around. Yeah. Um, because I was just thinking of Duncan Todd, how he met, met Mr. C, and I'm like, he met him behind a dumpster or something, you know? <laughs> He's got a, there's right. a dream that happened, of course, and, and yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we went to that Winkies. We did. Yeah. Right. right, sat at the booth. Sat at the booth. Had, uh, did we eat anything? I don't uh, think we ate anything. I, I think we had some so. drinks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was very yeah. cool. It seems smaller in real life. Definitely, it, yeah. Yeah. Movie. I don't know. Movies make things seem bigger for some and reason. And the, uh, if you're wondering out there, the dumpster was not there. Um, that oh, dumpster right. was clearly for production. Yeah, yeah, Presumably. yeah. Yeah, we went out to the back where they go, but yeah, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't look like it does in the, in the movie. They added that stuff, which, you know, I mean, it plays a role, so. Yep, yep. They just put what they needed there, um, which happens. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, well, real life isn't as interesting as movies sometimes. <laughs> Is that why we spend our lives podcasting? All right. It might be. It might be related. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I wasn't even really worried about Duncan Todd's, like, motivations, but, uh, that is interesting. That's a good point. because uh, he's, he's part of this network, you know, mm-hmm. he's got all these people. <laughs> the Evil Cooper Network. The Evil Cooper Network. The ETN, coming to you live. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, presumably they all have their reasons, um you know, for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still don't know, like, you know, she got the job, like, like what, you know, what that was. Um, <laughs> you know, what was that, Tracy? Like, was that, you know, do have we seen that yet? Like, what, mm-hmm. was it, uh, was it Lorraine, you know? Um, yeah, that, that reminds me, you mentioned Tracy, you know, with the whole box in New York thing, and that goes to the theory that maybe the billionaire is um, is Audrey, oh, right, which yeah, now yeah. connects back to the idea that maybe Mr. C raped Audrey, or maybe, yeah. and now which connects to this idea of whatever happened with Diane and Cooper uh, the last night they, they saw each other, if she, you know, got corrupted or something. So now, you know, it's all these circular connections now, uh, uh, neither really answering the other or itself. But now it makes me think, you know, um, you know, you know, Audrey could be behind she could, if she's the billionaire, she's behind the box. But she could be behind the box at the behest of Mr. C, who's like, oh, maybe this old trap Cooper or something, you know, like that could have been, you know, the same way that like um, um, Mr. C has the hitman waiting for Dougie, you know, outside of well, Cooper, you know, outside of his house. Um, you know, maybe the box was like a dimensional version of that, you know, like, oh, here's a way he could come out. Uh, and if he comes through this way, I'll try to trap him in this box and it doesn't work or something like that. Right. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I didn't uh, either. So just now. <laughs> and, you know, why is why wasn't the security guard there? I mean, there are so mm-hmm. many questions still about that box thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess we see experiments in there, which like has a completely different context now that we know a little more about experiments. I, I, I just don't want to believe it's the same thing. I know it's the same. It's I know the words are the same. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get it. It's a, it's it. You can't you can't discount the connection, but I just don't see how those two things are the same or related ones you know it just it it just seems like a completely different scale of entity you know and i and so i don't my brain can't figure out how even though one's experiment and one's experiment model like i don't know what that means (laughs) i don't i don't want to think experiment came into the box and was like regular size now which I, I which I don't know how, how big she was before. You can't really tell right. scale in that space, but she seemed huge, um, and uh, and came through and like killed Sam and Diane. Not Diane. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tracy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to think that's the same entity, but you know, the words are the same. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I assume it is, or it's at least, um, you know, related. Um, uh, 
uh, you know, and the and the mother character too. Oh, uh, don't forget I, about mother. I think that's yeah. I think that's part of the story, and uh, I mean, I think that that entity is going to play some role in the story going forward. And I, I wonder to what extent, uh, you know, experiment knows or cares or is in any way involved with the uh, evil Cooper plot. You know, I'm so upset um, by that sentence. <laughs> 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 so this marks the first time that we've had to consider what experiment wants <laughs> as a character. <laughs> Not necessarily as like an entity creating evil in space, but as like a down-to-earth character <laughs> who's just a busy city gal who wants it all like we all do. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Unbreakable experiment. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kimmy Experiment. Um, yeah, geez, I don't want to have that conversation. Why are I we just, talking about what? I just think there's some setup there. It just it seems like it seems like that's going somewhere. I don't know. Of course, it know. seems like it's going somewhere. It's a mystery. <laughs> God. Yeah, this is frustrating me, and I I'm, I'm I'm I don't know why I'm frustrated, but I am now. I'm I'm so frustrated. Um, I I don't know if it's I don't know I don't know if it's you know a billion years of podcasting, and I'm full up on mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> you finally in general hit your like limit. I've hit, yeah I've hit I've hit maximum mystery or something, uh, or if it's Twin Peaks specific maximum mystery. Yeah. Uh, or if it's just, or I, I really feel it's just the exacerbation that comes with not only more mysteries, but but just nothing to grab onto. I have nothing. And you're asking about experiments, goal and want. <laughs> what? How? How? <laughs> what am I supposed to use? To well, her hands are backwards, so that means <laughs> you know, like I don't get it. She's in a box, so that means you know. <laughs> Uh, eggs came out of her mouth. Great. Where does that leave us? Um, you know. Oh yeah, the fifties storyline that has to get that mm-hmm. has to get. She's connected to that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so, therefore, possibly the woodsman um, mm-hmm. also. So, um, uh, yeah. There's. I mean, there's some larger story here. I mean, they might. You know, they might not necessarily tell us that much uh, about it. You know, she might just be this kind of you know, ominous supernatural figure that's connected with this crazy zone or whatever, this dimension or this place um, that kind of encompasses the Black Lodge and this other place. And maybe she represents some particular aspect of that um, or, or is, you know, is just, is just an individual entity. That, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think they have to get too deep on the, <laughs> on the character development. <laughs> I, I hope they don't, mm-hmm. let's say. Yeah, I, I like I totally understand. I guess I'm not I'm not really frustrated with it, but um, uh, I don't know. I maybe I felt that way like like uh, even in part one or something. Like I guess I I've been kind of saturated with mystery mm. the whole time, and so it just it just feels like normal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so I'm just kind of like you know go and and I guess also like there are signs that you know storylines are progressing and and we are getting some some answers and so it just yeah it just it generally feels like um 
uh, I don't know. I like I can handle a few more, which is probably good because um, I think there probably will be some more. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it is a testament, I think, to to uh, uh, perseverance. <laughs> It's pushing the limits, definitely. Yeah, I've never I mean, seen any show. You've got or nine more parts. With this many mysteries. You've got nine more parts, man. Uh, you know, to get through, and uh, and and now we're here's a question no one wants to ask. Uh, does Experiment have a doppelganger? Oh God! Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh huh. That's where we are. Oh God. That's, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And would the doppelganger be worse or better? (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, is the answer to that question. Oh, man. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. See, that's where we are. That's where we are. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's a, it's a tough one, and realistically, I just don't think I don't think there's any way they're gonna like fully answer all of these things mm-hmm. in, in in nine parts. Yeah, you know, uh, some of this is gonna is gonna have to be left to uh, speculation, or you know, maybe we can draw it out somehow. If we talk about it long enough, maybe it'll make sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I, I can't imagine. Um, I'm just, I'm, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna hit some kind of point on a plot level, you know, and then we'll just have to pick up the pieces at the end. That's what I'm expecting. The missing pieces. The missing pieces. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Have to buy that, uh, buy that Blu-ray set and go through those, uh, uh-huh. extra things and, uh. You know, peruse the search for the zone.com. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, no. Should we talk about that? I guess you brought it up. Sorry. I just, <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed relevant in terms of like, you know, outside materials kind of helping, you know, because like with uh, with the original Twin Peaks, there's stuff like, um, well, like you said, the missing pieces, but also like the script, mm-hmm. you know, there's uh, there's the, the tie in books, you know, um, there's the, all that kind of outside the show material that can maybe help or maybe not, um, you know, understand what's going on. Yeah. In terms of certain mysteries. Oh, and there will be another Mark Frost book as well uh, after the show's over. I didn't hear about uh, so that. So that might uh, help or make things worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And he's back. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Fuck you, Mark! Mm-hmm. Stop! Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? God. He said, didn't he say it would make sense with this season? He did. He did. All right. Did. Still waiting. We're yeah. We're any any day now. Any day now. I'm sure it's coming. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> do you have any further thoughts on Duncan Todd? Uh, and Todd. No, I think, um, yeah, waiting to see what, uh, what's, what the end game's gonna be there with his storyline. He's, he seems like he's the middleman with all this stuff. At a certain point, I think, you know, um, Mr. C's gonna have to clean up, uh, behind himself with all these, like, loose ends and these people who knows his plan and stuff. So, you know, right. Duncan Todd might be killed at a certain point. You know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, or at least in the crosshairs. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's already under threat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he doesn't get it done. Oh. Well, here's the, the obvious question: is what what is the what is it the thing that he needs to do that he hasn't done yet? Oh well, I'm assuming it's the thing that uh, we've seen him try to do, which is uh, kill you know Cooper. But what does that mean? Like, is he he's got more hitmen to call or something? That would be my assumption. I mean, I, you know, now that Ike is uh, mm-hmm. indisposed, uh, yeah, I assume he's just. I gonna... mean, this is talk about contingency after contingency. I it's, mean, this is level three now. It's out or of four or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gonna do a lot, but yeah, I, I'm I'm I mean maybe he'll like escalate it or I don't know, mm-hmm. um, you know, send in a, a T. I like yeah, I don't know what the plan is, but yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming that it's 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 the same the same old plan because as far as I know, that's all he's done. If mm-hmm. if the original uh, scene was about Lorraine, then that is all he's done. Yeah. Now is the is he at the casino? Or is he just at some place in Vegas? I assumed he was at the casino, but yeah, I'm not really sure. Because mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe that's a way to get Dougie back to the casino. If Duck and Todd, because I feel like at a certain point, Duck and Todd's like, I'm gonna run out of people to hire. I'm gonna have to kill this guy myself. <laughs> like, if, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. So maybe he yeah. like wants to lure uh, Dougie back to. The, the the casino. Now, he if... better not be at the same casino because that's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird if, like, does he know that Dougie came in there and like won a ton of money? <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's why I feel like he he can't be at that casino. If he's I mean, he, he wouldn't necessarily know every person. I mean, I, I don't even know what his job is. So it's like, it's hard to know. Like, I agree. They're like, there's no good reason why he would know. But mm-hmm. it's, it just seems clunky if if that that's all going on, like, downstairs. Yeah. While he's arranging to kill him. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it could have been really easy just or... have them bring him up to you, you know? <laughs> or, <laughs> or, um... Because he's at the same casino, he's gonna find out that 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 Dougie was there, uh, and because because he won the thing, <laughs> you know, like, right. hey, be on the lookout for this man. Why he won a big jackpot? Oh, that's the guy I've been trying to kill. Right, I could see that happening. It, it could, it could happen. It could happen. It's a good point. It just, but it just, ah, it just seems weird. But we'll see. <laughs> That's not a reason why it won't if it, happen. Yeah, if it seems weird, it probably will happen. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, we can move on. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we go back to Hutch. Uh, Hutch shows Eva Cooper <laughs> a... Hutch. Yeah, Hutch. He's Hutch. Uh, Hutch shows uh, Eva Cooper a bag that's real good. Uh, we don't see what's in it. Um, and he gives it to him, and there's also, like, a box uh, there. He's just giving him stuff. Presumably guns are involved, but um, mm-hmm. we don't really see. So it's stuff. He gives him some stuff. Um, that's good. Uh, Evil Cooper asks Hutch to kill Warden Murphy, uh, and then to kill two in Vegas. Uh, so this is a little weird. I guess... Um, I guess Evil Cooper is making his own extra contingency plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, if Duncan Todd fails, then, you know, Hutch will come through. Mm-hmm. Or, um, or it's like I was saying, he wants, he's like, yeah, well, I guess, 
Well, I was thinking of Doug and Todd being one of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess if if Duncan Todd fails, then he'll kill Doug. Just like the first thing was mm-hmm. like Lorraine fails, so so Ike has to kill Lorraine and Dougie. Yeah. So now if Duncan fails, then Hutch has to kill Duncan and Dougie. Nobody can kill <laughs> Dougie now. <though. laughs> like, yeah, like it just won't work. Impossible. Yeah. To kill for some reason, he does have supernatural help. I think that partially mm-hmm. helps. Mm-hmm. Um uh right. Uh oh, and the warden, of course. Um you know, to make good on his threat. I guess he, you know, realizes that Warden Murphy betrayed him uh because of what happened with uh with Ray. Mm-hmm. Um although I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to kill Warden Murphy anyway, just because he's yeah. that kind of evil character and that's yeah. what they tend to do. Um Hutch asks uh, Chantal to give Evil Cooper a wet one. Uh, she wants more, but he Evil meant Co- a gla- glass of water, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a wet one. <laughs> Here you go. It's a wet one. <laughs> oh, oh, Cooper's really dirty. He means one of those wet ones, those little baby wipes. You know, <laughs> that's what he meant. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about this scene. In, in the context of Chantal, the, yeah, Chant- yeah. the Chantal texts. Um, <laughs> sure, work. sure. Uh, she's so lascivious, and I'm like, is this, like, it is what? What's the deal? Like, um, it, <laughs> like, I'm trying. I'm a hard time formulating my question. What is it about Mister C that's so insatiable? Um, besides the hair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, is this um, a is this a oh he's a bad boy thing or is this a like a supernatural I'm attracted to darkness thing? Yeah, you know, is it a I've been corrupted thing, um, or is it yeah. just you know she's a free spirited woman and she's in charge of her own sexuality and you know or something innocuous you know like right right. Uh, yeah, that that's a good point. Um, I'm not sure what we're supposed to think among those options. I will point out that, uh, you know, Daria was also, like, in a state of undress when he goes into her room. And I think she greets him like, hey, baby, or something mm-hmm. like that. It's kind of implied they were having mm-hmm. some relations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's possible, you know, because of the thing with Ray. I mean, it's possible Daria was just doing that to, like, you know... Um, get close to him and like get his guard down and like yeah. get him in a compromise. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah. she had a strategy. It does seem like Chantal is not doing this for strategy. There's also um, Jane, right? Hastings. Is it Jane? Mrs. Hastings? The oh, wife? Phyllis. 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 Yeah. Phyllis, Jane. You know, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, she's, there was something alluded to there too. You're right. Um, You're right. Yeah. There was a whole extra thing. Oh, God. Right. I know. That that makes three. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Three's yeah, a and I, In her case, she also seemed like a willing collaborator. Mm-hmm. Um, you but know, also with the darkness thing, too. The yeah, there's a there's a thing there about it being a secret. And there's, you know, it, it's it's mired in whatever complicated double crossings going on there anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. I, but it does, it does feel to me like there's some kind of... 
I don't know, some kind of extra, like there's something, um, there's something that draws people to him, at least maybe a certain kind of person. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, like, I don't know if it's, yeah, if it's like, he's literally controlling them or they're just like, yeah, it, it seems like, it seems over the top for just like, you know, um, normal behavior. Yeah. <laughs> that sentence makes sense. <laughs> uh, you know, for criminals. And, yeah. You know, back, you know what I mean? It's just, it's like, it's we- It's also weird that Hutch is like, do this. You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. like. Why, and like, why, yeah, why is that a part of the deal? Is, we just take yeah. care of the boss? Is it a, is it a, this is what your job is? This is what you're here thing? Yeah, or is it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, are they a couple, you know? But right. he's just weird, you know, which is a classic Tim Ross character to play. Definitely. Um, um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Lots of questions. Add it to the list. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just, yeah. She she's like, I want more. And mm-hmm. It's like, what? Yeah, why? that was the thing that that, that is like uh, the, the icing on the cake with that idea because it's not just that. Oh, give him a kiss, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, but it's and then she's like, no, I want to do more. Like, oh, I wish it was more. Like, yeah. okay, you're making this a deal. You're calling attention to this whole attraction you you have to him. Because he's yeah. just like, eh, whatever. You know, it's not like he right. said, hey, give me a wet one, right? He wasn't asking for it. True, he would have left without it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, it's, yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, 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 there's something there. You know, and even, you could even throw in, yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim Roth's, like, uh, part of it, like, of that dark attraction or something, that he would, yeah. uh, you know, goad her into doing it, um, sort of a thing. Yeah, and and I don't know. Is it just me? I like I feel bad because I mean I haven't seen like Hutch and Chantal in action, and 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 maybe <laughs> you know maybe they're like top notch assassins. But like when he's saying like go kill Warden Murphy and then and like and mm-hmm. then kill these two people, like I'm just thinking like can can you really rely? I mean, how good are they? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it just seems. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, yeah, I see what you're saying. They don't. They don't seem like hitmen necessarily. But Not I think. Really. I think for what is required, it seems like it'll be pretty easy to kill Ward Murphy. I mean, if you just know where he lives, just shoot him when he gets home. You know what I mean? It's not. It, they don't have to be like spies. You know what I mean? Uh, so I that that's how it comes off to me. Like it'll just be very pedestrian, sort of an attack. You know, they'll car so, they carjack uh, him or something. You know. I can see Risky. Chantal. I mean, maybe he doesn't care, but yeah, I mean, but I can see Chantal like doing a sexy thing and, and distracting right. Warden Murphy, and then like Hutch comes and kills him. You know, like was, yeah. that, you know, they they seem like Bonnie and Clyde, two bit criminal kind of right. characters. That they, they could pull that off. Like you know, I wouldn't imagine it. Like they could get into the jail, into the prison, and attack him in his office. But like right. you know, they could get him when he's in a vulnerable place. I think. Right. That's what I'm imagining. That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. The same way they got the the scoop on the the, the, the people who were sleeping in the back. Um, you know. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. So, oh, sorry, I didn't quite finish the scene. Um. Uh, 
Eva Cooper throws away the phone and says to kill it and leave that place. Uh, then he drives away and Hutch shoots the phone with a shotgun, I believe. Yep, that's how you hang up a call. So that's uh, <laughs> took care of that problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you know, for tracking purposes or something. Yeah, that makes sense. He's going uh, through a lot of phones. Yeah, he already threw one out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know where that phone came from. Uh, <laughs> it's just there all of a sudden. Like, was that Chantal's phone? Was that, you know, was that Hutch's phone? Was that a phone from the one of the farmers? Oh, I mean, you meant the phone he threw out of the car. Um, no, no, no. The one he's using in this in this part. Yeah, where did that come from? I don't think they showed where it came from. He didn't. He pulls it out somewhere. He just suddenly has it. It's like, <laughs> why? Why? He manifested a phone. <laughs> oh God! He fabricated a phone. Technomancy strikes again. <laughs> he he definitely has some technological no, wizardry. Yeah, I think. Oh, those are the Cheetos in her back pocket. Where does the phone scene? Where's the phone? There's the phone. Oh, oh, did I? I didn't mention the Cheetos, did I? No. She gives him a bag of Cheetos. You cheated us out of that. What the fuck is that? Here, take that. What the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A bag of Cheetos? Are you shitting me? Is it because they're made out of corn? Like, what? What? what is the thing I think, there? I think that's Chantal's phone. Um, okay. I'm assuming that's that. Yeah, we just didn't see her give it to him. Uh... I don't know. It's a snack. <laughs> um, it's just it's just really weird. I I I don't I don't understand. Like for the road, like I Okay. <laughs> you think so? Are you saying it was a cheesy thing to do? <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Oh god. It's just okay, like I can't, I mean, the number of times I've seen, like, a bad guy hand another bad guy, like, a bag of Cheetos mm-hmm. is, like, zero. That's not a thing that happens. Yeah. So, I just, it's, and it's, like, <laughs> in context. And did she, she didn't, like, say anything, right? No, she just hand here. Maybe, maybe it's not Cheetos in the bag. Well, that's what I was wondering. You don't get a close-up. It looks like a Cheetos bag from far away. Uh-huh. But yeah, is it is it something else? What could it be? I mean, I, money. Why is it mystery? <laughs> I thought you weren't frustrated by all the mysteries. <laughs> what happened, Mister Cool? Mister Cool. This does not need to be a mystery. I'm oh, just say, this doesn't need to be a mystery. No. But no. what experiment is thinking needs to be a mystery? <laughs> Well, will she yeah. find Mister Experiment and live happily ever after? <laughs> um. <laughs> now I have to think about the sexual orientation of the experiments. I'm like, I don't know if she's straight. <laughs> hey, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> She puts the E in LGBTE. <laughs> oh, <God. 
That E's for me. Can you add the E for me? <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happens. And they took one look at her backward ass hands and it was like, yeah, we can. Because you're giving me a thumbs up and you're pointing down, sister. You're pointing down. <laughs> Yikes. No, this means good job. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, jeez. If I ever hear her talk, it'll be too soon. Jeez. Wow. Wow, Bob. Yeah, wow. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's a bit much. Yeah, the Cheetos. I mean, I thought maybe there's money in there, but then he kind of like, when he, when he changes, when he puts it in his other hand, he kind of squeezes the bag and it, it, is, it looks like it's a cheetah, you know, there's like air in it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hope it's like, it was, it's like money or some passports or something. I don't know why it'd be in a Cheetos bag. Who's he hiding? <laughs> is she hiding it from the Hutch or something? But, um, I, it seems like the, the fact that they didn't reference, they didn't like acknowledge it verbally makes me think, yeah, there'll be a reveal about what's in the bag. Yeah. What's yeah. in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? It's Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow's head in the bag. She <laughs> shows up. <laughs> Everybody's on this show. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? It's covered in Cheeto dust. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's good for my skin. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, um, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess that's it for that scene. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to? Uh, oh yeah, move on. All right, so uh, so now we're going to change gears completely. We're going to move over to the Las Vegas Police Department. You mean the two thousand three timeline? <laughs> no, <laughs> I do not. Why not? His car said 03. It was March. <laughs> it expires in March. Get mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. Um though the numbers the numbers in the uh purple uh room or whatever uh those those still don't have an explanation. And uh it did help with that. Mhm. But it didn't help because it was wrong. Well, there you go. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so never mind. Clearly, if the numbers mean anything, they don't mean that. Yeah. Uh, So that's good news. Uh, So anyway, at the Las Vegas Police Department, we have Dougie and Janie E. waiting um, in the hallway. Uh, Bushnell Mullins is being questioned by the detectives Fusco. Uh, they are trying to figure out why someone tried to kill Dougie. So I guess this is the follow-up from the Ike the Spike attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even think about the fact that there would be a follow-up there. Ditto. As soon as this scene was happening, I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't think that they would actually like investigate that and like do more than that that little camera like newscast thing they were doing at the end of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 in a way, like that would, that would kind of... Um, increase the stakes on the mm-hmm. story about the car. 
Yeah, and it's like another lead from the follow. Like at first, it's just a weird thing. It's Carbo's up, but now yeah. you know here's a second attempt on his life, and so and it actually puts into context what actually happened with that car. You know, because yeah. they just thought, oh, some known carjackers were trying to jack this car and it blew up, but they didn't right. know why, and now they know. Right. You know, it was a car bomb meant for Dougie. Right, right. Which I guess that was assassination attempt number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car bomb, and then uh, since he gets in Jade's uh, vehicle, uh, yep. that doesn't work. So then they try to kill him directly, but they don't see him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was foiled attempt number two. <laughs> yeah. They really, uh, really haven't done a great job yeah, so far. Ike was three. Yeah, Ike was three. And uh, number four is going to follow shortly, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and number five's on the way. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Don't forget about six, seven, eight. There's coming around the corner. Yeah, yeah. I've... And Dougie's, like, not really good at avoiding things. So, I mean, he did have a battle mode, so I guess that's something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um uh right so apparently oh so they're trying to figure out why someone tried to kill dougie and uh they mentioned that apparently dougie had a car accident before he started to work for bushnell it took us how many parts to get an answer he experienced some lingering effects from time to time yeah but that's that was the key right there that was the key part of the explanation is because we all could have imagined well, you know, something happened to Dougie and he's weird and that's why people aren't really calling it out. But it's this weird quasi state where something happened to him, but he's he's not always like this. But sometimes right. he is like this. And when he yeah. is, it's not abnormal because he's like that sometimes. And that's a yeah. thing that we wouldn't have guessed that. And that's a it's a weird answer in terms of a car accident. Like you know, he had, he had some kind of obviously brain injury, uh, yeah. and like, but he's fine sometimes. And sometimes he goes long stretches and he's weird and we just deal with it because I guess it's discrimination otherwise or something like right. it's a mental handicap or something, or it's, it's yeah. a, a medical condition or something, you know, so they can't like fire him necessarily if he can right. somehow draw enough stairs and ladders <laughs> to keep his job, um, so I don't know. That's right. that reveal was 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 long time coming, uh, but but also an yeah. interesting like middle case where it's kind of half what you would guess, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, Jamie E uh, kind of alluded to like Dougie having episodes uh, mm-hmm. in a previous uh, part. So yeah, there was some there was some indication that you know he had, he had had issues along these lines before, and um, I think this yeah this makes it completely uh, clear. I guess what what that was, and um, you know what they thought about it. But here's the thing, though. Um, uh, this is Dougie, right? They're act- the actual Dougie, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, the, the body swapped, right? With the actual Dougie yeah. went to the Black Lodge and mm-hmm. then turned into a crazy head and a and a little golden marble or something. Yep. So as uh, one is want to do. Yeah, yeah. That that was the true Dougie, and uh, this is actually Cooper, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, the effects shouldn't necessarily be the same and if they are the same 
why are they the same? You know what? Well, and I think that's what's that's going the question on? I was going to bring up too. Sort of the reverse way of how you phrased it is, is what does Cooper being like this say about Dougie's previous episodes? Right? Because yeah. now that tells me those were maybe not just episodes. Maybe that yeah. was some other time when he was taken over by an entity or affected by whatever cosmic shenanigans is going on or it's a defect in his manufacturing um something like that you know that like those you know uh they attributed these these episodes to car to the car accident but perhaps it was something else that was happening periodically Um, yeah that's what i was wondering about Mm -hmm. you know and, and the fact that it was a car accident like i don't I don't. I don't think this is true because this is just like a step too far. But um, you know, I, I was thinking about how <laughs> is that the sequel to the '90s show Step by Step? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's the spinoff of Step Too Far. <laughs> um, is that? Um, uh, you know, Evil Cooper, uh, like, when the switcheroo happens, uh, Evil Cooper's driving, you know, and he has a car mm-hmm. accident. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I guess he... he I, I guess he didn't really suffer lingering effects, at least not clearly. Um, but it, it definitely, um, you know, severely disoriented him. And I, I was just wondering if some kind of... I mean, it's it. That's why I say it's going too far. I mean, it's going too far to say like the switch was going to happen earlier, you know, whenever mm-hmm. this original car accident happened, and like it was aborted or something, mm. and um, you know, but like the fact that it was a car accident made me want to connect it to that that whole event since it, that was also connected to a car accident. Even though that's, I mean, there's no particular reason. I mean, car accidents happen all the time. There's no particular reason why it has to be related. <laughs> so now, now you go back to. It is 2000, it, 2003 is a thing, and the three that he was going to go out of was 2003 Dougie, and Dougie was in a car, and it made him crash <laughs> or something. Oh, God. Like, oh, God. That, that, There's that, the theory. Yeah, and it made him crash his car. Oh, fuck. That's the theory. Yeah, that's the theory. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, it was like, yeah, like time travel, like misfire or something. Mm-hmm. Not, none of the stories actually taken place in 2003, but 2003 would be a proper time for what they're talking about mm-hmm. uh, to have happened. Ooh. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Um, I, I like that. That 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 that, that kind of works. Yeah, and I I don't mind that because it's not making an entire plot line take place in an alternate no. timeline. No, not at all. It's 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 all. It would be all off screen in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it provides like a weird context um, uh, for uh, for I guess his life since then. Yeah, like, it'd be, yeah, something, uh, you know, and there was that weird thing when Cooper was trying to put his, you know, trying to get into the barrier to the machine in the purple place, and, and he, his head was kind of going in the thing or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, so Dougie had some brain trauma, so, you know, there may be a connection there. Heads are a big deal. Um, right. I forgot where I was reading, but somebody outlined a bunch of 
head-related things on the show. Oh, yeah, it's a yeah, lot. yeah. I think I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah it's on Twitter, yeah. Wrote a tweet about yeah head head trauma and that sort of focus in mm-hmm. in Lynch uh, work, which is true. There's yeah. a lot of that. There's a lot of that. <laughs> it's not something I really thought about, but uh, yeah, that's one of his mm-hmm. favorite ways for people to be injured or killed. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, of course, it's it's also a very effective way uh, to injure or kill someone. So you know, there's that. But there's that. Um, uh, okay, so, so yeah, we get, we get kind of an answer there about Dougie, um, speaking of answers, um, the, uh, the detectives Fusco tried to dismiss Bushnell, uh, he thinks it's strange that the car uh, blew up and the assassination attempt happened shortly after, he kind of lingers there thinking about it, I guess. Uh, they dismiss him again uh, in the hall. Bushnell gives Dougie the rest of the day off and promises they're going to find answers starting tomorrow. Oh, no. Bushnell's on the case. <laughs> <laughs> you mean former prize fighter Bushnell Mullins? I do. Wow. I do. He used to be called Bud, apparently. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's not a... Uh, he's... I don't know. He's not going to throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> I'm surprised how committed he is. Um, but I guess it is a very strange situation. Yeah. And what does that um, really even mean? <laughs> what What does what mean? We'll, we'll find answers starting tomorrow, whatever he said. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm assuming he's going to try to, like, figure out who's trying to kill Dougie. And, like, I, I don't I don't imagine he's going to get very far with that. But mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's what he means. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I took it. I took it as more of a platitude than an actual plan of action. Oh, OK. Well, maybe maybe. It's yeah. Just, maybe yeah. It's just but that. but yeah, it, it just, you know, he lingered on it. It yeah. just it seemed like it was bothering him. And mm-hmm. so it, it made me think he actually meant it. But yeah, that's but, fair. You know. We'll see how sincere old Bushnell is. Mm-hmm. He was mulling it over. You know? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. So, are there only three Fuscos? Yeah, three Fuscos. Okay, I thought for some reason there were four. Only three? I know. I know. For some reason I thought there were four. I thought like one was missing, and I was like, "Why is one missing?" I'm missing Fusco. No. Yeah, Fusco. No. Fiasco. T Fusco, D Fusco, and Smiley Fusco. Oh, jeez. And he never smiles. <laughs> That's what we call Smiley. <laughs> That's how those things work. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so this this kind of continues, so I guess mm-hmm. I'll just kind of keep going here. You gotta get um, to the good part. The good part, yeah. So the detectives Fusco, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna call yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, say, uh, uh, right, so they're just in their office by themselves now, so we kind of go in with them. Um, as uh, uh, Bushnell's gone now, Dougie and Janie are out in the hallway, and they um, they say there's there's nothing on Dougie before 1997. Um, so what? Like, oh, 
No tax records, school records, birth certificates, witness protection number, all that stuff. So yeah, they consider the possibility that he's in the witness protection program, which is I think that's is, the answer. I'm gonna call this a reverse Damon Lindelof. <laughs> <laughs> Because the David Lindelof version would be, they're like, oh my god, maybe he's maybe he's a manufactured person from another dimension, mm-hmm. you know? And then it turns out he's in the witness protection program. Mm-hmm. This is the reverse of that, where the yeah. answer they come up with is the reasonable thing, but they're wrong. It's mm-hmm. the crazy thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely believe that that that's what the real answer is, but I do want to leave 2% room for uh, a muddling of the two ideas. Um, And by that I mean put it in a cup and smush it. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. That's what muddling is. That's what it is. That's what I meant. Right. And uh, and that it's some weird hybrid. Like, yes, Dougie was manufactured, but he was also a witness protection at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's possible. I, like I said, I had 2% room for, for it to be a little from column A, a little from column B. But I do think that it's mostly the answer is what we think the answer is, which is that he was manufactured in 1997. That's so, what I'm taking this to mean, which would be basically five years after the yeah. events of the um, the original series. A little, maybe a little more than that. But um, so he didn't. So like, assuming Evil Cooper did it, which mm-hmm. I'm still assuming at this point, uh, he didn't do it right away. Yeah, um, he did. I don't know what else for several years. Um, and then I mean, maybe uh, worked him. in yeah figuring out how to do it. You know that's the thing I thought was interesting with knowing this timeline here of 1997 is like mm-hmm. the idea of like okay did he did he was the was creating Dougie the first thing he thought of when he left Twin Peaks did he you know so you get this sense that he had this like five year sort of period where he was yeah. doing something maybe n- learning how or getting the yeah. tools out although I'm there was I'm, the Rio stuff there was the Rio stuff and I, and I think. Um, it's uh, not unlikely though that the woodsman created him or uh, a Dougie yeah. to like help Mister C. Because yeah, I just yeah. don't. As much of a bad guy as he is, um, he he doesn't. I, I'm just not really convinced that he. You know, I just I just see this this sort of delineated strata of entities, and he seems on one level. You know, like in Lord of the Rings, the Valar, you know, are like the high spirits. (laughs) And, you know, uh, versus, you know, and then like Gandalf is like the lower, a lower spirit. You know what I mean? Uh, And um, and so like Sauron versus Saruman, you know what I mean? Sort of a thing. So Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to give him that much power because if he's creating people, God, I just think he should be. He should it, it, things shouldn't be so hard for him in a way. Uh, he shouldn't be relying on so many like people who can't get things done. I feel like his plan should come together better if he can create people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, it's a fair point. I, I mean, I feel like it's it's definitely um, uh, a very strong possibility that he did it. You know, collaborating or. It was done on his behalf or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like he—he he, well, he clearly—I think he clearly knows about it, 
Um, uh-huh. So, uh, so I think he had some role in it happening, but um, yeah, whether he could actually just do it by himself, I mean, that's not. Uh, that I agree that that does seem kind of preposterous. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but Bob, uh, the woodsman, you know, anyone, any of these like crazy experiments, uh, any of these crazy entities that might be on his side, um, uh, you know, could have helped. Yeah. yeah, and you know, maybe he summoned them, or you know what I mean, some kind of ritual, um, and it's not something that he can just do. Um, I mean, I think that's what they'd have to say. It's not something he could just easily do, mm-hmm. you know, whenever he wants. Oh, I'll just fabricate another person, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of questions about his activity during that time. Um, and uh, I wonder how much we're going to really be able to find out. Because it's a huge even, gap there. How do you even make a person... Like, what members does Dougie have when he's created? You know, that that's weird. Yeah, is the, it's a tough one. Is the car accident an implant, like a, a fake memory? And he was never really in a car accident. It's just a cover to explain his, like, periodic weirdness, which is a I product of, of him being manufactured, you know? Yeah, or yeah. Or did Janie, was Janie there for the accident, or does he have objective proof it happened, That's you the know? thing. Bushnell says, like, his wife would know more about that, and I was like, yeah, if Janie corroborates the accident, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, that she actually knows it happened, you know, then mm-hmm. I would believe it more. But, yeah, if it's just something he says to people, like... Yeah. Um, then yeah, it's possible it was just implanted because I think he must have had some. Implanted oh, that's memories. actually you know what that actually might be his cover whether he knows it or not because he's not going to have. Well, in okay, in one scenario it could be that he doesn't have any memories before 1997, and that could be his answer why, you know. So right. it's like oh, I was in this car accident in 1997. And I have retrograde amnesia, and then I'll have these periodic bouts where I'm a little slow sometimes or whatever. So maybe that's maybe that's part of it. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I do feel like this also tells us uh I think that um uh that you know the Janie is real and Sunny Jim is real. Oh, of course they're real. Jesus Christ, you don't cast Naomi Watts unless she's real. Unless she's going to be fake for a little bit and then real later in the movie, okay? <laughs> 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 if she tells you her name's not Diane, she's lying, all right? Uh, but yeah, and, and, I, and I did want to say uh, another thing about that. Uh, the Dougie, if, if, if it is that he, he says or he thinks or he knows that he was in a car accident and that, you know, he doesn't have any memories before 1997, that actually helped me a lot with the question of what memories does he have when he's created? You know, does he, would they need to give him this fake backstory where he remembers some childhood that he never mm-hmm. had? And, and that clears that up completely. If it's like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's, he's created in 1997. He can only, you know, have memories from his life right after that. You know that he that he creates on his own, like any normal person does, and that he he wasn't born with some sort of cache of of fake memories that he goes back to. Like that would be a right. nice way to cover that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, uh, that's a good point. So uh, they say they say there's nothing on him before 1997. Um, 
they they don't quite go so far as to specify that what they have on him from 1997 is like some kind of car accident report. I mm -hmm. think that would that would tie it together because mm -hmm. um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. and maybe that's what the, we're meant to understand anyway. Uh, but I, I was making it more complicated <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm the, trying the, to... the accident was an extra thing that happened later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to smooth it out and, and combine yeah. the, two, the two things. Um... It, it works pretty well, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I could totally believe that. Yeah, it just solves that problem of like, <laughs> how do you give a manufactured entity enough memories to be convincing that he's been alive, you know, for longer than he has? Right. Um. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So they consider the witness protection possibility. One Fusco mentions he's going to run it by someone at justice. Um, so I, I think that's, uh, I think that's setting the stage for, uh, finally, if like the news report doesn't do it, uh, it's setting the stage for possibly the FBI uh, to find out about Dougie. Mm. Um, you know, they just found out about Dougie's ring. Yeah, um, yeah. In this episode, and uh, you know, if he if he makes this call, and, and that's the know. piece they need because they're gonna yeah. know the name Janie e or whatever into yeah. Dougie, but yeah. they don't know who those people are or where they are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, like, maybe she's Janie E just because, like, she'll be easy to find. But they haven't yeah. really brought that up. So maybe in this in Twin Peaks world, like, Janie E is, like... It's just a name. <laughs> a common name. You can't you can't necessarily do anything with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this, but this provides a path. Yeah. You know, uh, to, to, to bring, bring the FBI, like, up to speed on this storyline. Yeah, and I was very happy to finally hear someone say her name out loud. You know, the whole Janie E thing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to make yeah. sure we're just saying it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, that's how else would you say? <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> um, uh, so then uh, they laughed about a taillight. Uh, and decide not to talk to Dougie or Janie E again. Um, uh, one Fusco has an idea, so he brings some fresh coffee to Dougie and takes Dougie's old cup. He puts the cup in an evidence bag and gives it to a character who is called Desk Sergeant uh, to run for DNA and prints. Uh, Desk Sergeant mentions that the palm print on the gun came back, matching Ike the Spike. Uh oh. And they found him at a motel. So uh, Fusco says to let the Joneses go, and um, presumably they're going to go after Ike. Yeah. Much like the... Uh, oh, bad joke. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought this was interesting. It gets the whole fingerprint idea. So it's weird we're going to like go through this whole fingerprint Fingerprints again. Again. Yeah. And now we know what's going to happen. It's going to come back, and it's going to be regular Cooper prints, right? Yeah. And then they're, they're going to tell the FBI... Hey, these aren't the prints for Dougie Jones. These are the prints for Cooper. And and and, and yeah. are we gonna get like is or is Dougie gonna have prints on file to where they can compare it to Cooper's? 
and like his right. finger is gonna be something weird, oh, or, or like it'll like, like uh, yeah. not the spiritual finger will be reversed, but it'll be like the the origin finger or something, or the <laughs> I don't know what are the, all the different fingers. Oh man, yeah, we gotta find out what all the fingers are. Yeah, what kind of modality is he using to determine those fingers? Uh, so it seems yeah. Eastern. I don't know what the finger theory is exactly, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I didn't really think about Dougie's prints, like mm-hmm. the actual Dougie, because um, uh, you're right that that probably will be an issue. Um, but with with all this, I mean, somebody's got to find out about this, and hopefully that means something will happen here mm-hmm. <laughs> soon. Um, I'm surprised, like, I, I guess, like, I didn't even really worry about the fact that, like, there, a chunk of Ike the Spike's uh, <laughs> palm was on the gun. In terms of, like, does does that mean they're going to go after him? Like, I just didn't even really... I think we talked about that when it happened in the last podcast. I think we, we mentioned that they would use that print. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that. Because, like, it's logical, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's how, like police work goes you know you you find something and then you know you go you go after the person um if it comes up a match but um i'm just surprised they're spending time on that like why does it matter i i don't uh i don't understand what well i they they probably need to take ike off this table in terms of being a threat to cooper is that the key I mean, but he, it sounds like he wasn't going to be a threat anyway. He was, like, leaving, you know? He was calling the whole thing off. Yeah, yeah there's some reason why. I, I mean, maybe he'll talk about who hired him or something like that. And That's what I'm wondering. I, I feel like there's got to be some extra part uh, to his story that um, uh, is why they're going to the trouble of, like, doing a whole sequence mm-hmm. uh, about about him getting arrested. Yeah. Um, cause that's, I don't know, the surprising, I like, I just didn't expect, I, I, I guess I should have, but I, I didn't expect Ike, Ike, Spike to come up cause I just thought like hit things over. He failed the end, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe like, you know, Duncan Todd, like I would probably assume that Duncan Todd's going to send someone to kill him and, you know, then try to kill Dougie. Yeah. Um, a lot of killing going on. A, a lot. lot of a lot of attempts. Uh, all right. So you ready for the next bit at the police station? Yes, the good bit finally. <laughs> okay. So uh, I thought there was some some good uh, good yeah, bits. Yeah, there's a guy. <laughs> all right. So uh, and actually, well, okay. Sorry. Let me not comment on it before I. Uh, so uh, Dougie stares at an American flag. And starts to hear America the Beautiful, I, I guess, in his head. <laughs> is that what happened? Yeah. Or I is it just on the soundtrack? It, I, I, it was very, you know, this aired very close to 4th of July. And I thought, man, if only it had been the weekend before the 4th, it would have been perfect. <laughs> Weird patriotic scene. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen Lynch do something like this. This is like, it's through me completely. 
Um, he's like really fixated on the flag. I thought Mike was gonna show up. I thought it was a it was a classic Mike showing up time, like with that the wider angle and yeah. Yeah. I was looking, you know, when they did the shot, I was looking and I was expecting Mike. I was looking for an electrical outlet. I'm like, oh, let's Me see too. if the theory holds up. If Mike shows yeah. up, is there an outlet? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really see one, and I was like, well, maybe he'll show up anyway. Yep. Um, but and none of that's what happened. But, but then he didn't show up, but then there is an outlet. So right. it's still kind of connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The outlet was just kind of off to the right. So the next thing that happens is a woman walks by wearing red, red high heel shoes. Mm-hmm. And he gets distracted by those. It kind of draws his attention away from the flag. And then he, get, then he fixates on an electrical outlet. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Thought you wrote. The end for Dougie uh, in this uh, in this particular part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm assuming you're assuming that he's getting some sense of the socket he went through when he looks at that thing. That was my assumption. That it's okay. yeah, it's triggering some kind of memory of that that event. Which um, is weird because like he, it didn't look like a socket when he went through it, right? Or did it? I think it did, didn't it? Was it was it like two slits? I no, thought so. It's been so long. Didn't well, I he... know the whole main machine didn't look like a socket, but yeah, when he actually was going through it in the yeah. purple place side. No, he didn't like. Did he split into two pieces? Did he just come through one? Yeah, I don't remember what it looked like. Maybe he split into two, and then, he might and then his legs are split, and then the shoes fall off. Now oh, I forget yeah, what yeah. it looks like. That's how long it's been, folks. Yeah, that was that was uh, kind of a long time ago. Yeah, wow. It was like back in May. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I was just wondering how plausible that would be, because he obviously came through a socket in Dougie's place, or the, yeah. the house they were at, but he didn't actually necessarily see that. Um, right, because he was manifesting, <laughs> right, a little busy, preoccupado. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, I thought that was interesting, though, that 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 caught his eye, and but again, it does kind of go back to the Mike thing because he, you know, has been seeing Mike in those circumstances with an outlet. Um, right. so I'm curious which one it is. It's a little bit of both or not. Um, but yeah, just in general, the bigger idea being like he went through a socket. Um, and what does that mean though? Is he gonna, I mean, you know, that's what's so weird about this whole Dougie phenomenon is, is, um, you know, um, it is interesting. I just, it just thought of me how it kind of goes back to, um, like Sunset Boulevard, you know, um, with, uh, you know, the whole silent movie idea. And, uh, and cause he's doing silent acting, you know, and right. like you're just, you're trying to just discern what's happening internally from, from these silent moments that he has of, you think he's maybe understanding or processing or maybe nothing's happening inside. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've thought that so many times now, I guess that's why like a scene like this, you know, I, I, to a certain extent, I guess like, yeah, if I'm, if I'm, um, you know, frustrated or impatient with anything. It's, it's this stuff, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. great, do something. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm ready for like the, the, I mean, I've been ready. 
I, I just, I, you know, I, I want something to happen. Um, cause like just staring at things isn't, isn't doing it for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, it's interesting, uh, that it's, that it's an electrical outlet, you know, and, and I don't want the American flag, like if that's, you know, triggering some kind of FBI thing or, or whatever. Uh, that's what I think that's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, that seems like, yeah a reasonable idea, you know, and he has like had several moments like that, but it's like, what's it going to take to snap him out of it? Yeah. Stay just thinking about it. that. Like, what is that really going to look like? I mean, is he, is he going to be like regular spaced out Dougie? And then in one moment and then the very next moment, he just snaps to because of some catalyst. Is it going to be a big, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, uh, well, let me finish. <laughs> Go ahead. Go 15 ahead. ideas. No, I'm sure you do. Um, I was just thinking, or is it going to be like a bigger ordeal? Is it going to be some, like, he's going to merge with Bob or, I mean, uh, Mr. C, or he's going to go to the Black Lodge, or he's, you know, is it going to be some big action-y thing that's going to do it? Is it, or, you know, or a smaller action-y thing, like another action, you know, someone tries to kill him and he, you know, or maybe, you know, hurts Janie E or something and that snaps him out, you know, like... I, and I'm thinking he 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 sees Gordon and Albert again and Diane like with but now I'm thinking like that might not even snap him out of it you know I mean I've been disillusioned about what would get him to snap out of it since the coffee didn't work right you know right. um and and like okay maybe cherry pie you know um that's the other thing but it just seems like um. Yeah, what what could really do it? And I guess we don't know. And you know, even Mike was like, "Wake up!" I mean, Mike's like, yeah. basically seeming to say, if he's correct, that Dougie Cooper has all he needs to wake up already. There's no yeah. like thing he needs to get or do. So, yeah. so what? <laughs> what? So you know, the thing is, we don't know what's depressing him. What's depressing his inner coop? You know, right? Uh, it's it's unclear what that is. Um. You know, and it's like, it didn't seem like it, but, it, you know, that it didn't seem like Dougie was in the middle of an episode when they switched places, you know? No. Uh, no. So, it's, you know, so that's weird, you know? Yeah, I don't know. More questions. And, you know, Cooper, you know, aside from the fact that he was in a crazy world or whatever. I mean, he seemed much more in mm-hmm. control of his own thoughts and actions. He was um, completely mostly regular Cooper until yeah. he went through the electoral socket. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we didn't get to see the Cooper we know. Cause like he didn't really have a lot of normal people to interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, you call it Nido unnormal. <laughs> Sorry, Nido. Now you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, don't, nah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why does she even have a name? This guy's death sergeant, and right. she gets Nido, and she's fucking flying through space for your all of eternity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's yeah, either happy know. about that or she's sad about that, and I don't know which one. I don't know either. I don't know either. What was she trying to like fuck up uh, Cooper's return, or was she trying to help him? Yes. Like I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, mother, may I indeed? It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
experiment walks in and she's like, I just want to make sure you were sitting six inches apart on that sofa. <laughs> you kids leave the door open. <laughs> Don't lock this door in my house. It's mother. What are you going to do? <laughs> wow. Uh... <laughs> That's going to be great. Right? It's like rabbits, but it's mother. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, so we got this thing. I know some people have pointed out the red high heel shoes, yada yada Audrey, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not convinced by that. Yeah, who is? Um, um I'm not convinced by that for a couple of reasons. Um first, uh uh well, okay. I mean, the main thing is that, yeah, in the in the pilot, they have this scene where at her locker, she changes uh, shoes into some bread high heels. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think uh, and, you know, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he necessarily saw her in those, though. I mean, that's what she was wearing at school, outside of school, which is where he saw her all well, the but time. You're forgetting that that was a dream. And it was Cooper's dream. So, therefore, yes. (laughs) Next, please. Uh, And I just think, I mean, Audrey's just kind of a random touchstone. I mean, if it was was something, I don't know, something more specific, uh, specifically Audrey-related. Like, if someone, like, tied a cherry stem with their tongue, Mm -hmm. then I would say, of course, he didn't see that either. But... (laughs) Well, that was also a dream. You know, but but like if it was if it was some very specifically Audrey thing, you know, maybe I could believe that was ringing a bell. But like red high heel shoes, like is that well, even, she didn't even wear red high heel shoes that often? She, it happened one the, time. It was clearly to take his mind, take his his focus from the flag to the electrical exactly. socket. So that yeah, was, I mean that was what it did. It broke yeah. him away from the flag. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he even cared about the shoes. It just kind no. of like. It just kind of drew his attention mm-hmm. to the right, mm-hmm. you know, because he's Dougie. He doesn't really. He saw a shiny object and he focused followed very well. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the electrical thing, like that, he focuses on that clearly. Yeah, like that draws him because that I... reminds him of Audrey. That exactly. <laughs> you look like Audrey because much like because uh, because yeah. She's hot like the electrical socket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people have mentioned, and I do think it's surprising that uh, that we haven't seen Audrey yet. Um, well, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, Audrey and Big Ed are still and Big the, Ed. in the... Are those the big what? I think those are the big holdouts. Mm-hmm. As far as the we cast. We saw Nadine briefly. Is likely to appear. Yeah. Had, yeah, in terms of the main cast that's been in like the promos that I've unfortunately seen... Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the two. Um, yeah. And that owl, that owl that was in that picture with the rest of the cast. So I'm expecting a big ass owl to show up. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they owe us some more. Like, James has got to have more scenes than that one mm-hmm. scene. Mm hmm. Uh, where I mean, he doesn't even get to talk. They just You're talk still about cool, him. James. You're still cool. God, that whole James thing. will never not be cool. Legends never die. <laughs> they only get quiet. <laughs> oh, man. The quiet legends. Yeah, the quiet legends. That's great. 
Yeah, so I think we got to get more of that. And I wouldn't be surprised if we had another Nadine scene, especially if, you know, Big Ed's coming back. Um, and um, the one where she actually know. talks? I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I think she should have some lines. Uh, and I think we should probably have some more Shelly and, like, Becky stuff. I mean, that, you know, that's that was a whole weird, thing. That's what's weird, There's so much going on that I, that I, I really feel like we might get, uh, not, not cheated, but, uh, you know, we might not get enough time with some of these older, older other characters. Yeah, yeah, that's You know, because they're true. dealing that's with, That's already like, true. Yeah, it's definitely already true, but yeah, I mean, if, like you said with James, like, if they don't get back to some of his stuff, whatever it might be, soon... Then yeah, we, you really it'll just be like these kind of cameo extended cameos. It won't be like they were really back on the show. Versus like Hawk, yeah. you know, and Andy yeah. and Lucy, like Who actually they're sort caught. of back for real. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, yeah, they, yeah. Andy and Lucy have had like multiple scenes, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, in the style of their old scenes on Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, so yeah, I I think that's. That's something that, um, you know, we should get more of, but I do think, yeah, if you look at, and it, it might just be, uh, you know, the way they're structuring the season and, and maybe we, I think we probably mm -hmm. will get more Twin Peaks in the later part of the season. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, but I still think it's, it's probably, it is going to be true that, you know, the old Twin Peaks cast is much less emphasized than they were on the original series. You know, uh, as a little aside, I was just thinking, you just mentioned going, you know, going back to Twin Peaks at the end, and I was just thinking, you know, maybe that's what happens. Maybe Gordon and, and Albert and Diane, they go to Las Vegas, you know, they find Dougie from this phone call they're going to get from the Fuscos, and yeah. uh, they find Dougie and he's weird, and he's not Cooper, but maybe his prints say he's Cooper, um, and they think to take him back to the scene of the crime, which is, you know, Glastonbury yeah. Grove. You know, yeah. so they take them back to Twin Peaks to, like, investigate. Then they, they team up with uh, Sheriff Truman and yeah. Hawk. Yeah. And they talk about Laura's diary. And they get the, yeah. you know, yeah. the message from Annie. And they, good Cooper. You know, because later in this episode, in this part, you know, Hawk makes the connection between two Coopers. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a thing that they can tell. You know, right. they already have this idea of two Coopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, so I think that that might be a thing. So... So it could just be leading back to, you know, really going back to Glastonbury Grove and, and going back, trying to get back into the, um, uh, I was going to say the Swan Station. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. I was going to say Black Swan, and then it made me think Swan Station. Oh, okay. Sorry, Black Lodge. Black Lodge, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so maybe, maybe that's kind of the end game, uh, but... You know, but I do wonder, yeah, what that final battle is going to look like. Do they, you know, can they not maybe kill Mr. C in the real world because of the woodsman? You know, maybe maybe they he has to right. get back into the Black Lodge, but, and they both have to get back there, and then, like, he has to just be, like, sort of trapped back in there or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I, and again, we mentioned it before, but uh, I do think I would I really want to see Cooper go through his test, you know, in the right. Black Lodge again and, like, not succumb to fear fail. and fail. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And somehow... Because I, I think that might be, like, the the epilogue or something of the story is him sort of going... You know, maybe he does sort of die 
or mm-hmm. is sort of not on the real in the real world anymore, uh, and and goes to his Black Lodge test and passes and goes to the White Lodge, and maybe finds Laura, and you know, sort of we get the end of whatever that part of the story is. The you know maybe you know this idea of Laura being more than Laura or something. You know, uh, she did take right. her face off. And, you know, they were, they were hinting at that, and it just didn't, it didn't, you know, we didn't have anything to compare it to. Um, right. In terms of, is she's different? Is she special? Are all dead? Can all dead people take their face off? Right. Is that just what happens when you die? You're a pure soul or whatever that mm-hmm. was supposed to represent? Or, you know, but now in, in this context from part eight, it seems like, you know, maybe she was, she was more than what she, than right. just a person, you know, yeah. which, which maybe there's this idea of combining uh, you know, metaphysical entities with human beings or something. And, you know, that's yeah. how they created Dougie and Laura was some sort of thing like that. Right. Um, which I don't really buy, but I'm keeping, you know, my mind open with what they're giving us. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's something, the, the Laura thing has some kind of otherworldly component, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't really understand what that is yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. So in the next scene, uh, we see the detectives Fusco looking at the taillights, presumably that, uh, one of the Fuscos mentioned earlier, um, spending $200 or something to get it fixed. Um, uh, for whatever that's worth. 239 um, $249, something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it, you know, it added to the list of like this whole uh, theme of uh, consumer product reviews <laughs> and like things not being worth what you pay them. <laughs> right, right, right. And yeah, exactly. Like, I guess in this case, it's kind of a, uh, a service ripoff. Mm-hmm. Unless we're supposed to believe that, like. The taillight shouldn't have been broken in the first place. <laughs> and, like, it's a it's a terrible Ford. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's that it just costs so much for a taillight. Yeah, I think uh, it's a lot, though. But you need those. It is a lot. You do. Uh, they tend to be things that, you know, uh, you kind of need. Yeah, there's also an interesting thing. Safety. Yeah, the, a lot of reasons. There's a there's an interesting thing here too that's kind of meta. It just 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 in that like you know one of the things that's sort of known that a cop will stop you for is a broken taillight. Right. So it's just interesting that this cop has a broken taillight and they're talking mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's almost but not quite ironic. Almost, but it's good enough to be in Alanis Morissette's song. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like a tie-up with a broken tail light. <laughs> it's like, really, is that ironic, Alanis? Is it? <laughs> I love that she'll never live that down. She's gone on to make I know. wonderful songs after that, but uh, still somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a huge hit in its day, and um, you know when it's when it's so popular, you hear it all the time, and it's focused on this particular theme. You know, it just kind mm-hmm. of draws your attention. I mean, especially because like irony is not something that um, 
you hear about a lot in songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, so yeah, it really, it just, it, it stood out, uh, and yeah, it, it might be a bit unfair, <laughs> more than a bit, but, um, but yeah, I, I definitely... I think it's ironic how unfair it is. Ooh, don't you think? <laughs> don't you, th- I really do think. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I really do think. <laughs> Oh, the 90s. Oh, the 90s, indeed. (laughs) That's our next podcast. Oh, the 90s. (laughs) I mean, Twin Peaks. Yeah, right. Yep. Just saying. Yep, you're right. All right. It's relevant. See? (laughs) That wasn't a tangent. This isn't a tangent. (laughs) Mr. Mr. Podcast, home of zero tangents. <laughs> Am I who now? Magritte. Magritte. <laughs> this is not a tangent. Yeah, with the picture of a tangent. Exactly. Yeah, Magritte. He's Magritte. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next All right. Thing. So shall we uh, continue here? Yeah. We shall. Uh, so, uh, so then we go to the motel, uh, we see Ike the Spike in his little room, uh, he leaves a message for someone named JT, and says, uh, no cigar, taking medical leave. Speaking of no cigar, <laughs> here's Magritte coming back to Magritus. Oh, yeah! <laughs> that weird? That's really weird. <laughs> That's a super superstition start. Strange coincidence. Um, yeah, who's this JT? I swear, add it to the list of mysteries. You know, if he was like DT, Duncan DT, Todd, it would have been simple. Hey, like, everyone's favorite DT. But like, no, yeah. we have like a new person. <laughs> There's an extra character. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's not even it's not even Roger. Like I don't I, I don't know who this could possibly be. Um. Uh, I mean, we saw the envelope, right? He took the envelope out. Duncan mm-hmm. Todd did, right, with the dot on it from his safe, and then we saw it get delivered at Ike Spike's room. So, yeah, you know, he definitely got his orders from Duncan Todd, but somehow he, Maybe... I guess, he reports to some character named JT. Or the simple Occam's Razor is it's an alias, and Duncan Todd is cha- is like, hey, call me JT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it could, could be, be that. It definitely could. It, it was also a bit disorienting to have a scene where Duncan Todd says, um, uh, it's not done yet. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene is, I mean, not literally, but time-wise in the story is um, is like the Spike saying, you know, I failed. Mm-hmm. You know, um it's. I mean, I guess Duncan Todd knows like what happened um, already, or is he really just saying like I haven't heard yet, so it's not done, you know? Um, <laughs> or is this one of those like weird it was on things, the news? Or is it another thing like with um, um, with Diane and Mister C and the and the text message and the scene sort of playing in reverse order? <laughs> 
Because he's oh, like right. been trying your cell, and I think we saw he had a cell phone, right? Didn't Duncan Todd call with the cell phone? He had a phone on his desk. I think there was a phone on. No, he yeah, when Mister C called, he was on his cell phone. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He got it out of the drawer, if I remember correctly, yeah, and. So it's interesting that if this is, if he was leaving messages for Duck and Todd, it's interesting that they're, like, this full or whatever, or he's not getting his messages, right. and, uh, which is like, where else is he calling, then? <laughs> right. Um, so it's, it's unnecessarily complicated. How many more mysteries can we have in, a, in I like know. a scene, like... You know, there's like 20 mysteries in this one scene with Ike the Spike. It's, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm going to assume that again. This I'm going to put this in the category with that some of that other stuff where I, I'm going to assume this doesn't matter that much. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, <laughs> it would be nice uh, because we have enough to worry about if they could just make this a little more straightforward. I mean, it took them long enough to even say that, you know, Duncan Todd is actually taking orders from Evil Cooper. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, adding this extra layer is kind of... Uh, <laughs> seems unnecessary to me. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, like, I don't know if they've even named Duncan Todd on screen yet. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I feel like the only reason we know... Like, I would just assume this was him if I didn't know that, you know, that's not his initials. Yeah. I would just assume, oh, he, well, he must be JT. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, uh, you know, on a normal show where I don't have to watch the credits, <laughs> <laughs> like, like every show I've ever watched, basically, mm -hmm. uh, I've never had to pay this much attention to the credits. Well, maybe it's Duncan, JT, Todd, and they're just... On a more familiar yeah. basis. <laughs> Could be. His friends Could call be. him JT. <laughs> JT, why? Who knows? It's a long story. Exactly. Well, we don't have time for. No, not, not now. Uh, no. So, yeah, I guess uh, medical leave because of his palm, presumably. Mm -hmm. There's a bit of a... Uh, Bit of a reveal about that. Yeah, which uh, is interesting. <laughs> that That's a reveal. I mean... Why is that a reveal? We know it's weird. We, we know to expect it. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't have been like is a it, huge surprise. Is it, is it the like comical thing of it being such a comically wrapped <laughs> bandage? Maybe, that, maybe like, that was the point. Like that's the joke at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Shall we uh, continue here? Um, mm hmm. Uh, uh, the, we see the detectives Fusco arrive, and there's some other police there. So they're really like, they're really going to take down Ike the Spike. Apparently, this is you know like a long time coming. Mm -hmm. um, like the dialogue kind of implies they they know who he is, they know he's up to no good, and you know now they um, have proof. Now they have proof exactly. Um, so then we see Ike the Spike. It seems that. It seems to me that he's checking out. I mean, he seems like he has a suitcase and he's like leaving. Yeah, he's trying to get out of there. Yeah, uh, but he is cornered by the police uh, on both sides. Um, they say they have uh, they have his palm print and also his whole palm, and he reveals a cast on his right hand, as we just said. And then he uh, whimpers. He <laughs> mm -hmm. goes like. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I almost thought I was that supposed why. to be the was that supposed to be the the uh, the bandage whimpering like his hand. Oh God, like Jerry Horn. 
like his appendage is mm-hmm. speaking. God, that's weird. Sometimes, but didn't he didn't he make a sound like that um, when his uh, when his spike like got bent? Um, like, am I crazy? Sort I thought, of. Sort of. Yeah, he did make a comical sound. Yeah. 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 Like that's his weird thing. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Very weird. Uh, so they arrested Ike the Spike. I don't know where this is going exactly, or why this matters. I mean, are they going? Is he gonna like give away JT slash Duncan Todd? Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to somehow? I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to see why this matters. Well, um, Duncan Todd leads directly to Mister C. So if they take in Ike and they make him confess or have a deal and he rats out Duncan Todd, then they can go talk to him about why he put a hit out on, you know, uh, Dougie slash Cooper. So um, I think that's the only that's the only thing I can think plot wise is it just, you know, it's kind of these breadcrumbs that are leading back to the main, you know, the main focus of the story of the, the big two characters, Cooper and Mr. C. So. Okay. Um, I think we got a little bit of that in, um, where are they in Deerhorn? Uh, Gordon and the, the whole Buckhorn. FBI game. Are they in Buckhorn? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Buckhorn. I'm thinking, oh, Buck- Deer Meadow. Okay. Deer Meadow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, oh, the, uh, the original Fat Shot trailer park. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just an empty field now. Um, no longer there. Exactly. <laughs> A lone telephone pole, right? Indicates that it used to be there. Screams in the distance. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so they've got on that part of the storyline, they've kind of got uh, you know Gordon and the FBI team picking up those breadcrumbs that way. Right. And I think you know now that they know Janie E, I think they'll soon uh, get a hit on you know Cooper's prints from the Fuscos. Right. Um, so there's a lot more of like basic like <laughs> detective work to be done here, which is kind of interesting. We're getting so much of this like science, like CSI stuff. Um, right, right, right. Uh, which is kind of nice. Which and was a part of the original series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Firewalk of... with me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's what's going to happen here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. I oh, Twin Peaks too. Like in Twin Peaks at the sheriff's department, they're kind of on the trail of the same general plot line. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely converging. But I guess like, um, uh, uh, I, I you know I'm not I I don't think that the Las Vegas Police Department is going to like bring down Evil Cooper or anything. So mm-hmm. I guess that's that's where I'm wondering like what the point is like, sure. They're going to progress, but uh, maybe they'll just pass along information, um, you know, to, yeah, I think once, uh, when the the sh- or something. Yeah. Whenever the story is not about Las Vegas anymore, I don't think we'll see those guys. So I yeah. think it'll, they'll point the direction towards Mr. C. Um, you know, maybe they'll have a picture of him and ask Duncan Todd, you know, maybe Gordon and those guys will ask Duncan Todd like, Hey, <laughs> Who's the guy? Who's your boss? You know, and he points to him or something. Um, kind of like the, right. what they did with Major Briggs, you know, with Hastings. Right. Um, and then they can, you know, at least figure some things out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to do in detective wise <laughs> to really Definitely. figure out what's going on here. 
unwrap uh, everything. But they're now. they're getting there. They're getting they're getting you know size little pieces of uh, each of the pieces. <laughs> There's multiple pieces. Um, so many pieces. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Pro- progress is definitely happening. Yeah. Uh, in pretty much every storyline here. Yeah, it's got to go. It's got to ramp up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so uh, are you ready to move uh, yeah. move on here? Uh, okay, so we go to the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department. Uh, Lucy and Andy go back and forth on the color of a chair they're looking to order. Uh, eventually, Andy gives in, but Lucy orders the one that Andy wanted, which is the red one, anyway. <sighs> there you go. Marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag marriage. Yeah, I don't know, right? They should cut to like, like Hallmark or something, like a Hallmark ad or something, like uh, this Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs> Sacrifice a little bit for your home decor. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, what a weird classic Twin Peaks scene, you know, of just a really mundane thing. Uh, presented in a really strange and baffling way. Like, they can't yeah. even order a chair online normally, you know? Right, like, right. it's such a str- it's such a weird thing to say. Like, they can't... Hey, Andy, what color chair do you want? I don't right. know, Lucy. Uh, I like the red one. Uh, you know, Andy, I yeah. like the beige one, but the red one's nice, too. Same price. Hey, why don't we get the red one? Uh, you know, that's a boring scene, so I guess that's why they don't write it that way. But, right. um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and, and again, it has, it's not just that, uh, they go the weird back and forth and very stilted conversation they have and childlike, you know. Um, but that twist at the end of, <laughs> of her kidding, the, the, the other one. So she spends the whole time yeah. saying, I want the beige one. And then she gets the red one and she's yeah. super happy about getting the red one. So it's like, is that her way of like getting what she wants out of Andy is to like say the opposite or something and then like he'll and she knows he'll eventually give in but she but like in the times when like she wants what he wants like it's still good for both of them because he's he's gonna get to see the red chair and then he's probably gonna think oh punky you got the chair that I wanted instead of the chair that you wanted you know right when in reality like she wanted the red chair you know or she's at least happy with it you know yeah yeah um but again like <laughs> too many mysteries yikes what a what yeah. a interesting strange thing to pop up uh, the the ordering of the chair. I, I kind of assumed that because Andy eventually gives in and says like, "All right, you know, we can we can get the one you want." That that then she was like, "Well, okay, if you're willing to let me have the beige one, then we can have the red one." You know, mm-hmm. since since you were the first to like raise the white flag or whatever. But it seems so contrived. It seems like she knows that that's going to happen, so she's got a game plan to start this whole gambit with. I think you know, like. Um, it seems like at the end she's happy. She got what she wanted, which was the red chair. But somehow, she, I don't know. It's weird. It's yeah. It's, it doesn't seem necessary though. I mean, would mm-hmm. he really? You know what I mean? It, it, is it really supposed to be that like because she said she wanted the beige one, that's what made him want the red one? Like, is it really reverse psychology? I don't know I don't if know. it's that or if it's just she's like, okay, look, I really want the red chair. 
Maybe, maybe I, that's why I feel like it's got to be something else about like um, what's going to happen when the chair arrives, you know? Um, <laughs> oh God! Which is why am I thinking I about that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like she played a little short con here, and she seems mm-hmm. really. It's not. I don't know. The, and I'm, you know, I'm reading her acting, so this is, you know, right. uh, subjective. But like, it seems to me that. It's a she look. was like secretly like, oh yeah, look, I secretly got what I wanted the whole time. Not like, you know, he's a good guy. I'll I'll give him what he wants and sacrifice. Right. Like I didn't really get that. I got the sense that like that's that was her whole plan. Now, yeah, what makes the yeah. plan weird is that he wants the red chair and she wants the red chair. So it was the point to like disagree, but then like I said, like secretly give him what he wants, you know, or maybe it's like a I don't know, a present or something, you know? Maybe that'll be a surprise when it's the one that he wanted. Um, but it's, yeah, right. there's something weird there. <laughs> there's yeah. something strange about that whole thing. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I can't really pin it down uh, other than that. I agree, uh, pretty much. Uh, I feel like, the, I again, I'm... I, I want to say this doesn't matter, but you know, I, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I'm not expecting a follow up here, but we'll see. It's um, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a follow up until I, I just had to think about like what what are the consequences of this ordering? You know, I mean, is it mm-hmm. is she gonna get the chair anytime soon uh, before the show's over? Is it you know? Are they gonna it talk about this? Yeah, I mean. They're gonna talk about this chair anymore, but yeah, it's a it's a weird thing to uh, for them to kind of have this tepid fight about because uh, yeah. he's back there looking at the chair too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what was weird about it. I mean, I feel like the normal way, you know, I mean, who am I mm-hmm. to judge? But I feel like the normal way to do this is you both look at the screen at the same time, mm-hmm. the same screen, mm-hmm. and then you go back and forth with the colors, and you both look and yeah. say, you know what I mean? It's just you miss out on. It's that. just weird that they're separately looking at the same page, yeah, and then like walking back and forth. But that's the that's the like acting part, like that's the like uh, staging of it, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, having them like go back and forth and having to walk to each other gives you that yeah. weird staging feel. Um, but yeah, I agree. That's not, they're definitely not doing it the normal way. I think there's also a little bit of like, they kind of look like they might be working if anybody passed by. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, true. cause the, unless they're in their lunch break, it's like, what are you guys doing? Right. Um, this is why the government, you know, is too big. <laughs> cause the bureaucrats like these guys, <laughs> oh man um yeah anyway this is yeah it's very it's very strange why are they buying a new chair so uh i was thinking uh maybe they're buying a new chair because um if you remember the scene with wally brando Mm -hmm. uh he mentions that um that uh that it's okay to uh like I, I forgot what he said. He said something about like his old room, like redecorated, and maybe he even said turn it into an office. Mm. Um, so anyway, or or something. Uh, so I was thinking maybe they're ordering furniture for Wally Brando's room. Nice. Okay, I'll buy that. Since they they specifically mentioned that they can like redecorate a room. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But we'll see. I mean, you know, it's one of many important questions. <laughs> uh, okay. So you ready for the next thing here? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, then we move to uh, Johnny Horn running around. Uh, I'm not really sure where we are here. Uh, is this supposed to be the Great Northern? I, I really don't know where this is taking place. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Wherever we are, some kind of building. Uh, Johnny Horn's running around. Uh, Sylvia calls for him. Uh, eventually, Johnny uh, runs into a wall, I guess, uh, knocking himself out. Um, and Sylvia comes over and uh, kind of looks at him, stands over him, mm-hmm. is concerned, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so Sylvia and Johnny Horn, <laughs> this is their, this is their entrance. Uh, yeah, wow, Johnny Horn still around. So uh, Johnny Horn is not played by the same actor uh, who played him in the original series. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know if you could tell, but actually uh, I learned that uh, two actors play him in the original series. There's one actor that plays him in the pilot and one actor that plays him in the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is the third third actor to play uh, Johnny Horn. Okay. Um uh, but Sylvia, although you don't see her face, <laughs> is played by the uh, the original the original actress nice. who played her in the original series, who was only in two episodes. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Which is very strange, and they're both David Lynch episodes. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's uh, he's a fan of that character for some reason. Like he brought her back for uh, the uh, the series finale. Uh, she shows up when Ben Horn is. Revealing to Donna that he's her uh, father to uh, ah, say, yes. uh, don't do it. What are you doing to this family? Get yeah, out yeah. I was, like, I was like, yeah, that's right. You do only, you rarely see her. She shows up like she's been there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's the, uh, the dinner scene in episode two, uh, you know, when Jerry bursts in with the, uh, the baguettes and, makes makes Ben uh well he willingly does it but he eats eats one mm-hmm. of them uh in front of them very uh, mm-hmm. enthusiastically. Yeah. Uh I think that's that's the other the other scene that she's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. It's like it's it's kinda like Donna's sisters where like there's the idea of this character, but then in most of the series it really doesn't seem like they exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, but she's I, back. I, yeah, I feel like throughout the whole part of the of season two, when um, uh, you know Audrey does the whole thing at um, at One Night Jacks, and she realizes yeah. what her dad's into, and then she confronts him about sleeping yeah. with Laura. I feel like the whole yeah. idea of like uh, of his wife is not really in there. Yeah, uh, right. she he That's seems bad. like the mother's just not in the picture. And yeah. it's still bad what you did, Dad, but it's like, you know, yeah, it's interesting. Totally forget about that character. Yeah, yeah. And you would think also she would be at least somewhat concerned uh, mm-hmm. about Audrey being, um, you know, kidnapped and held for ransom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly she <laughs> By, didn't find uh, it. I don't, think, I don't think Ben told her. Uh, you might be would, right. That's what I would guess. I just... It but doesn't then, seem like didn't something. Did she that Audrey was gone for like? Oh, she's on a trip for business, darling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's with Uncle Jerry. You'll buy that, right? 
Oh, Sylvia. Yeah, so sure, there was not? a, uh, he did, he does not, like, hit his head, I think, on, like, um, or knocks down a picture of the, uh, falls, so, um, yeah, oh, I don't know if this was. is, yeah, I don't know if this is supposed to be at, at the Great Northern, or, like, a house attached to it, or nearby, or something, but I assume they like have, a place, no, I assume they have their own house. That's not at the Great Northern. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, I don't think we ever uh, see in the original series, like, where they sleep. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't think they ever show. Like, Ben is always in his office, and Audrey's always, like, floating around the hotel or somewhere else. But I don't think we ever see them, like, at home. No. Uh, There is that dinner table scene. You know, but it seems like that's just in the Great Northern. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It makes sense. But it, it came off to me like they live in the hotel. Yeah, yeah, it seems like that. Maybe their house is far and Ben's like, I'll just stay here. You know, it's easier yeah. to commute. Yeah. Therefore, and I can have all my exploits, you know, without right. the wife watching. <laughs> uh, so is this guy supposed to be dead or what? Uh, dead? Nah, he can't be dead. They don't kill Johnny Horde like that. I mean, he, Come he, on. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's like a different actor made me think, oh, well, if they only want him for this one scene, you know. Uh, but yeah, he hit his head pretty hard. There's a lot of blood, you know. Yeah, it's pretty severe. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that is uh, more or less the way that. Um, Leland killed himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was going to say, it's what he did to Maddie, you know, when, when Bob had taken over. Oh, what he did to Maddie also. Yeah, he, he's like, go back to Missoula and uh, smash your head into a picture of uh, Missoula painting or something. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, third time's a charm with that whole way to hit somebody in the head. Um, <laughs> well, and here's the big mystery of the scene. Who let him out? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good question. That's, yeah, that's the mystery. Here. Who let him out? That's what I'm saying. Who let him out? <laughs> I Clearly think it was a bad idea. Was Did Bob do it? Oh, no, not uh, Bob. Experiment let him out? Oh, no. Uh, you can go out now, Johnny. <laughs> there it is. There's the scene. <laughs> of course he's running oh, away you know, from that. that... <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's actually terrifying. Uh, That reminds me. I was going to bring this up. Um, Do you remember? I think it was in... um, Well, okay, it was with Dougie. So it must have been like part three or four. Mm -hmm. Um, There's there's that scene, the scene when Jade drops Dougie off at the casino. Yeah. And she says, you can go out now. Yeah. And then he has this flash to... Or they flash to, I guess, like, it's up to... Interpretation whether he's seeing that or not, but they to Laura saying the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. in the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't done anything like that since then. Uh, I remember at the time thinking like, oh, he's gonna keep seeing things that like trigger, yeah. you know, memories or something. That's the only time that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really weird that they did that, knowing now that they weren't planning to go back to that at all. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it seems like that ver that what they did was sort of evolve, evolve that idea into not just he him having these like flashbacks to the waiting room black lodge stuff, but like 
the waiting room Black Lodge people will start actually helping him. And I think that kind of replaced uh, that sort of idea, you know. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's interesting to, that they that they didn't keep doing that thing or have him. Yeah, he's not really he's not really in a lot of situations like remembering back like in, in those instances. You're right. Um, so and we thought like that would be part of a way that he would wake up or something, right? So it's like it seems like right. Um, that's not it. Um, and even these people helping him is not necessarily how he's going to wake up. Um, Mike told him to wake up. And I was, I'm like, if that's not, if that doesn't do it, I'm not, I don't know what will do it. I mean, right. You know, I feel like something, you know, there's, there's some piece that he needs and maybe Mike doesn't even know that it's missing or something. I'm telling you those shoes, man. If they go back for those shoes that he left in the purple place, uh, <laughs> oh right, the shoes. Yeah, like Nido's gonna show up with his shoes, you know, <laughs> our American girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he'll, then he'll be like, "These fit great." Now I'm back. <laughs> but yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, that was a whole. Yeah, I was, was just kind of reviewing some of the old stuff um, because there was a lot of stuff I forgot about mm-hmm. and. Um, uh yeah it's it's so much has happened since then that i just didn't really um it's hard to keep it in your head all of it at the same time yeah and uh yeah that's that's one moment that kind of sticks out um as being kind of not really fitting with what they what they do later but i i mean i guess the casino thing was kind of along those lines too although i guess the follow-up to that was the the insurance thing which also hasn't really had a payoff yet um, i think this was going to happen tomorrow maybe when, i guess when so when he talks down. to bushnell mullins about the mm-hmm. answers mm-hmm. answers like is he is bushnell going to come to the conclusion that like um What's his name? Anthony is like trying to have Dougie killed because he uncovered his fraud scheme or something. Mm, that's I mean, interesting. That... Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah, I think there's a couple steps missing from that idea, but I think that's an interesting way that, that they could go uh, of a red herring sort of a thing or his him being wrong, you know. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I just wanted to like tie those things together because um, you know, it does, I mean, it doesn't seem like he can really get the right answer. Um, so, and also, like, it's a loose end. This whole Anthony thing. So. Well, and that's the thing. They do have Ike the Spike in custody, so he's gonna presumably say somebody sent him. Uh, now that'll be the real key. Like maybe Bushnell might think it's Anthony, but the police shouldn't think it's Anthony unless. Right, Anthony goes by JT. It's you know or something, um, right? But yeah, I mean, he even seems. I'm wondering what he even did. You know, we're we're not even really sure what he did, and how bad how bad how, how big of a deal right. it is. You know, um, is it worth killing Dougie over? Um, right, right. You know, it's not yeah. really even clear yet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because Bushnell was just like, you've given me a lot to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, oh, I need to call the FBI for insider trading or, right, you right, know, like right. insurance fraud or, um, you know, something something crazy. But, uh, 
So it seems like he, he maybe hasn't quite figured it out yet. Uh, maybe there's another beat to that whole story before Anthony yeah. gets gets the, the blame that he's most likely due. Right. Good point, good point. So, I mean, there's no, like, big... There's really no clear big point uh, to this scene, you know, unless Johnny dies. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really know what to do with this, except, like, you know, is it a weird cameo? Are we going to get more of this later? Um, I, I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think the scene works better if he's dead, and it's just kind of like, hey, whatever happened to Johnny Horn and Sylvia? This. This. Because <laughs> of this. Because to this. Yeah. Unless, you know, he's going to go to the hospital, or maybe, you know, the, you know, Doc is going to get, Doc Hayward to get called. I'm not sure, you know, um, that would still be in his purview or not, but... Um, you know, it is interesting that they that they that they are giving us some more int- uh, info on what these characters are up to this in this world, which is the same. Right. Right. All right. So, uh, so do you want to uh, go on from there? Oh, also, you know, um, it begs a question about uh, where Audrey is. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think she's clearly going to make some kind of big entrance because they've really, they've mm-hmm. really um, put it off a long time. Yeah. So yeah, I'm expecting, I'm expecting something to come up here, and I, I would expect it to be within the next few episodes. Yeah, she's, uh, she's. Uh... <laughs> Bob's love child. Wait, what is she? She's, uh... No, what's his name? Bob's, uh... uh Evil Cooper's, uh... Uh... Baby Mama. Baby Mama. <laughs> oh, no, he's doing all the, this work trying to find coordinates so he gets some money for, for alimony and child support. <laughs> He's like, I might be evil, but I'm not a deadbeat dad, all right? (laughs) (laughs) My dad was never around when I was growing up because he was a demon. (laughs) Oops. Uh, Yikes. All right, let's go to the fun scene. Okay, so in the next scene, uh, Bobby comes uh, with... Frank Truman and Hawk to ask his mother, Betty Briggs, some questions about Agent Cooper and uh, Major Briggs and their meeting and so on. But uh, before they can really actually ask any questions, she reveals that uh, the Major, Major Briggs, told her that this would happen one day. Uh, I guess it was right after he he met with uh, who would have been, I guess, Evil Cooper at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he told her to give them this. Uh, and so she brings them to a chair and uh, I guess uh, pushes some kind of button under it or something and reveals a secret compartment um, on the top of the chair. And there's a small metal cylinder type thing inside 
Um, and so she gives them uh, that cylinder, and uh, and then they agree to have coffee. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what a great scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it felt very much like old school Twin Peaks. Um, yeah. Gotta love Major Briggs. He's just, he's just, even in death, he still goes, <laughs> uh, tricks up his sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they've, they definitely made him um, very significant in the new series. Um, despite the fact that they don't actually have the actor. Uh-huh. Um, it's, uh, they, they somehow got him involved. He's involved in the Hastings plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have this where, like, he knew what was going to happen, like, 25 years in the future. Sometimes you see the future. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot to... I mean, yeah, we have the next part, too, where they kind of open that thing. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's interesting. It seems like Briggs knew just enough to not stop this from happening. <laughs> you know, like, he's he's in all these different parts of the plot, and he sort of has some sense of the main game being played here, but right. it's not enough that he could actually stop what was what, what's going to happen, what's clearly still going to happen, you know? Right. Uh, he can only kind of leave some clues for the future. Um, but yeah. yeah, and I love, you know, this whole thing with still Bobby, like, you know, his dad still having surprises for him. And, um, oh yeah. And, uh, and right. I love that he, whole, he knew that Bobby would be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that like Bobby would be with, you know, Hawk and Sheriff Truman. Like he, he yeah. somehow knew it would be these, these people coming and uh which is so weird like even if he time traveled to this time right i mean is he out in the bushes you know like <laughs> looking as they come in and he goes okay okay so he so they'll, they'll all three will show up okay great when i go back in time i'll tell my wife mm-hmm. this you know yeah um is it is it his exposure to the white lodge that allows him to know these things is he mm-hmm. just like constantly having dreams about the future, or right, is he right. actually going to the future to see these things? Yeah. And, and you know, that would necessitate him coming, you know, not only going to the future, but then coming back to the past to set these things up. Um, you know, so there's at least two time travel trips if he do, if he is time traveling. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. The little thing uh, that he left was weird. Um, I, it looked like a cigar holder, so I thought that was interesting with Ike's oh, message okay. that uh, no cigar. Uh, right, I that was right. kind of interesting. Uh, but I don't know if it is a cigar holder so much as a weird secret message Puzzle holder. Device, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I guess a way to, to, to um, yeah, conceal something that you don't want anyone to, like if someone found this, they still wouldn't necessarily be able mm-hmm. to get to the thing inside. Yeah, yeah. And they do the, they're doing this thing where, you know, Bobby's really emotional in all these scenes and stuff. And I love when they cut the tension with let's have some coffee and everyone mm-hmm. like snaps out of it, you know, this like weird uh, tone that was there with this whole story right. and everything. Like I, right. that, that was that was fun to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I do find it like I like I, I like the idea and it's it's sort of like um, 
you know, because the time has passed, like, they kind of have to do stuff like this, but um, it does strike me as a bit odd that, like, he told her to do this, and she really sat on this for 25 years, like, literally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And and was, like, even when Bobby became a police officer, you know, like, didn't really hint at anything, you know, um... I assume Hawk and, and, and Sheriff Truman don't really come over a lot, if ever. But uh, but yeah, I was I was actually you know kind of rewatching that scene, and I, I I would have as expected her to sort of be a bit more ready or surprised or something when they did all three walk in, you know. Yeah. But she kind of takes it as you know, oh, okay, yeah, come on, ask some questions, you know, no big deal. And then she drops the bomb that like she's been waiting on this moment for twenty five years, right? Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of interesting the way they, the way she just like plays the whole thing. Not like, oh, finally, is this the moment? What are you talking about, mom? You know, <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. And it begs the question, is it, did he, did he tell her anything else? Are there right. other things to come that, that he for, you know, foresaw? Yeah, did, did she think that like the prophecy had to be fulfilled? Like it was really important that it happened exactly how, the major described because I mean, I just would think like when, when, when the major turns up dead or at least like they think he's dead, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I think that would like, if he just like told her there's this secret message that, you know, uh, it refers to agent Cooper, you know, who we just met. And then, you know, it's just, it just Mm -hmm. seems like, it just seems like that would be like, you know what? I'm going to bring this. (laughs) I'm going to bring this to the police myself. I think for Betty, she's so attuned to her husband and his work and 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 all the weirdness that happened around that that I think she would follow his instructions to the letter. I think she would. Yeah, I think she's like, hey, if if he told me to wait for this moment, then I'm gonna wait for this moment. And you know, yeah, I think she would wait. I do love that scene from the original series when, uh, you know, the major disappears mm-hmm. and she's at the sheriff's station. She's like, you know, this isn't really the first time, like, something like this is happening. Yeah, that's the thing. It's she's, like, what? Yeah, she's she she knows that weird stuff happens and she, and she doesn't like it, but she's, she, like, I feel like there's, like, this respect or something or the love that she has for him that she doesn't turn into another kind of character who would just berate him and be like, you need to leave the military and you need to stop doing this. And, and she lets him have, you know, you know, the, the dangers that go along with his job. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think she would just kind of wait. I mean, you know, 25 years is a long time, but, um, I think she, you know, especially with part of it being the idea of, of, um, Bobby being better, you know, uh, and and so maybe that's part of it too. Like, you know, she, you know, if if this whole cigar holder thing is wrapped up with this idea that oh, Bobby will be a cop later or whatever, you know, uh, she she he didn't exactly say that. It didn't seem, but um, you know, that might be a part of what gave her the sort of resolve to to kind of wait till the moment was exactly how he said. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's really just, like, think, me thinking about it. Like, if mm-hmm. I got something like this, it would just be hard for me to sit on that for 25 years. And you're, like, uh, you're like Catherine and Andrew. Um, 
<laughs> with their photo exact, bags. I'm exactly like, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like, I can't wait. I gotta open this box. I don't open care who sent it to me. Yeah. Yeah, and then, it, and then it's like, wait, why are we opening this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> who is this from? <laughs> yeah. Why is this treasure? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why are we assuming this is valuable? Yeah. Our nemesis left us something in his death. Uh. Yeah. We better. Yeah. We gotta like. We gotta go find it because mm -hmm. it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, and I want it, and you can't have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird, but yeah. Fair enough. I, I guess it's 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 consistent, but it is it is still really crazy. I mean, it's it's sort of like the. Um, you know, the thing from the constant, you know, mm -hmm. um, but even longer, you know. Well, and to some degree, she probably forgot about it, you know. It was probably one of those things okay. that, like, from time to time, she will remember or something. But I, I can imagine that being the kind of thing that you, you kind of forget about, you know, even though it is a weird setup, you know. Um, but after a while, she probably, you know, when she's dusting and cleaning... She's probably not thinking, oh, that chair has a secret compartment and mm -hmm. there's that thing in there. And yeah, so I could I could see that it being a little bit more just kind of like this thing that happened. Oh, oh, by the way. Yeah. Here's the three of you walking in. OK, here we go. Game time. Right. Right. Uh, all right. So we'll get more on this later. Mm -hmm. Um. So shall we uh, continue? Mm hmm. Uh, so we go to the, uh, the Buckhorn Morgue, um, uh, Lieutenant Knox and Mackley come in, uh, Diane decides to wait, and she's told not to smoke, um, uh, and then she gets the message, the text message from Evil Cooper, uh, the one from earlier, um, Around the table, the dinner conversation is lively, mm -hmm. and she gets a, an incriminating look on her face. <laughs> is that the look? <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to, I guess, like, I buy that she doesn't necessarily care to go with him or whatever, but... Um, uh, but I do get the sense that she's also isolating herself so she can get mm -hmm. this message. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, what are you up to, Diane? <laughs> uh, I am still a little confused about the morgue, like, versus, like, the police station, but... I, I think they made it clear that the the morgue is at the police station. Okay, they did. Yeah, oh, because... I, think, I think that's what they said. Okay, okay. I think, okay. like, we're going to the morgue at the Buckhorn police station. Okay, 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 okay. Something like that. Good. Because it seems like it's the PlayStation, but it also seems like it's the morgue. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a woodsman walking around here, so that that kind of has a different uh, connotation now. Um, like, I, I wonder, um, I guess more than one. Uh, I wonder what they're up to. You know. So remind me, the woodsman walking down the hall with Lieutenant Knox is supposed to be the, a different one than the one that was in the jail cell in next the jail, to Yeah, well, it was played by a different actor. Oh. I guess, uh, you know. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. And, and both of those actors were in the scene with, uh, with Ray and Evil Cooper. I see. Um, you know, separately. Maybe there's obviously. one in each level, and they stick to their levels. Could be. <laughs> but what are they up to? You know, like, what are they trying to... 
They're there to watch. Oh, God. Shut up, Sydney. <laughs> Sydney always shows up. Um, yeah, no, I think... Um, yeah, Are they going to meet up with Diane? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God, are they going to put Bob and Diane? Uh, ooh. <laughs> Oh, that's a crazy theory. Yeah, that's Holy a shit. Super Around the table, the dinner conversation's lively means like prepare to be yeah, <laughs> yeah, to be inhabited by Bob. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so weird if that's the plan. There's no way that's the plan. There's oh no way god. that's the plan. I am not ready for Diane Bob. No. Shit. Bob and she's evil enough already. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. She doesn't need Bob's help. Yeah. For her duplicitous schemes. That's one thing we haven't seen, though, is, like, uh, I don't think we've... Yeah, we haven't really seen, like, a male um, inhabiting spirit in a female's body. Yeah, I mean, they they did it a little bit with Laura in uh, Firewalk With Me. But, uh, and they, you know, I mean, they said that it could happen and mm-hmm. that's what he wanted to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. she has those brief moments and there, there is the, the thing at the end where you see her look in the mirror and she sees Bob. Um, but, but in general, you're right. Like they don't actually show it going on for any real extended period, like mm-hmm. the other possessions that we've seen. Yeah. Where they're like walking around and doing stuff and occasionally looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. you know, check in on old Bob. See how he's doing. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm still not convinced Diane is on the take. I, I don't, I think, you know, she seems eager to get some information from whomever is texting her. So, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I see this as someone who's like, has, you know, got a weird message from somebody seeming like they know something important and she wants, she wants more from them or something. It, it means to me that, of course, you know, I mean, uh, we have to leave open the possibility that, well, okay, <laughs> let me back up from that even. It's clear that certain things happened off screen here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this show is like full of shit that happened off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the name of the game here. Um, uh, but, uh, like, I would say it's also clear that she has she has some kind of agenda that she is not sharing with Gordon and, you know, the FBI. I mean, there, there's something, um, you know, and, and, and I'm wondering, um, I don't know, I'm wondering if she wants to be in Buckhorn, uh, if she's got something to do there, if that whole, like, pretending not to want to go was a ruse and that's why she agreed in the end um you know uh, pretending to not want to go with the fbi like you know because like that whole thing made it seem like oh you're dragging me into this thing yeah but now she's she's up to something even well, if she's not evil she's definitely up to okay. something there's a couple of things one you know what I'm saying? one is I don't necessarily think she's got her own agenda. I, I my hunch right now, like I'm saying, is 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 that she's being pulled into something, and I don't think she's really in it yet. But that being said, um, the one thing I, I would that's a kind of an interesting uh, um, detail that might prove your point is the Lucy and Andy scene. <laughs> 
you know, which is about this woman who pretends to not want this thing she really wants. So that's kind of an interesting oh yeah uh, connection to that. Like maybe that's a reason that that scene is like the way it is is to give us this kind of subconscious clue on some other another character who's doing that kind of thing. Right. Um, but that being said, you know, so anyway, I just want to throw that out there, but I, I, you know, that being said, I don't, I don't really get that from her. I'm not really getting this. Like she had an agenda the whole time. I really feel like when Albert showed up, that was a surprise. You know, she didn't really want to be pulled back into this stuff. Well, then, then when, when did she start expecting a text message? I mean, that's the question. You know yeah, I, mean? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think she could have. It, I think all it takes is one text message, one that says the one right thing for her to be where she is now. But know? she's also not sharing yet. You know what I mean? So that's well. That's there's what nothing I'm saying, to share like, yet. There's no, there's not necessarily anything to share yet. Oh, there's something to share. I well, mean, she got you know. She got what? She got a message, but she, she but she, she might not a look on her face. I don't think she knows what it yeah, means. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think. She, I think she's, I don't know, the look to me seems like she's trying to figure out what it means. Does she really have no idea who this is coming from or what it means? I mean, even still, I would think under the circumstances, she would want to share that with the FBI because, you know. Hey, guys, I got this text message around the the table, the dinner conversation is lively. Okay, Diane, what does that mean? I don't know. If, 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 if she thinks it's, I don't know. Maybe she thinks it's nothing, but if she thinks it's well, significant, then I think she I would. But I think share there's it. a gray area and where she thinks it's can... significant because she's trying to check for okay, it. Okay, I hear you, <laughs> but I, I think there's a whole gray area where she can just not. I mean, we've seen this before, right? Where a character is in this kind of situation, they don't know exactly what's going on. I mean, it could be something a threat against her, right? It could be that was the first message was something that she finds threatening. You know, and that's why she doesn't want to, like, necessarily tell them what's going on. I just feel like we don't know what it is yet. We don't even have an inkling of what it is. So it's hard to say that, like, she's got a whole motive and she's got a whole plan and she's been playing this the whole time and that she's in on it with Mr. C. I mean, I feel like that's that's going from zero to 60 before we really, like, figure out, you know, really anything else about what she might know. Like, I do, you know... I think it's possible she was playing a ruse and she wanted to come along with him, but she's also not sticking her nose in things, right? Like True. she would be if she's there to spy on them, right? Yeah, um, that doesn't seem like that's the mission. I yeah. think that's that's really what we have to see is like what she does next, because I think that will give us some indication of what the what the purpose of this message is, what she's supposed to do. But mm-hmm. I really want to know when did she start expecting a message. Because that's, um, and it's before she even hears that Eva Cooper escaped, you know, so. uh, But yeah, she, I mean, listen, Cooper did his weird shit, you know, before in the, in the prison. He could have sent a message then or something. Uh, He could have sent a message before then, you know, I mean, yeah, it's really tough to tell when off screen this could have happened because there's so many areas. But, but, you know, my point is like, it doesn't take much. For her to get to this point of being intrigued, but like, but not really know what's going on to the point where she she would be compelled to like share this information, you know. Uh, but you know, it depends on what she has to hide, you know. Maybe there's something that she's done in her past that Gordon and and uh, Albert don't know about, so she's got you know they've got some leverage on her or something. Maybe that's why she's not saying anything. But I feel like she hasn't really she hasn't really crossed the Rubicon yet for me in terms of like. 
oh, you really are, you know, going against what's what's probable for a character to do, you know, in a in this kind of situation. Like, I, I think she's still on the edge for me, and it is going to be what she does next. If she does anything outright against the investigation or reveals any information, you know, that, that she might have, then I think we'll have a better sense of, like, where her uh, alignment is. But, um, you know, but, it's, I mean, she could just be in the process of getting corrupted by Mr. C now, you know, like, you know, it might, it might not have happened yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, let me just say, like, I fully admit that it's it's possible that, you know, there's uh, it's there are many possibilities here that are, you know, pretty reasonable where, you know, Diane's not just evilly plotting with evil Cooper. A hundred percent that's possible. But uh, I do contend that she's hiding something. She's got some kind of hidden. I don't know if agenda is the right word, but she's hiding something. Uh, uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. and so there's something going on here and it could be what you're saying, like that, you know, uh, it's something, it's something about her that she, you know, doesn't that blackmail or, you know, something like that. I mean, obviously evil Cooper's not above that. Um, but, uh, uh, but, but th- there's something there, you know, uh, even if it doesn't mean she's evil, you know, sure, just, there's something there. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something going on. It can't on. be completely. But um, it, it could be. It could be that nothing. she's. Well, it definitely is something. But the question is how <laughs> how big of a thing is it, and what is yes, it, what does it something. say? What does it say about her character? You know, like obviously right. there's plot going on there for sure. Yeah. You know, for all we know, she's she's wants to be a double agent, and she's getting information from Mister C, and she's gonna turn it over. You know, like it could go in a lot of directions. Uh, right. Well, that's that's why I'm saying, like, if she shares it with them, you know, then I think be she needs board. something to share first. I don't think she has anything to share. I don't think getting I think a message, she knows what that message means. Okay. Well, then we'll she see. should she should share it if she knows if it means anything of importance. If it's like a I'm escaped or, you know, meet me at this location or, you know, some yeah. sort of directive, then, uh, then I think she should share it. To me, the look was like she was trying to figure out what that meant. Okay. And maybe it'll, it'll ring, you know, she'll, it'll, it'll become clear to her later or something. And Well, it's one of those looks, you know. It's a look. I what are you going to do with the look? Perfect comprehension and I know what I have to do now. Yeah, well... And it's go outside the smoke, apparently. Yeah. I read, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> it was sinister. It looked sinister to me. I don't know if I'm, like... To me, okay, what you're picking up as sinister is, is to me, her thinking. Like, I, I, you know, which comes from a, a similar place, uh, I think. Like, yeah. she, you think she's, she's plotting in her head. And I, yeah. to me, it comes across as she's... She's calculating, like she's trying to figure out what that means. And even if she knows what what the phrase means, I think she's trying to figure out, like, okay, what does that mean? I need to do, you know, sort of yeah. a thing. Right, right. Like, right. what what do I do next? Right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're defending Diane. You know, I certainly, uh, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I don't I don't want this to be true. Even though I think I think it's an interesting choice plot wise, but it's not it's not necessarily what I want for Diane. Um, it just, yeah, I, I guess when I reviewed the scene again, um, it, it, you know, the small amount of information that we have, 
um, it just seemed to me the most likely scenario is um, some kind of corruption, which could take varying levels, you know, from um, from blackmail to like willing collaboration slash like, you know, she was actually somehow um, infected, you know. Are you um, saying she's getting emails from the Russians? On her, on her private server. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it could be. It could Vla- be. Vladimir Cooper is uh, texting her. <laughs> Wait, sure. She, was she drinking vodka? She. Oh, I think she was. <laughs> oh shit! She's Russian spy. It's the Russians. It's always the Russians. <laughs> I thought they were red herring, but no. <laughs> this time, communism is not a red herring. <laughs> I love the movie Clue. <laughs> that was David Lynch. Um, <laughs> had a feeling. That's a good one. A good one. God, that's why she's drinking vodka because she's a spy. Yeah, that 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 I wasn't I didn't I wasn't taking it that far. See, see, you need to take it further. However far you naturally want to take things, <laughs> go five steps further. <laughs> that's where the truth is. Um <laughs> All right, I, I I I'm very excited to await further developments. Uh, I I would say for me, like this is the um, this is the most shocking moment of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like this is the thing that I wouldn't have remotely guessed was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, even Betty Briggs, like having a message from the major, like it's a surprise, but it's something that like. I, I, in a way, I'm not surprised that that ha- that seems mm-hmm. like something he would do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like, and I just don't expect this from Diane. Um, but you know, the thing is, I don't know Diane really. I feel like I know Diane. <laughs> Remember innocent until proven guilty. Remember that conceit. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, she gets one false text message, mm-hmm. and you're all like, convictor. <laughs> like, take her to the Hague. <laughs> <laughs> war crimes international war crime um oh man was she in rio oh jeez and uh hang out with evil cooper and like assassinate an fbi agent maybe oh no just saying just saying oh no <laughs> maybe diane maybe diane was sending cooper tapes and Evil Cooper has all of the tapes. <laughs> oh, God. And, like, I don't know. Somehow they're incriminating or something. I don't know. Bad theory, but. <laughs> Diane's tapes. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Who knew Diane had tapes? That's what I'm saying. There's your surprise. That would definitely be a surprise. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, uh, the other thing, the, the, the phrase around the, 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 the table, the dinner conversation is lively, um makes me think of the next scene when they're all talking around the the body the morgue in the morgue right uh kind of makes me think of that whole thing around the dinner table the conversation is lively that's what it is 
Oh, is it around the dinner table? It's around the dinner table. Yeah, I was okay. just looking at it again. That's what I thought it was before, but then the other way made it weirder, and I thought, oh, well, that's why it's that way because it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I for some reason I don't know. I thought it was around the table, the dinner conversation, but whatever. It's the same idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> more or less. <laughs> Around the dinner table, the conversation is lively. Mm-hmm. I don't think it actually matters because I think it's some kind of code. But. They could be talking about anything then. Yeah, we were making that joke earlier where it's dinner conversation no matter what. But now it's any right. conversation. Right, right. At a dinner table. At a dinner table, which yeah. you don't have which to be could having occur dinner. at any time of day. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess if it's dinner conversation around a table, mm-hmm. it follows ergo... Mm-hmm. That the table's a dinner table, right? No, not necessarily. It follows Shit. that the conversation is dinner conversation. Shit. But the table, it could be a kitchen table you're having dinner at. But it doesn't that make it a dinner table? Is it a table, ah. a dinner table, a table you're having dinner at? Or is it more than that? Is it I a think term it's of more art? than that, right? <laughs> if, you, if you were having dinner on the floor, is your floor a dinner table? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but that's not a table, though. It's got to be a table, at least. Okay. Oh, okay. So so, so having dinner on a flat object can make that object a table, but not if that flat object is not already a table? Yeah, there you go. Hmm. So a bench becomes a dinner table? It's not a table. I mean, I mean like, a, like, a, like at a picnic, if you're having a picnic, you're at a, you're at a like a, I guess it's a picnic table. Yeah, that's a picnic table. I guess that's a table. Yeah, I don't but know. Yeah, I, see, yeah. I see what you're saying. I guess I guess you could have some other kind of table and. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if you're having dinner on your patio, is your patio table now a dinner table? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess not. Mm-hmm. And if you have breakfast on that patio table, is it a breakfast table? And I thought my logic was flawless. <laughs> 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 I was using Latin. That's how I, I know. knew I was right. I know. Well, that's how you should have known you were wrong. <laughs> oh, the Latin is dead now. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, it made me think of the next scene here, where there's live yeah. conversation around some sort of table. True. So you you want to go to that thing? Let's do it. And we'll uh, we'll come back to Diane and her dirty deeds later. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) uh, Okay, so uh, Mackley uh, expositions the rest of them down the hallway. Uh, We do get some new information. He basically recaps the the Hastings plot, but we get um, that uh, George the lawyer was arrested for the murder of Phyllis, who's Mm -hmm. uh, Hastings' wife. And also Hastings' Hastings secretary died in a car explosion. Um... Then they go to see the body of Major Briggs. Uh, they find out that uh, Hastings had a blog about another dimension. Uh, and Hastings' last entry mentions entering the zone and meeting the Major. Um, uh, quick pause here. Uh, or no. No, let, let me just uh, actually do this next part real quick. So Gordon brings Albert in the hall to think out loud. Uh, they note the age issue, like the body is younger than it should be, and also the Cooper connection with Major Briggs, um, though they don't necessarily uh, get very far. Uh, Constance tells them about the Dougie ring, which they don't know what to do with that either. 
Uh, and Gordon wants to speak with Hastings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I just wanted to mention, uh, I was reviewing some of the earlier episodes, and there is some dialogue that, um, uh, oh, God, now I don't remember his name. Uh, Jack. Remember Jack? The guy with the beard? That, mm-hmm. uh, Evil Cooper rubbed to death? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, he, there's some lines that he wired, um, Hastings secretary's car, uh, you know, implying, I think to explode. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. So like, uh, even back then we could have known that, um, that her car was going to explode. Uh, whereas I had just forgotten about that Mm -hmm. by the time we got to this. So I was like, oh, okay. I was so uh, surprised. It exploded after Ray got the coordinates from her. Uh, yeah, seemingly. I mean, he said he got him, so mm. so I, I assume he's telling the truth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff here. Um, the <laughs> poor yeah. George, the lawyer. I mean, I, right? Yeah. Just thinking, he's gonna be like, I didn't do it, but there's gonna be very little way to prove. That he, unless he has an alibi, you know, he was at the right. police station when she got shot, I think. Uh, but he was on her, on his way to meet her, right. I believe. So yeah, he was. That was the problem. Depending on the timing, you know, yeah. he might have an alibi, but it might not How quite work. The forensics is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Constance, he's got to get in there. Prove him innocent, Constance. <laughs> um. But yeah, anyway, this whole thing, you know, they they pick up on Briggs having the wrong age and and uh, yeah. they didn't quite they haven't said the 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 T word yet, but um, you know, time travel. Uh, oh, right, right. The double T right. word. Um, the T words, the the T's word. No, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> Yikes. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they don't really get they don't really get very far. It's it's mostly rehashing stuff we know just so they they know it too. And you know the main takeaway is like, okay, we should talk to Hastings. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe he can shed some light on this issue, and he fucking can. Yeah, he's got some <laughs> more things to say that he didn't say before. There's some shit that he was not mentioning back mm-hmm. in the early days. He seemed like totally bewildered, which I guess like is supposed to be the idea, but. He definitely had some more to share, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get to later. So yeah, this is this is mostly exposition, I would say, uh, and and kind of a previously on, mm-hmm. just reminding us of all the various elements of this plot, which is only one of many plots on this show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know they have to find out somehow, so they they let them find out on screen. Yeah, it's weird, and we have the whole, you know, the ring, uh, Dougie's ring from Janie E. Oh, I I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, uh, could it be that, uh, I mean, this is going to, like, this doesn't really make any sense, but I'm just going to throw out the idea that, um, uh, that, um, oh, wait, it made sense, and now I lost it. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, my theory just collapsed in my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. it makes no sense to me anymore. Anyway, what I, I'll just say what I was gonna I was gonna try to connect 
um, you know, since D- uh, when we first saw Dougie, the actual, like, for real Dougie, he was wearing the Owl Cave ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going to try to say that somehow that's connected with um, with how Dougie's ring, it, like, like Evil Cooper uh, put or a woodsman, or I don't know what experiment, I don't know, put, um, uh, you know, switch the rings, like gave, uh, gave Dougie the owl cave ring and like took his wedding ring and, and put it in the major. I don't know why they would do that, but, um, you know, that's just like, there's some, there's some connection there. Between mm-hmm. the fact that he was wearing the Al Cave ring and the and the wedding ring, yeah. I can't make it work. You mentioned that but... before in a previous podcast. Oh, did I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I just thought it again. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they call it, a rethought. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, there's something to that idea. I, it doesn't make sense to me, you know, in terms of logistics and, and, and motive. But there's, you know, there's two rings and two people. Yeah. So do something with connected. that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's well, Dougie's ring. what I was gonna say is it's interesting. We have um, they bring up the ring from Janie E, um, but it seems like they don't really need that necessarily for them to find Dougie Cooper. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, it, it seems it'll like just there's... be like an extra connection, I guess. But well, and that's why it should have a real reason why it exists because they yeah. don't need it for the plot, right? Because right. like there's the possibility they could see news footage of Cooper on TV, right? And and we know that they just took his prints. Prince. Yeah. So that's definitely going to come up. And if they yeah. flagged his prints with the FBI at all, which they probably have, because yeah, it's really I'm weird sure now. Have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then they're gonna. Have. Then that's gonna be a really easy way they could find him. So why? True. You know why would Cooper? I assume uh, Major Briggs swallowed the ring like on purpose. Oh, uh, that makes more sense. Like somehow he 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 was with Dougie at some point. Like maybe he was there when Dougie was created. Okay. But why would Dougie have a ring when he's created? I don't know. Uh, or oh maybe, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Maybe. Shit. Oh, here's an interesting idea. Maybe How did Dougie get involved. Maybe when after Dougie was created, and, the, and Briggs found out Dougie was created, you know, was manufactured. Maybe either, yeah, in one of his time travels, you know, adventures. <laughs> um, he goes and he, another show right and there. He, yeah, and he finds Dougie. And he and he gives Dougie the owl cave ring. I don't okay. know why he has it, but he maybe he gets it from the nurse at the well, hospital. He's, he's been yeah, it could be as simple as that. Um, yeah. And then he gives and then he gives Dougie the ring to um, something something. Uh, some reason Protect why he him would the ring. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if he'd want to protect him, um, unless he thought that was Cooper, which he shouldn't. Um, no, he should know who. Yeah, he should know that Cooper is evil. Cooper, he should think that that's Cooper. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, why he would give him the ring, but uh, but yeah, maybe he gave him the ring and then he took D- uh, Dougie's ring. 
Why would he swallow it, though? It's still the question. Yeah, I mean, like, I could imagine some weird scenario where he knows he's in danger, so he swallows it, like, to avoid it being taken, like, I guess hoping that, hoping that it'll be found, you know? Well, but it doesn't stop him from being in danger, and and he... No, no, but I guess that's the point. Like, if, if he swallows it, then maybe they won't find it and take it away before someone else can find you know what i mean i must feel like when his head flies off <laughs> later yeah. uh maybe that's when the ring got in i could see some weird thing of them putting his ring in his throat or and something then they put the ring down there yeah down the neck hole <laughs> yeah why though i mean that just seems so pointless mm-hmm I guess I, I like the idea that made the major swallowed it as a to uh, like to try to leave a clue. You know, it's sort mm -hmm. of like a similar thing like he did at the house. You know, mm -hmm. um, leaving that little uh, tube there, cigar uh, holder. Yeah. You know, like that that he's trying to plant evidence for people to follow. Like it it seems like it's along those lines to me. So maybe it's one of those things where he thought that would be the way for them to find Dougie, but the the plot doesn't really need that to happen because right. there's going to be these fingerprints. Right. But then maybe they're going to do something specific with the ring, and that's why they introduced it. You know, maybe the uh, it's it, it will be weird if it's just totally like pointless. Like if there's no actual, you know, like specific thing they get out of it aside from this connection. Well, now I'm thinking, what would happen to Dougie Cooper if he puts the ring on? Like maybe that's a weird thing. Maybe that'll oh help wake like, him up or something or yeah, yeah or something something that'll be a catalyst for something if he gets the ring back and puts it on because mm -hmm. i don't think janie e has she mentioned his ring at all oh i didn't she i think i think that i feel like i remember some lines like where's your where's your wedding ring mm, okay. and it just doesn't answer i i think i think it comes up maybe i'm crazy yeah i feel like i came up but i'm not sure yeah yeah that's one for a rewatch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So many details. So little time. So so very little time. All right, so you ready for the next uh, scene here? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the next scene, we go to Jerry Horn in the woods, uh, staring at his foot. His foot says... What? I now? Wait. Your what foot? happens... <laughs> It was already weird, and then the foot started talking. His foot says, <laughs> I am not your foot. Oh, jeez. Talk about Magritte. Wow, Magritte is all over <laughs> oh this place. Oh, my God. I forgot. Wow. That is, wow. Wow. This is, this, now this is a pattern. Magritte, this is really a thing <laughs> they're doing here. Kind of is. You're right. It's a good point. I'm not uh, your foot. I didn't think wow. about that connection. Uh, so then he, after a period, he grabs his foot and says, go away. And then falls <laughs> you know, I feel like this is one of those scenes that as an actor, you hope you never get, but also hope you get, <laughs> um, you know, because it's so weird. And, and again, like, we don't really know exactly what's happening here. We don't know. I mean, listen, the foot started talking, so that wasn't cool. 
Um, that is some good weed. Like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people have been talking about this weed and if it's grown in Ghostwood Forest, that maybe oh, it's, it's, it's magical Ghostwood ghost ghost weed. weed or Ghost Weed, and it's got like. I don't know, the spirits of, Na- of Native Americans buried there or something. Like, I don't know what, like, <laughs> I've heard of indica and sativa, but this is crazy. Um, yeah, the, the Black Lodge Kush or something. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. going on here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sour Bob or something, or like, um, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, and but you know, I, I almost feel like the bigger question is: Is this the first time this is happening or not? Because that really will tell us a lot. Like, did something change? And you know, or is this what he does all the time? Does he just trip when he's out here? Is this yeah. just what he does, or is this something new and different is happening? Which so, it seems like something new and different is happening. I was reading. I was reading the transcripts. So I told you I was going over the old episodes, mm-hmm. and there, there was a line uh, from the first episode uh, part, I should say, uh, when we first see um, uh, when we first see Jerry Horn, where he talks about. Let's see. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. It's right here. He says, um, "It yeah." He says. Uh, uh, is, this is my uh, new hydroponic indica sativa hybrid, a touch of the mythic AK-47 by way of the Amsterdam Express. It's baked into this banana bread and infused in this potent spreadable jam that's ideal for creative sojourns of a solitary nature. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was the line that stood out uh, when I read it. Because it's like, oh, that seems like that's kind of calling what's going to happen. So he ate some of this uh, weed bread, banana bread, and he's been tripping ever since, or he just started or something? Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know when he started. And I exactly. guess because it's new, then maybe he hasn't experienced the, the, dur- yeah. the journey before. Exactly. Exactly. He's 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 testing it out because then he talks about eating his own profits and so mm-hmm. on. So, but he's like, it's R and D, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think I think that's what's going on here based on that. Uh, scene. Yeah, that's a good catch. Yeah, I'll yeah. buy that. Um, but why is it so crazy? I I mean, you know. And is that, is that supposed to be his foot talking, or do you think that's him hallucinating? I, you know, my assumption is that he's hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, if his foot's actually talking, we're in trouble. I mean, could it be a thing where this weed gets you so high that you can transcend the spiritual plane, and and your limbs can be talking to you? Could be, it could be it could um, be. Yeah, it's very because I'm like, listen, if if that foot is not his foot, whose foot is it? Yeah, good question. <laughs> That's a scary mystery. I don't want to <laughs> think about. <laughs> We've seen people missing heads. Uh, I haven't seen people missing feet yet. Who's Jerry Horn's? Whose foot is mm-hmm. Jerry Horn's foot? And how did Jerry Horn get a foot that wasn't his? Jerry, where'd you get that foot? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Like, again, just like the previous scene, I'm tempted to write this off as something that, you know, is kind of like the Lucy and Andy scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you know, it's an old school character. Sorry, repeat. Sorry, repeat what you said. Uh, you kind of broke up. Oh, she uh, said it's kind of like it, a Lucy and Andy scene. Yeah, that it's that it's like it's a diversion. It's uh, it's um, you know, it's, it's using an old uh, character. You know, so it, it's it's sort of a um, uh, a bit of um tonal shift or whatever between these these other scenes of like more heavy plotting Mm -hmm. you know uh uh so like i that that's what i'm tempted to say is that like the the same thing i said when he called ben and said is someone stole his car and he didn't know where he was Mm -hmm. that you know he's just on like a really intense journey of a solitary nature or whatever and um uh and that's all this is like there's no like big uh, plot related thing that this mm-hmm. is going to. okay that's what i'm assuming but hey <laughs> you know i, I i'll buy that i i want to i'm trying to think if there's anything thematically that relates to any other things that's going on here similar to like potentially the lucy and andy scene being uh about a, a woman uh what What's the what's the phrase like? Um, uh, she's not double crossing him, but um, sort of sort of conning to get what she wants or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, is there is there something else where a person is? Uh, <laughs> what is Jerry doing? He's he's uh, sort of um, well, a body part is somehow not claiming the host. There's something, it's really weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was wondering if there's anything there that might make sense to like something else that's happening. Yeah, it's almost like he had a foot transplant and like the foot's rejecting him. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's like a horror movie or something. Like your, your foot revolting against you. Well, and what does that really mean? Will, will, will the foot stop letting him use it like he he won't be able to walk on it or like you know what does right. that really mean <laughs> yeah and how is it supposed to go away exactly mm-hmm. yeah i guess uh got like hop off <laughs> what's the how does it detach mm-hmm. yeah i i am very curious where this is gonna go i mean is he just gonna sober up and be like wow that was a weird trip Mm-hmm. And like that's it. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll kind of like stumble into something. I mean, you know, there's going to be some, some, presumably some stuff going on in the uh, Twin Peaks woods uh, mm-hmm. this season. So you know, they keep showing those shots, um, mm-hmm. and obviously that's the source, uh, or at least like. Um, a focal point for uh, for a lot of the crazy supernatural business that's going on there. So um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if he somehow stumbled into a plot. Yeah, I can see that. He's already um, stumbled in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it rhymes, so, you know. Yeah, it's a pun that rhymes. 
a pun that rhymes. It's the, the best double. kind of pun. Two for one. Yeah. <laughs> Can't nice. say you didn't get your money's worth. <laughs> um. All right. All right. So, shall we continue? Jeez, Jerry. He's too, he's way too old to be acting like that. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall looking mofo. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's go to the next part. All right, so next part, uh, we see Chad uh, eating. Uh, in He's the not eating station. the conference room, is he? He is eating the conference room. Holy shit, this yeah, motherfucker strikes again. What a bastard. Wow. Chad is the worst. Wow, that's why Chad, and, Chad runs with bad, because he's, he's bad. <laughs> and he's verifiably a dirty cop. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Although it's not I haven't just seen anything with that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Richard Horn's kind of disappeared for a few episodes. Yeah. Uh, they had that, they had that like, follow-up investigation about the truck, but we, haven't, we didn't hear anything about that in this one either. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, it is interesting, too, that Andy is on this case with Laura's diary right now. Uh, right. With the whole Major Briggs thing, like... Like, Betty wasn't like, uh, four of you are going to show up, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, you know, he's sitting there trying to figure out what chair to buy. Uh, yeah. But he's, yeah, he still should be thinking about that case with the farmer that he didn't show up when he was supposed to. And yeah, that, it seems like that. hit and run or whatever is, yeah. We, we don't know, like, we assume the kid died, but there's no real follow-up to that, you know. Um... So yeah, presumably somebody right. wants you know wants to find the who was driving that truck and that that lady. But what was that lady's name who saw him? Uh, who saw Richard driving the truck? Oh yeah, yeah, Marjorie. Yeah, like that whole thing. It's been a while. Even yeah. uh, um, Shelley's daughter. Um, oh yeah, Becky. That yeah. whole thing seemed like oh we were gonna get into this storyline and it was like yeah. no no we're not not right now. No. Not really, yeah. I mean, I assume it'll come back, you know, mm-hmm. in some form later. Um, that seems to be the pattern uh, yeah. with the plotting this season. It's like, just a little bit, and then it could be five, six, seven, mm-hmm. eight <laughs> parts before you see someone again. But, like, you know, if they set something up, they usually do return to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how it seems. So I, I think we will see her again, but um, but I don't know where that's going. I don't know what that ties into. Um, the the red stuff, uh, Richard Horn, the kid, uh, mm-hmm. Becky, uh, all that. I I don't know. I don't know what the point of any of that is right now. So all yeah, right. well, I guess <laughs> I guess we'll learn someday. Someday. Uh, so, so anyway, Chad's eating in the conference room, the, the crew returns from Betty Briggs's house, the, uh, Truman kicks Chad out of the conference room, which, uh, takes a while, he basically does the Paul Rudd gag from, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, uh, <laughs> uh, right. you know the thing I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, like, he's sighing and, like, making everything, like, Difficult. Oh, that. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like, you know, I got to carry all this stuff out of the room. And mm-hmm. now I got to open this door. Mm-hmm. 
you know. I, the the whole thing though was really put uh, Chad in perspective on how the other people look at him though. Um, I mean, the fact that like Hawk didn't try to get the door for him, knowing his hands were full really said something, and even after he was, like, exacerbated about it, Hawk Steele was like, I'm not opening that door, and then finally had to say something about it, you know, but, yeah. um, yeah, I thought that was interesting, I wouldn't, I didn't necessarily think that, uh, that they didn't really like, that they actively didn't like this guy, but that's how it came off. Yeah, 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 I mean, there was that scene with Chad when, uh, when Hawk was in the bathroom, you know, trying to get the mm-hmm. diary pages, and Chad was like, I'm gonna tell Sheriff Truman that <sighs> You're mm-hmm. in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that we knew Chad didn't, like, you know, was an asshole, but, like, this is the first time we see them, like, actively, you know, not display the typical small-town niceness that you think they would have, you right. know, sort of in general, regardless of, like, what we know about their characters. Right. But I guess I had the idea that Hawk didn't like him specifically from that mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, fair. The rest of them, you know... Sure, it's uh, it's news. Like fire his ass. He's clearly not. He's like dead weight mm-hmm. <laughs> on every level. Um. Uh. Okay. So they uh, once Chad's gone, now we can like now the fun can begin. Um. They look at the metal cylinder, and uh, Hawk and Truman have no idea how to open it, but turns out Bobby knows how to open it. And so they have to go back outside and Bobby throws it on the ground and then it makes a sound and he waits for the sound to stop and then he throws it on the ground again. And this time it opens and reveals two little slips of paper. So there's one with some uh, familiar logos on it, Twin Peaks type stuff, Um, a location, which is uh, east of Jack Rabbit's Palace. Uh, instructions to put dirt in your pocket, whatever that means, and uh, two dates, uh, October 1st and October 2nd, and a time, uh, 2.53. And and they state that this is two days from now and the day after. Uh, Bobby knows uh, also what Jackrabbit's Palace is. They don't know, but Bobby knows. It was a place near the station where the major worked, I guess, where they uh, made up stories. And uh, Truman says they will go up there in two days with Bobby. And then he looks at the second slip of paper, which is from the original series, uh, the message that uh, the major brought to Cooper um, saying that it came from uh, deep space, although later they reveal that it actually came from the woods, whatever. Uh, anyway, it's it's actually not the whole thing, because if you watch the original series, you know that it actually said the owls are not what they seem. Mm. And uh, and then Cooper um, here, they just have they just it's just the little part of it that says Cooper. Uh, and you can only see two Coopers, although you can see there's also a third one uh, starting after it gets cut off. But anyway, uh, in response to this, Hawk says two Coopers. Mm hmm. All right, well, nothing interesting here, so we can move on. I think uh, there's nothing new, interesting to talk about at all. So I'm really bad at, like, remembering numbers. Is 253, <laughs> has that been stated before? I think, yeah, I'm bad at it, too. We should have written it down. Uh, I think that is what the tree brain said, To That's what I thought. I think that's, that's I thought. the original thing he said to remember. 
there was, but there was also, God, was it two five three or was it? Uh, oh man, I'm gonna have to go look. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's frustrating because yeah, it's <laughs> what that was part three or one. No, two? it should have been. It should have been two. Yeah, it should have been two. Um, when he first meets the uh, evolution of the arm. I believe that's when he says it. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, in case you're looking at the transcripts, that is not a good place to look for Black Lodge scenes. Uh huh. Because they don't. That dialogue, the backwards dialogue, doesn't appear in the. Transcript. Oh, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Because it's, um, you know, it's subtitled. Yeah. So they don't put it in the captions, and all they do is like take the captions, and that's what the transcript is. Mm mm mm. So yeah, Scandal. the only way to find that out is to actually look at it in the original, I think. Or so you know. okay, I'm looking at the uh, the the Twin Peaks Wikia. Wikia. Uh, it said two five three. Yeah, time and time two, again. Five three. So there we go. That's that's the one. Time and time again. Mm-hmm. Maybe that means the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, uh, we still don't know the four three zero, but it looks like we we got the two five three. And there was also the three fifteen, right? Oh shit! Right, and the three fifteen. Yeah, uh, I thought we got four three zero from something. Well, uh, Andy's meeting was at four thirty. Okay, I don't know if that was significant enough to count. Yeah, fair enough. That did happen. Um, okay, okay. Um, we still don't quite know who Richard and Linda are, even though there is a Richard and a Linda was mentioned. <laughs> um, and two birds with one stone and whatever that means. Um, but yeah, this, uh, you know, I mean, this seems like, uh, this seems like a setup to me for, you know, something, uh, fairly similar, uh, at least like formally, uh, to, you know, what happened at the end of the original series, you mm-hmm, know, this stuff. Mm-hmm. some big events like occurring at a particular time. It's weird that it's two days. Mm-hmm. Like, like stories don't usually do that. It's this day. And again, the day after. Mm hmm. Like, like they're playing two nights or something. Like, yeah, they're really popular in that town, so they can get enough tickets sold to really warrant to... Uh, <laughs> 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 um, you know, because if you only play one night, most people won't get to see you, so you, you want to play two to, you know. Make sure you yeah. change up the set list, though, because some people are going to go both nights. <laughs> they don't want to hear the same songs. <laughs> So, so I, I assume it could be sort of an opening and a closing window. Um, that's why there's two okay. dates, something like sure. that. I, I thought sure. it was interesting that they're like, we'll go there on these days. But like, I'm like, man, I would go there now to see, to, get a, to get a look and see what's, what might be there. Yeah. And not like wait to be surprised or something. Wait until like the crazy shit is going to mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. to go there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit strange, but uh, yeah, apparently they're gonna they're gonna wait. Uh, so I'm expecting, uh, or at least I'm gonna throw out there that maybe the coordinates um, that mm-hmm. Evil Cooper is trying to obtain are gonna take him to this place. Yeah, and that like the story will kind of converge here. 
Yeah. So there's the time 253, and then it's also 253 yards east of Jack Rabbit's Palace. So that's interesting. Oh. To, you know, and maybe that's the time and time again. Time and time again. Yeah. So there's yeah. two of those 253s. That's a good point. Um. So in the little thing, we see Twin Peaks. You know, we see the the sort of Twin Peaks logo, basically. Um, over the left peak triangle, there's a there's a red circle. Yeah. Uh, and then over the right one, there's that little black spot uh, thing that Mr. C showed Daria. Asked right. her if uh, if she see anything like this, and right. over that there's like a little crescent red moon sort of a thing, um, and I wonder if that's supposed to be a sort of a full moon and a and a and a whatever new moon kind of thing going, or or what is exactly supposed to represent. But the fact that it has that little symbol is very strange, and maybe that symbol has to do with the coordinates or the location or what you'll find at this place. Um, right. And that's what he's looking for is whatever this thing is that's there during this time. Yeah. Maybe it's, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe right. it's the uh, convenience store. Maybe they're trying to get to the convenience store. It could be. I can see that that's, being something like Mr. C would want. That's interesting. Um,. Yeah, I guess I guess that is like a major question um, that I think we've talked about a little bit. Just like, what does he want? What's his mm-hmm. goal? Mm-hmm. Um, what's he gonna get at those coordinates? I um, thought it was big enough for him to, you know, now go to the Black Lodge. We mentioned that earlier, and then I was like, oh, that wasn't a big plan of his, you know, like that was the no, first that was step. a minor hiccup in the whole thing yeah so maybe you know he does have to sort of survive as the only cooper assuming but i wonder if he is wants to you know again if he if maybe the 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 convenience store is a place he's trying to get to maybe he maybe he wants power that's generally what these bad guys kind of want right so you know much like wendy merle wanting to go to the black lodge to get power um maybe he wants to go to the convenience store because he's been to the Black Lodge. He knows what's there, maybe. Right, right. Uh, and uh, so maybe that's a thing. Um, I, I really am curious if that symbol, the little... looks like a cow face to me or something. A little sort of oval with little black wings or something next to it. Uh-huh. Uh, I wonder if we're going to really understand what that means. <laughs> like, when we see that, you know, we'll go, oh, okay. Now, we, now I know why it's that. <laughs> yeah. Know? Or if it'll just always just be like, this symbol and we don't actually see you know get any clue of why it looks like that um it's interesting now so so if major briggs left this he he left it for bobby and hawk and truman um but i wonder if you know you do have to wonder why he didn't just write what the hell's going on here um Right, yeah. But I guess it's sort of the information has to sort of be coded or something for protecting yeah. whatever is happening here. But, um, yeah, and and, and, to, and leaving this little bit about the Cooper. I love Hawk saying two Coopers. That's great. That's great intuition, Hawk. But, yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, presumably Major Briggs maybe wanted someone to think that. Uh, so that's why he cut it off there. Oh, yeah, that's a good You know, um, yeah. Without having because I don't to spell think that's out. what the message meant originally. No, um, 
And I, I am kind of disappointed that they cut off Dows are not what they seem because I know like it doesn't seem remotely relevant mm-hmm. and they hadn't even shown an owl and this entire new series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I- I'm not sure if they're really planning to address the owls in any way at all, but, uh, the owls are not what they seem is a total loose end from the original series. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought there was an opportunity there. I mean, that was the giant second clue and supposedly, you know, Cooper would get his ring back when he found what he said to be true. And I just think he never really understood that clue. You know, and I, yeah. I guess we sort of know that the owls are uh, connected to Bob in some way. Uh, perhaps they're spies for him. Perhaps he can inhabit them. Um, you know, they, like that's sort of the answer we get. But they, they don't really def- like the other two clues have like really specific meanings. Yeah. You know, and it's weird that that one just kind of, you know, like fades away. Mm hmm. Um, and since, like, I know it appeared on this message, it's like, ah, they cut it off. Yeah, so it, it seems not relevant. Yeah, I'm wondering if, uh, when Cooper, when Major Briggs talks about his, um, his disappearance, you know, and he mentions the owl that's clou- clouding his memory and all that stuff, like, yeah, I wonder what Cooper really picked up on the, all the different talks about owls and, and what he sort of would think that means. Because, you know, the judge just says, you know, not that, you know, when you know you'll get your ring when you find these things to be true, not when you understand everything they mean. But I'm yeah. wondering what he, what did he find to be true? Just that statement that oh, okay, well, there's more going on here with the owls, therefore that passes right. the test. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's all it is. But yeah, you're right. Like it would be interesting if um, if they would have would have had that clue in here too, so that we know it's a topic uh, to address. But I, there's got to be an owl before the end of the show. I mean, and maybe it'll be the big owl, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it seemed like it meant something. Um, you know, like, like like the big owl. It'll be it'll be you know the apotheosis of owls. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, um, owls. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> Ten points. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. See, now you know what I do on the podcast. I sit and listen to you talk until I think of a pun. That's all I do. <laughs> but the houses. Yep. That's it. That's it, Mark. That's what we're going to do. Not the houses. <laughs> But why, David? I don't understand. Because dreams, Mark. Because <laughs> dreams. Not again. It's always that. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I um. I don't know. I there and I think it, it's it's um. I forget which which episode it is. Maybe it's the one where uh, Leland confesses. Uh, I think it's that one, and they're talking about like, "Where's Bob now?" And it ends with like the owl yep. flying into you the see camera. The owl, yeah. So I, yeah, I you uh, know, I, yeah. yeah, I feel like, I feel like, um, it would be interesting if the owls came back and there was, yeah, like you're saying, there was kind of a concrete understanding of what was going on there. Yeah. They, they show owls like many times, like there'll be an owl, they'll cut mm-hmm. to it, you know, it's, um, the, when Maddie's murdered, like the log lady shows up and says like, we don't know what's happening, but there are owls in the roadhouse, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. 
there's a, there's a lot of insinuations about owls, but yeah, they it's 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 just it really stands out to me as like something that was unresolved in a in a really clear way. I mean, certainly compared to like the man in the smiling bag and the um, mm-hmm. without chemicals points. Mm-hmm. You know, those are like very clear meanings. Yeah, for sure. Um, expecting Paul Simon to show up, you know. You can call me Owl. <laughs> uh, yikes. Sorry, that was bad. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's, uh, well, it's at least cool to kind of have this date and time and to know, like, something crazy is going to happen related to Major Briggs. And um, it would be interesting if, like, there's, I guess we can't really do this because the actor's not alive, but. You know, it'd be interesting if there was a way, since there is time travel involved, that, um, you know, he sets something up, some a meeting or some information that they're going to get. Uh, but this seems like it's, you know, sort of a celestial event almost. Um, yeah. So presumably maybe another portal. Uh, yeah. You know, an opening to a gateway, if you will. Yeah. So the question is, where would it lead? And And I guess we have to assume that Gordon and the FBI will get to Twin Peaks by the first date, right? You don't think they would miss this, right? Like maybe they'll get there just in time. To yeah, that's what I'm them. assuming. And I think the real Cooper should get there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm assuming, like yeah, basically all the story threads <laughs> will meet there. Experimental <laughs> show up, and the opening is like it's like a it's like a uh, one of those revolving doors, and there's like 20 people show up <laughs> from all the storylines, <laughs> and they can't decide who goes in it first. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go, but oh no, you go, Gordon. Oh no, you go, Tan. Oh no, you go. <laughs> They're also Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, and I also wonder. I mean, God, could could these characters go to some place? You know, do oh. they all just go to the Black Lodge or something weird? Yeah, that reminds me of another thing from earlier in the season. Uh, let's see. The, well, the, the first scene uh, with the giant. Mm-hmm. Um, he says... Uh, <laughs> earlier this season? Uh, he, says, uh, he says, it is in our house now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess I'm wondering if uh, maybe... Uh, you know, maybe maybe this is connected to that. I mean, maybe maybe it leads to the place where the giant is. I think he meant that phonograph is in his house now. Oh, really? Yeah, he ordered it on Amazon Prime. You know, <laughs> it just got delivered. <laughs> they will deliver anywhere. I got to tell you, <laughs> any dimension, any time. <laughs> $99 a year, they'll get you your package no matter where you are. That, that is a deal. It's a, it's a steal and a deal. They gotta, like, cross the purple ocean first. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. how, they, how do they have the infrastructure? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Yep, yep. That's why they're number one. <laughs> Will they deliver to Nido's place as well? <laughs> Uh, I think they could. I think they could. Depends on if she's, you know, home or not, you know, depending on if that's, that switch is flipped. 
Right, um, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's American Girl's Place. Maybe they share it. Maybe they're roommates. Who knows? <laughs> Night on American Girl. This fall on ABC. <laughs> just, just two young women <laughs> floating in a box in space. <laughs> Trying to meet the right guy <laughs> with their with their overbearing mother banging on the door all the time. Oh god! And then TV's Kyle McLaughlin shows up, <laughs> and it's a farce. It's a double date. Which girl is he gonna choose? <laughs> or will he just put his body through an electrical socket? Tune in to find out. It's like the worst sitcom ever. It really is. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Kind of sounds scary. It's got to be scary. One of the characters has no eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot she had her eyes. Ah, that's so weird. Who are you, Nido? God. Why is Nido so selfless? Yeah. Yeah, or is she? Like, no, that's I, I'm, I'm asking. Why is Nido so selfish? Selfless. Oh, so, oh it's a question. It's Sorry. a question. Why, why is Nido so selfish? Uh, tell me. I don't know. Because she has no eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's really like Mr. Puncast <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I'm glad you realized that. The pun level is like, yeah. did we, I feel like we, like just puns have really taken off. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we I, got a lot of listener feedback saying they needed more puns in their life. Okay. I think that's what we're responding to. <laughs> okay. That, maybe that maybe the puns are, are helping me like uh, deal with all the extra mysteries, you know? It's like... Oh, okay. Some sort it's of... A uh, yeah, some sort of cognitive de-stressor. Sure. Um, yeah. Gotcha. I'll buy that. that makes sense. <laughs> um, one of the things I wanted to mention about Bobby was, again, I think it's it's cool that Bobby's involved in like what's going on here. Uh, it was interesting how you described the scene, though. It's it, it's always interesting hearing kind of you know what, what people how people describe things because you said he he what did you say he he like smashes the little cigar holder thing. Mm-hmm. And then you said he he waits for it to stop ringing, and then he smashes it again. Yeah. And I would have said he listens to the sound it made after he smashes it, because I thought that was what was going on there. Like he he because at first I thought the message was somehow encoded in the sound. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I did too. And, yeah, and I thought he was like, oh, I'm decoding the met, and I'm like, that's such a fucking cool, that's such a cool spy tool. You know, if, like, you can encode a message and sound in this metal thing, and then, like, yeah, you have to, like, hit it the right way, and then you can hear the message, like, vibrate and play back. And that would have been a total, like, you know, I mean, he is making him listen to the sound, which is a very, you know, a very David Lynch thing. He loves sound. Um, But it's interesting that they spend all the time thinking about the sound, but the message is just in there. Like, the message isn't the sound. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the first time I was, uh, I was definitely uh, thinking what, what you're saying. Um, but when I watched it again, it seemed to me like, like he was illustrating that throwing it on the ground was like making progress, you know, like, see, it's vibrating. Like, this is, this is how I'll get this thing open. But I, I it seemed to me like he waited to throw it again until the sound stopped. So that's why I described it that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously it's not, I mean, he doesn't exactly state what he's doing, so uh, it's up to interpretation, and, you know, my recaps are an interpretation. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, that's a way to take it, for sure. Um, yeah, it seemed like he was saying, oh, look, it's it's vibrating, isn't that weird? Um, but, uh, but, yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought it was sort of like, I got it part way or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But but it but it wasn't open yet, so you know. Like so he I doesn't know if it's open until it rings a certain way or something. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. I say. Uh, you know, I I will say uh, the writing of this is uh did feel a bit odd to me. Like, um, you know, they uh, a, a normal show. I mean, this kind of thing. Um. You know, if you think about, um, uh, you know, uh, the Andrew Packard, uh, the uh, Eckhart mystery box that we were talking about earlier, you know, that they drag that out for, I don't know, um, five, six episodes um, mm-hmm. before they get it open, you know? And it was weird how, like, there were two beats of, like, what the fuck is this? I have no idea. We'll have to wait till next week. And Bobby's like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I got this. Like it, 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 ha- it ha- it's it, like, he's just right there with the answer, you know? And I feel yeah. like scenes like this don't usually go that way. Mm-hmm. You know, usually well, I think that's what is interesting about this is how plugged into this stuff Bobby is and how key he is to all of this. And yeah, uh, yeah, it would have been like, oh, well, in twenty five years we'll get the answer to this thing, you know. But yeah, Bobby's Bobby's right there. I thought it was interesting too how they go inside to talk about the thing and they immediately have to go mm-hmm. outside in order to like to use it, yeah, and open it up. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I assume also the speed at which we got this thing open was is just because there's you know there's several days before the next beat. I guess there's that more whole stuff thing. to do. And then there's way, yeah, because, you know, with, you know, they waited so long opening the box because, you know, the end of that, it's going to be the end of the the show. Right, 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 right. I mean, that makes sense. It's just like, it shows that, like, this is something, you know, depending on how the plotting goes, like, they could have lingered on this more. They could have drawn this out more. Um, uh, And they didn't have any interest in doing that. Like, they're going to, I guess, like, move to the next step, like, right away. Mm -hmm. So, like, we already know, just from this alone, like, you know, a time and a place. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a matter of, like, waiting and going there, you know? I mean, that's kind of the next step for this. Yeah. Um, So, I guess guess my question would be, uh, like, how how many parts are going to pass before they go there? And, uh, you know, what are they going to do in the meantime? Mm-hmm. You know, cause like, there's not a clear next step for them, you know, aside from 
the date, you know. Maybe they get maybe they get involved with the Richard Horn stuff, you know. Andy says okay. they couldn't and find the guy, and then they get they get involved with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So it'll just be like basically a separate thing mm-hmm. that may or may not tie in. Who knows? Maybe Red is somehow involved in this in this craziness. Maybe he knows Evil Cooper. I don't know. He's some weird's going well, on. The circle him. on that paper was red. That's true. <laughs> Not sure if it's related, but it's true. One of the collars on Diane's collar is red. True, Diane. Back to Diane, dastardly Diane. Damn you, Diane. Damn you, Diane. <laughs> um, no, she's great. She hasn't done anything wrong yet. <laughs> hey, not yet. Not yet. Come on now. Come on now. Where's your faith? Where's your hope? <laughs> Oh man, I'll try. I'll try, but I have I have little. I have little. Ye of little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're the ye that we, I've been I'm hearing so much ye. about. Wow. <laughs> After all this time. Yeah, I know, right? Nice to meet ye. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> all right, next scene. Okay, so the next scene, uh, we go to uh, Buckhorn. We see Diane smoking outside the police station uh, slash morgue. Um, And Gordon and Tammy come outside to join Diane while Albert's indisposed. Um, They stand there for a while. Uh, eventually Gordon, uh, takes a puff on Diane's cigarette and thanks her for it. Uh Uh-huh. That was a 10-minute scene? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) That doesn't really convey what it's like to watch it, but Mm -hmm. I tried to indicate what happened in the scene. Um, which is not that much. It's kind of, it's seemingly a filler scene. I don't know why Albert's indisposed. Is he, uh, is he doing forensics work? Is he, um, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. I assume he's using the bathroom. He's just using the bathroom. <laughs> okay. That's what I assume that means. Uh, okay. that's why I use, that's why he says indisposed. Cause it's the polite thing to say. I see. Uh, he went potty. He's a gentleman. He's old school. He's old school. It's an old school thing. Sure. So I assume the idea here is Gordon has quit smoking, and he's yeah. not supposed to smoke, and he's being tempted. And I yeah. think Tammy did he say that, or am I crazy? I don't remember if he said that. Okay, all right. Maybe I made it up. I feel like there's a scene where he says he quit smoking. There's been so much. There's so much that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> How can one man possibly keep track? I know, I know. So many things here. I'm wondering about the so much. Um, but I, I think uh, the point is, I think you're right. Yeah. So I think that's what's happening, and I guess Tammy's whole thing here is she doesn't want him to go back on his promise not to smoke or something. Mm-hmm. That's why she's sort of being testy. Yeah. Um, a very interesting scene. I don't know why. I don't get it. Um, so I'll just point out here that it is interesting and curious to me that Diane's next scene, after you know revealing that she's the ultimate traitor, mm-hmm. uh, is just she's just like kind of casually smoking outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, it's not really. Yeah, here's a woman with something to hide. It's not really. 
It doesn't seem that incriminating. Now, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever the thing she's going to do next, you know, might she might just not be able to do it right now. And so mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do but wait. But um, but I do think it's interesting that the follow-up to, like, her exposure as the Judas of the group is, like, you know, such a casual, you mm-hmm. know, seemingly um, innocuous, pointless scene. Yeah, that's why I don't know? think she was exposed as the Judas in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a scene of, like, oh, something's up with Diane, not she's the traitor of all traitors. <laughs> step back, Benedict. Step aside, Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Diane's coming through. <laughs> One false text message. Um, yeah, but, you know, here's the weird crackpot theory way to look at this scene, though, and to go towards your uh, absurd view of Diane. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you some fodder for your theory. I love it now. I love oh, it. Oh, great. I don't know this why I'm helping you. This <laughs> Well, it's the idea that that Diane just corrupted Gordon by making him smoke by like oh. temp- by like tempting him, you know. So maybe she is the Judas, you know. Interesting. She's she's working his vices, you know. Yeah. And he even says, you know, we used to smoke together back in the day, you know. So there's that whole thing of like she knows him and all that. They know each other. There's yeah. a familiarity there. So yeah, you can look at it that way. That you know, which I think is too far, but you can look corrupting at it that way. people seems like something Bob would do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, it's such a mild corruption that, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, it doesn't seem that upsetting, but... but uh, Well, it's the first pebble, you know? There you, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the first step in a series of, uh, you know... <laughs> so, but you don't think around the dinner table a conversation as lively means go outside and smoke a cigarette? I doubt it. <laughs> I, I doubt it. That's not that's not what she that look that she gave. She didn't make you think that that's what she meant. I don't think that's the look. She's like, oh, I need a cigarette now. Okay, go have a smoke, Diane. This is mm-hmm. this is what Cooper always said, like to tell her she should she should go smoke. Yep. Because uh, that's what people are saying. I mean, like maybe that was code from from the Coop, from the real Cooper days. Um, which is possible, you know. I do think he has uh, at least the old uh, real old, real Cooper's memories, um, so it's possible that yeah, that's you know, the kind of thing he would say too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we we did see Evil Cooper using codes in some way. So mm-hmm. um, uh, even if it is that, uh, I'm inclined to think that. I mean, again, it's the question of what Diane thinks about you know mm-hmm. evil cooper slash the message like because we don't really know except for that this you know extremely incriminating evil face she made <laughs> <laughs> or the or the opposite of that sure <laughs> i'm overselling it but you know yeah like there's not there's not a real concrete thing to go on but yeah this was an interesting sort of buffer scene i guess mm-hmm. um like seemingly seemingly it doesn't matter that much um but uh but we'll see i mean who knows yeah maybe diane's gonna like corrupt them all <laughs> or you know it, it and again it goes back to however this conversation or relationship started with whoever she's tech you know whoever she thinks she's texting 
uh, or texting her is is really really is like key here because it you know again if there's leverage or something if if the message was you know do what I say or you know you'll never see the real Cooper again then she's doing what you would expect you know don't right, tell right. anyone sure. you know don't get the FBI involved or you'll never yeah. see Cooper again you that would know? be the blackmail version yeah, yeah something like that you know uh, but yeah there's so many different ways and again like yeah with this scene of her just casually smoking it seems like whatever's going on is not that at least at this point you know doesn't seem like it's that big a deal it's not um, super urgent yeah exactly to, like, jump into action yeah yes exactly um so yeah yeah uh, and yeah, he doesn't the, need a response either because he immediately has the phone destroyed mm-hmm. so yeah it's clearly a, it's clearly a big question here um, this is probably what I'm going to obsess about the most before the next part. I don't even know if we're going to get an answer about this in the next part. Probably not. I kind of feel like we won't, but, uh, it is one thing I'm going to hope for. Mm-hmm. I really want to go back to the 1950s world timeline thing and get some more information about what's happening there. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but that might be like one of those things we come back to at the end. That's what I was going to say. I feel like it'll be a while before we go back to that and get mm-hmm. the next part for that story. Um, yeah, especially the 50s. Oh, that's what you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 50s stuff. Um, I mean, I'd also like to understand what the what the Laura Palmer thing meant. Um, but I oh, think yeah. that's definitely something for later. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like by the end of this whole series, David Lynch is going to need to make another movie <laughs> to explain what we saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I, uh, watching this shows that uh, he can still make things that are interesting. Yeah. And, you know, Mark Frost keeps making books, so David Lynch can just True. keep making movies. True, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so you ready for the next mm-hmm. scene? Yep. All right, so this is a big one here. Uh, so we go to uh, we go to the interrogation room, or an interrogation room, I should say. This is not the Evil Cooper interrogation room. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not that, because he was in that other Yankton. part of the state. He was in, yeah, thank you, Yankton. <laughs> He was in Yankton. Um, yeah, anyway, this is the interrogation room for uh, Buckhorn. Uh, so she goes in there. Uh, Tammy goes in there to talk to Hastings. Um, she asks about the blog. Uh, she asks about the final entry where he describes entering the zone and meeting the major. Hastings expositions that Ruth uh, figured out when and where to go to enter the zone. Uh, that's Ruth Davenport, you know, finally, <laughs> she's back. Um, Everyone's the, famous, bodiless woman. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, like, yeah, that, I, I thought that was over. Um, it's weird <laughs> that, like, the Ruth Davenport thing with the major's body, it's like, it's like two mysteries for the price of one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe one for the price of two. I don't know. Anyway. Um, uh, okay, so uh, so Ruth figured out when and where to go to enter the zone. So they go there and they find the major. The major says he was hibernating, 
but some other people were going to find him. I'm using what he said. It's vague. Uh, so he wanted to go to a different place, and he asked them to get some coordinates, which they got from a military database. Uh, Ruth had the coordinates on her hand, so she wrote them there, I guess. They brought the numbers back to the major, so I guess they went to the zone twice. Um, and then at that point, some others came in, some other people, again, vagueness, uh, they pushed down Hastings and said, what's your wife's name? And he said, <laughs> and he said, Phyllis, uh, he says, uh, so I'll just point out that Hastings is like basically in tears this entire scene. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of all over the place. He's not yeah. totally clear about what he's saying and he kind of switches topics and it's mm -hmm. a little hard to recap. I'm like, I'm trying to extract the information, but it's uh, it's a little rough. Anyway, he says that um, he says he didn't kill he didn't kill Ruth. Um, uh, Tammy asks uh, Hastings to identify the major, which he does correctly. Uh, Tammy asks then what happened um, after they gave him uh, after they gave the major the numbers, uh, the coordinates. Um, he started to float up, and he said, "Cooper, Cooper." And then his head disappeared. <laughs> um, uh, apparently it was beautiful. And then <laughs> Ruth was dead. Uh, and then Hastings woke up in his home. Uh, did, did the Major kill Ruth? No. There were so many people there. Uh, yeah. He, just, he kind of trails off there. Um... And then he uh, regrets uh, Ruth's death. He talks about how they were going to, uh, they were going to go to the Bahamas or something and drink drinks and, play, and go scuba diving. Um, so yeah, it just kind of degenerates into that um, at that point. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what he said. <laughs> All right. Well, another scene with nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, this is like. It's like you were hiding this like mm -hmm, the whole time. I was not expecting like this guy's talked to Major Briggs yep. like twice. Yep, he's found the zone. What the fuck? What the fuck? He seems so like I don't know what's going on here. Like mm -hmm. I just had like a crazy dream and now Ruth's <laughs> dead. I don't know what's happening yeah. to me. Like, come on, you went to the zone yeah, twice. twice. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is some serious shit. Um so, uh like reading between the lines here, trying to put together like what happened. There's a lot of stuff I wanna go over here. So the first thing is just a small practicality. Um Ruth Mm -hmm. Davenport was the librarian. Ruth mm -hmm. was not Hastings' secretary. Ah, okay. That helps. Hastings' secretary is a separate character. Which so, makes no sense. So, Because yeah. wouldn't Ruth have the coordinates? Well, there you go. So that's the reason why I'm uh, a little bit confused about why they're going to Hastings' secretary. Um, 
Now, uh, I, again, in reviewing the earlier episodes, there is some dialogue where um, I think it's Ray or uh, one of that crew says, um, Hastings secretary knows everything he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but they wouldn't, they're not thinking the secretary is Ruth I, because I mean, she's working with him. I, like she's a librarian as a profession, but she's the one working with him and and writing, you know, logging, yeah, the stuff. So in that sense, she's the secretary. Uh, okay, but it's just it's a bit of a mess. <laughs> it's a bit of a mess because I don't think the secretary. Um, I mean, the secretary died in a car explosion. I don't think that's what happened to Ruth. I think they still don't know where the body is. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, I think they are separate people. Now, maybe they thought, maybe that's, uh, it's just confusing. I mean, yeah, I'm no, assuming... I think it makes sense that it's just they needed another person to have the information because Ruth would have put, you know, whatever timeline is happening, Ruth would have been out of the picture or something. Right. So that's why she couldn't have been the person who they get the right. information from. Right. And, and like, they can't just get it from Hastings himself? Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they can't just get it from him. Uh, but okay. Yeah, so the, there's a little weirdness. Like, it's like, it seems unnecessarily complicated, uh, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe you're right that it's just, like, because they have this particular plan for Ruth, she can't also be the one that they try to get the coordinates from. Yeah. Uh, so they had to introduce an extra character who's just never named. He's just she's just Hastings secretary, or they, they, they call her an assistant at some point also. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's just this completely off-screen character uh, that kind of serves a function. Yeah. Um, okay. So so yeah, that's you know a fairly minor issue, but kind of a confusing point. Okay, so we get this line about uh, the Major said he was hibernating, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, the closest thing we have so far to an answer about, you know, the age of the corpse. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> like Crazy. In some kind of state where he's not aging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like a bear. He's like a winter. bear. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's like some kind of stasis uh, or something. Um, yeah, and is it is it is that's is that why he was there? Like in terms of in that place, time is slow or something. So that's why he went there. Right. Or how did he is, get there in the first place? Or is this a place where where within that place it has the ability for him to do this, but not everybody would just have that happen to them there. Right. Uh, yeah, how did they find the place? How I mean, Cooper aged, right, in the Black Lodge, so it's not like it's not mm-hmm. like you don't age there automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's some extra special thing. Yeah. Of course, part well, of this is a contrivance, I think. But <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, we don't know that the zone is the Black Lodge. I don't think they're the same place. They're not the same place, but I, I think the Black Lodge is in the zone, if that makes sense. I think they are. Uh, you don't think the connected. zone is in the Black Lodge? Oh God! Don't hit me with that one. <laughs> don't hit yeah, me with I, that. I one. feel like the zone could just be. You know, we've just seen so many other dimensions at this point that I feel like you know things don't have to lead back to the Black Lodge anymore. You know, when we're talking about weird special places. 
I'm just saying, like, I think they are, I think they are related. I mean, I don't think they're, what am I trying to say? You know, like, so we see Cooper get ejected from the Black Lodge and go on this, like, odyssey where he goes to this other place, you know, mm-hmm. and it seems to be on the same ocean or whatever where the uh, the giant and Senorita Dido are living. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's all I mean. Like, I think, I think, that whole like world is what the zone is. That's my guess. Do you think the the purple place is the zone? No, I mean I think it also includes the Black Lodge. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? I think it includes like all the destinations in that realm. Um, wow! So you're yeah. making it encompass everything. Yeah. So the zone is the multiverse. That's beyond that's, our reach. That's like, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like experiments there too. You know. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to compile all those together like that. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the zone is its own sort of particular place. That like is it isn't because um, I mean in a way all that stuff is connected, but in a way all those places are separate. Um, you know, but obviously everything's connected <laughs> if you have the right perspective. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. To me, I guess I'm thinking the zone is more, um, uh, you know, maybe on, on the same scale or level as some of these other places we've seen. Um, but, but yeah, it's like a, just, just a place you can go. Uh, but is it, is it like the sort of, uh, totality of all the places that you're describing? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess I assumed that you know they went to a specific place, um, and like I guess you know maybe it just starts to get technical, like parsing, mm-hmm. like what yeah, does he why mean would by you the call, zone? Yeah, why would you call the one place they go to twice the place that inhabits every other place? Like, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, want to yeah. Call it like, that. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's, yeah. Ugh. I, so I guess I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think the zone where they went is in the same place where those other places are in some sense, um, you know, and it, it, hmm. it, which can be in a very broad sense, but it's sort of like it's this you know yeah. other dimension or something but like see, that. But see, I would include in that respect, I would include our world as a place within the other places. So our I world is in the zone not. too. I think there's a clear separation there. But you isn't know, it just like, a matter of perspective? <laughs> <laughs> yes, in a, in a philosophical sense. But I think story-wise, there's 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 our world, and there's uh, a, a, the world where you have all of that crazy, all those crazy like supernatural creatures. And I mm-hmm. think that you know there's you know uh, some um, back and forth between the two. Um, but I think they show like you know, a fairly clear contrast. But I mean, yeah, you could say like, who am I to say that, you know, our world is any different? It's like, well, yeah, I I agree with that. But I'm just saying like, Mm -hmm. you know, one of these worlds is like the world that we live in to some extent. And the Mm -hmm. other one is crazy. And the crazy one is the stuff that I'm kind of Mm -hmm. identifying. So all the places where one, where people might speak backwards is in the zone you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to tie it together. And so I don't know if he, you know, I don't know if, well, let's just say, I'm pretty sure Hastings doesn't really understand the totality, Mm -hmm. you know, but I guess I feel like, you know, it's good to have a word to use to describe that whole realm that isn't just 
the Black Lodge, you know, because I do feel like it's more than the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it includes the Black Lodge. So that, I guess that's that's how I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I feel like he didn't know specifically where he was going, and he probably did go to a specific place, you know? Yeah, that's why I'm thinking about it like like – like if you think of like a subway map, you know, and the Black Lodge is a destination and yeah. the purple place is a destination. I'm thinking the zone is a destination. It could be. In terms of in terms of if where yeah. where he went is a destination. Uh, but you yeah. you want to call the whole subway system the zone. I guess, you know, I I want a word for the subway system and the mm-hmm. zone is general enough that it sounds like it could serve that mm-hmm. purpose. Um, and I guess I'm not I'm not convinced that they're going to identify the zone as a specific location. So that's why that's why I felt like it was safe to use. But well, I you, acknowledge that what you're saying is true. <laughs> but you don't think the zone might be where they're going to go? The cops are going to go? Like the coordinates that he gave them in the place? Like that's not the entrance to the zone? I mean, I think they'll go to the, the subway system. But yeah, I don't think they'll necessarily go to the exact same place where, where they met the major. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's possible, but I don't necessarily think that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, it's nothing necessitating that that's where he wants them to be or whatever right. to go to. Um, but it seems like it's a logical place that they could have gotten to twice and that the major right. could have gotten to, you know, that he knows right. about. Um, and maybe it's the kind of thing where it's Though the same leave. point. I'm sorry? He did leave, though. He did leave, but I'm just saying he that's a place that we know he... I mean, he left, but he left with his head off. <laughs> so I don't, think, I don't think like he's telling him to go where his head is off, um, necessarily. But, uh, but in terms of like a, a specific location in that area, you know what I mean, that they could get to. Because uh, yeah. I think where he went, like... Um, you know, he didn't really leave them like coordinates, you know, uh, in terms of like trying to go where his head went or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, anyway, I thought this was very interesting. All the high, the the idea of hibernating. I think that, yeah, is the sort of explanation of the, uh, so he didn't, he sort of, uh, sort of did an Einsteinian time travel, you know, with the, the theory of relativity uh, so, you know, he didn't necessarily get into a time machine and go to the future, but he presumably was in a place that was going slow, uh, whose time was going slower than ours. So relatively, uh, you know, he could show up in our future, but it's only, you know, so much time has passed for him. Right. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is like close to what we assumed was the explanation. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we couldn't have guessed these specifics, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I figured it has something to do with you know. I mean, they already established with the the Cooper storyline that you know he's able to enter the Black Lodge and then like, um, well, Annie, I guess, transmits a message to Laura in the past, mm-hmm. you know, about something that happens in the future. So. I feel like that's enough set up to indicate like the, the time thing as far as the, the zone or whatever you want to call it uh, is, you know, flexible mm-hmm. and, and doesn't necessarily work the same way the time well, works. Yeah. Is it future? Is it past? You know, yeah. that whole thing. Exactly. 
So yeah, I feel like it's it's plausible that he could do some kind of weird hibernation thing. Or yeah, if you want to take it in a sci-fi kind of explanation mm -hmm. that that you know, it's just about how time is moving or something. Um, that could work. So yeah, uh, you reminded me. I mean, I was gonna try to take these things one at a time because there's kind of a lot here. But uh, the 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 whole thing about the major's head floating away. I mean, we saw the major's head float by. You mm -hmm. know when. Um, uh, Cooper went outside, you know, with Nido, and mm -hmm. he says Blue Rose. Um, and he even said Cooper, Cooper, but when he was floating. Um, uh, so that's that's another indication to me that wherever they met the Major is in the same place, you know, as, as where, you know, that was. Or at least, like, it's connected, you know, in the, Whoa, in the tunnel yeah. system, if you will. Sure, sure. Yeah, because his head did leave, so it is yeah, a different yeah, yeah. place. But uh, yeah, same place as in the same realm, zone, <laughs> the same, I you know what I thinking, mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking uh, that when he said Cooper, Cooper, and and using the coordinates or whatever, he uh, basically went to where Cooper was, which was in outer space right. or something. Um, so I'm wondering if that's what happened, like he just kind of teleported there and that's, you know, maybe what he wanted to do was just give Cooper this message. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but it's interesting that his whole body didn't go. Um, yeah. So this scene's very weird. This scene that Hastings depicts is very strange. So when he first starts talking about the men holding him down, people holding him down, saying, what's your wife's name? I'm thinking, oh, this was like Mr. C's guys. Um, like, you know, trying to find out information or something, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, you know, Mr. C does with Phyllis, you know, whatever's happening there. But then later he's like, there were so many people there. Um, that makes me think of the woodsman. Me too. That was the thing I thought. Uh, just because like, it's, it's, seems like a leap but i guess like because that's the um uh that's the 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 reference point we have for like a lot of people mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. as far as the the zone and those those like supernatural beings go you know with the woodsmen you know uh we've seen them kind of congregating together um so and you know and we know at least to some degree they are on evil cooper slash bob's side Mm -hmm. um so uh so you know it, it would it would make sense that they would be um you know intervening in this plot so do you think that these are the people briggs was hiding from yeah he talks about uh other people are gonna find him and I mean, I guess, like, Occam's Razor, that's what it should be. I mean, I don't know if Occam's Razor works on this show. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, there's logic there that it would be, you know, something connected. I guess I didn't assume it was, like, Evil Cooper's, like, real-world helpers. Mm -hmm. um, Quote-unquote real-world helpers. Uh, I assumed it was his zone helpers which you know so far seem to be the woodsmen uh you know i assume experiment wasn't there mm -hmm. um uh so i don't know why they asked his wife's name though 
It's a weird one. Um, like, why? Why did that matter? Why? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I mean, and then he answers, and like, there's no, there's no follow up. Like, yeah, I mean, we know Mister C kills Phyllis. Did he true. need to know her name or something? Yeah, could that be all that is? Like, that's just. I don't know. Is it really that hard to find out? I mean, I don't know. Can't he just, like, hack that or something? I mean, it's just... um, I mean, doesn't he know where Hastings lives? I mean, you just follow him home? I mean, it's not... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, why is that a mystery? Are they verifying his identity? Like, trying to see, okay, if this is really Hastings, who's your wife? Okay. Maybe. Maybe. That's that's interesting. But it's not clear that they... I mean, well, he doesn't say anything else. So, I mean, did they even know who he was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they didn't kill him. No. No, he woke up back in his room. Yeah. Uh, did they plan to... Uh, w- was the idea to frame him for the murder? Mm-hmm. You know, is that the only reason they let him go? Um. You know that I mean that seems well. Why? Who cares? They're gonna, somebody's going to find a body with a head with a missing body, <laughs> and then a body with a missing head. I mean, why? Why frame him for it? Like, why do they care about something that pedestrian? <sighs> you know, our criminal justice system. <laughs> yeah. Um... Got a lawyer. I was a woodsman. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. That's so that, weird. That, that's weird. Um, uh, yeah, I can't I really, an can't really place that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this whole, this whole thing of Major Briggs just floating, and I, I love his description. He's like, it was like something no one has ever seen before, like. You know, I've never read anything like it. It's just kind of like, you know, this was just unprecedented. Like, I, I, I can guarantee no one has seen anything like this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was crazy. And, and, and then he goes, and then Ruth was dead. But are, are, the, yeah. are these men there the whole time? Or do they show up at a certain point? That's why I was saying, like, it's kind of frustrating the way it's narrated. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. cut into pieces, and he doesn't, like exactly connect the dots or kind of explain what's going on moment to moment. And so, yeah, it's not clear if the people are still there. Like, I guess they're still there. Like, yeah. I, but then what happened? Did they kill him? Why doesn't he say who killed Ruth? Yeah. It's like, did he just I look think, over I don't and think, suddenly yeah, she was dead? I think that's how I, that's how I'm taking it is that he was mesmerized by, you know, um, major Briggs's head flying and, and floating and you know, all that stuff. Which again is like like the woodsman did in that jail cell, right? I mean, that's basically the depiction yeah. of what we saw. Yeah, you're right. Was like the floating head thing, which was so yeah. weird at the time. It's still weird, but like now, it's like, oh, that's what happened to Briggs too. His head floated off. His head floated away. Yeah, yeah which is, I, you know, we we kind of somehow get what happened with Briggs, but you know, doesn't make sense in the context of the woodsman. You know, is, right. he, is his head floating in space? 
You yeah, know? and you know we see the woodsman descend, but it's his whole body. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, yeah, what's the deal with the head thing? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. I hate, I got nothing. So no what's idea. weird? Okay, can we go back to the top of the scene where he's like, sure. you know, Ruth was good at uncovering hidden records. Yeah, and she had indications if if we went to a certain place at a certain time, we would enter the dimension and make contact with a certain person. What? Right. Why is there a record of go to this place at this time and Major Briggs will be there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I just I I. I guess I just went with that. I agree. That seems wildly implausible and, that there's like a prophecy about Major Briggs somehow. <laughs> I mean, and who like, would leave such a prophecy if not himself? You know, right, right. Yeah, like we're supposed to believe that. Yeah, it, it's 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 <laughs> it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Is that was that really the person? I mean, it seems like it must be, mm-hmm. but. Um, uh, it's 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 like it's super vague and yet it's too specific, you know? How could they have known? Uh, <sighs> you know, like, oh, you're going to meet a certain person. Like, what? Like mm-hmm. whoever goes to the zone if they go to this certain time, they're going to they're going to meet I mean, yeah, it's uh, did I mean, I guess the only way I could really believe that is if it was planted. Yeah, I mean, so Major Briggs fun. knows that the coordinates are at the military base. So if right. if if maybe he implanted this 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 code to to you know this hidden record, no hope. But but the question is, how would he guarantee anyone would find it? And did he want these people to be the ones that found it? And and what he really wanted was some coordinates, which is not what he left. And not what they right. found originally. Right. <laughs> you know, um, so it's strange. And, and I guess the idea is he couldn't go to the military base and get the coordinates himself. I guess not. I guess he, he didn't want to leave the hiding place or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Could be. Um, and other people were going to find him. He wanted to go yeah. to a different place. Yeah, so who's who's looking for him and yeah, what's the what, what are they doing? I mean, what's he doing? And are the I, coordinates do you are the coordinates <laughs> Are they Oh god, this is so confusing. So they go to the zone, Briggs is there yeah. and he says, "Hey, I want to go to a different place. Give yeah. me some coordinates." Yeah. Now, do they have to leave the zone to go to these other coordinates? And, and is is this a second place they all go to together? And then at some point while in this second place, Briggs says Cooper Cooper and his and his head disappears. I or, don't think so. So, well, because I guess let me try to think why 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 it comes off that way. So My when they go back. They go, they go get the coordinates from the military database, and then they bring them to the major. And that's it. Uh-huh. Like, they, bring they, them... don't, they don't go to where the coordinates say. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Uh, so they go back. It says, we brought him back the numbers last Thursday. So they bring him the numbers to the original place. Yeah. And then something happened. Yeah, and then that's when... That's when the people showed up. 
Uh-huh. So Presumably I wonder if he the led... ones who were pursuing the major. Yeah, I wonder if he they led him there somehow. Like Could they be. Being followed or something. Oh, maybe that's oh. May, well, yeah, maybe I guess that's what I was gonna say is um maybe that's what that the, the, the woodsman next to Hastings was about. The idea that they were watching him or something. Oh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were keeping a head on him. <laughs> the head of him. An eye on him. What's the better pun? Uh, yeah, maybe that's what that was about. Maybe he was in jail now, so they didn't need to look at him anymore, watch him anymore, and that's what that was about. Like, Yeah. The guy going back to where he came from or something. Yeah. Heading home. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally heading home. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that seems like a good thought. So, they, yeah. What this explanation doesn't help us with is how Briggs knew the future and all right. that stuff. If he's not really time traveling, like, proper, um, yeah, he's still, it's still unclear how he sort of knows the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he he uh, he gave that information after he um, met with Evil Cooper, but uh, presumably before he went to the hibernation zone. Say that again. He gave the information about uh, the meeting. You know, the meeting that was going to happen with Sheriff Truman and Hawk and Bobby mm, mm-hmm. in the future. Right. That was the uh, one of the major future predicting things he did. Um, he gave that information after he met with Evil Cooper, but before he, presumably, I mean, it was before he supposedly died mm-hmm. in the fire at the station. And, uh, so I would assume that means it's before he went to the hibernation zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wh- whereas, like, I could imagine that if he went to the hibernation zone, just like with the uh, lore message or whatever, like, perhaps he could perceive the future from there somehow. Mm-hmm. You know? But like, he'd have to then leave to go leave the And message. then come back. Yeah, that's the problem. That's that's why I don't really understand. Uh, unless someone else contacted him. I mean, that's I guess that's... I guess that's my big question. Like, what really happened? You know, like, um, the station burned, and supposedly he died... Uh, but clearly he didn't. Mm-hmm. He ended up in this in this zone... And so how did he get there? You know, what happened? What really happened? You know, who burned the station? Uh, how did he end up in the place? How did he even know to end up there? Uh, did he try to go there? Or did he just get taken there? Mm-hmm. You know, did Evil Cooper burn the station? Uh, did he burn the station? Like, I, I just, uh, you know, what happened? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally unclear uh and i feel like the answers to some of those questions might help uh answer how we can know the future mm-hmm. um you know what i mean if he had an encounter with uh the giant for example uh maybe that's where he got his information from just throwing it out there yeah yeah you know i mean that's not necessarily true but it's just like if we knew 
that he had contact with someone, you know, perhaps they told him about the meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, I mean, he's not supposed to be, you know, clairvoyant, right? I mean, that wasn't a thing. <sighs> well, I mean, he had what that dream it? about Bobby, you know, uh, the vision, yeah, the, the grand. And I, I, I hope that something like that happens. <laughs> I don't know how they would depict it, um, but it'd be so interesting if um, if if that actually it became, as a prophecy that comes true. Like somehow they were reunited in this grand home, and um, you know, because it, it it seems to be connected to that. You know, this 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 other uh, weird clue he left uh, about Bobby being with the cops. You know. Uh, and even the mom saying, you know, you were a long way from where you are now, you know, right. Sort of tying that in together. So yeah, I'm curious, uh, what's going to happen with that. But yeah, it's so weird. Like every single part of the show is weird and yeah, his death is super weird. And I mean, it's not just enough that he was in a hibernating zone. It's not enough that like, um, he, he wanted coordinates to another place, but it's not enough that his head, that he started floating and his head popped off and. <laughs> But it was beautiful all the way. Um, yeah, it's, you know, we have Woodsman there, presumably. And then what happened, yeah. and then like Ruth's, and, and, and maybe what happened was, you know, he mentioned that uh, the coordinates was on Ruth's hand. And I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. Um, so maybe like, you know, his head and her oh, body and her body's vanished. The thing that's missing. Yeah, like somehow whatever portal that's open when you know those coordinates or whatever you say cooper twice or whatever is the the trigger there like got got the two things wrong i'll take this head and this body oops wrong wrong pairing but um (laughs) you know because yeah it wasn't clear exactly like when he said ruth was dead like what is it you know what exactly happened what does it actually look like um, and it, yeah, and again, like we talked about the, you know, if, if Mr. C somehow had created the experiment model by like putting Briggs's body with Ruth's head and doing some weird magic oh, or right, something. Right, right. So it could be that, you know, a different version of that idea though, that, you know, his head is floating in outer zone space or whatever, and that that body would presumably go somewhere also, and maybe like it went somewhere and then a, a head attached itself to the body, <laughs> Uh, something that wanted a body and that's experiment model or, you know, or, or, I don't know, the experiment is using that as a way to get to earth or something weird. I don't Mm -hmm. know, but maybe that's the, the idea is that's, that's where her body went is the creation of that thing or something. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, if these coordinates, um, although yeah, no, right. These coordinates are the ones that Evo Cooper wants, right? Well, unless there's two sets of coordinates. Uh, well they, uh, but the, these are the ones that, that, okay. Right. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's the Hastings coordinates should be the, yeah. the main thing. Yeah. 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 That, so, so, I mean, uh, if if the if the woodsman killed Ruth and they they have her body somewhere, um, or if experiment is her body, um, you know, I mean, they could just tell Evil Cooper the coordinates, right? You mean because because the it's written on her hand? Yeah. Um, 
if it works that way, I guess that makes sense. But I think he's thinking of a much easier way to get the coordinates. Yeah, I'm just wondering why they why they don't do that. If um, I mean, you know maybe I mean? the body went somewhere else and they didn't necessarily do it. You know, maybe it wasn't their doing. Uh, yeah, it, it you know it's like you said it's hard to d- figure out from how he described the situation. We don't even know for sure that it's woodsman. It's just like mm-hmm. that seems like the logical answer here. Yeah, but, uh, it's just he's just he doesn't even say like you know like the thing that would have sold it is like they had black sooty faces and they were mm-hmm. dressed like woodsmen and they had beards and you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if he said that it would be like it's obviously woodsmen but he's just like there's, there's a lot of people yeah <laughs> and it's like that's really vague could you describe these people could you say anything mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a broken man yeah he said he had to hold her and I'm like was he just holding her head <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I assumed her head was still attached at that point, and the detached thing happened later. Uh, or I figured he would have mentioned that. But maybe that's why it was so terrible, because she was just a head. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> could be. It mm-hmm. could be. It's weird that he talks about a head, and then it's a Ruth head thing, and he doesn't talk about a head thing mm-hmm. with Ruth. Um, well, they can't give it all away in one scene. But maybe it's too painful. Yeah. 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 You could be right, though. I mean, clearly the head came off at some point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Ben was as good a time as I any. I mean, they're, they're making it... I mean, it seems like she died from her head being severed. If that's true, then they're you know they're kind of connecting it to his dis- to Briggs disappearing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So maybe something weird happened in that moment, and yeah, her body went and his head went. Um. Or maybe his whole body. You know, I don't know. She said his his head disappeared. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> had disappeared yeah i mean you know it seemed like the giant in the first scene had uh transported cooper to that black and white world so maybe he just transported briggs's head could be yeah and you know it also reminds me of how uh you know dougie's head sort of disappears Mm -hmm. um when he turns back into the marble thing yeah, and then the marble and the, the, the vomiting head shows up. Exactly. Yeah, like, I wonder if that's related. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole head thing <laughs> seems uh, seems like a, a theme. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think we don't... But, yeah, to, uh, to, I want to say the giant's connected to that story somehow. Um, and I want to say, like, it's in our house now. I feel like that's where the plot's going. What's in this house? I don't know. <laughs> Evil Cooper, experiment. And, and, and when is now? So I'm assuming that that's a flash forward. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, Evil Cooper... No, not Evil Cooper. God, I keep saying Evil... I say Evil Cooper so much, I can't even talk about Cooper anymore. Um, The actual Cooper, like, you know, he finally wakes up, he gets out of Dougie mode, he has to go back to Twin Peaks, 
Um, I mean, I can't do all the steps because I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but... Um, somehow some he gets point, back to the Black Lodge or something. He, yeah, he ends up back there, and yeah, maybe the giant takes him takes him away uh, to that place to like deliver this message, and he says, I understand. You know, so... I'm assuming that by the time we get to that point, maybe we, the audience, will also be equipped to understand what the message means, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and and he'll have to use it somehow to do whatever he has to do. With the I end. thought um, I don't know if this was true or not, but I thought I was I read that um, people had figured out that the sound that was playing on the son- uh, phonograph um, was like the sound of like the um, of the uh, slot machine or something like that. Did you read about that? No. Yeah. I read that. Um, it's like the sound of the slot machine being pulled or something, uh, in slow motion or something weird. Mm -hmm. And that's why he like understood or something. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't, I don't know if I didn't like verify that anyway. I just read that. So, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I haven't haven't listened back to it either. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. Um but I guess like yeah, there was no there was no clear context for that scene. Like they didn't when they show Cooper uh when they sort of catch back up to him uh in the Black Lodge, uh we don't see him like fade in there. There's not a clear indication that that's where he was before, you know, that he like went mm-hmm. away and came back. So, and it also involves like seemingly stuff that we don't understand yet. So that's why I'm assuming that it's going to be something we catch up to later. And, uh, uh, and you know, by that time, you know, it'll, it'll make sense. Uh, so that's why I'm thinking it's in our house now is something that's going to happen later. Experiments in the house. Perhaps that that seems like a plausible theory, or just Evil Cooper, but it it could be both, mm-hmm. or it could just be experiment. I mean, maybe that maybe by that point, well, Evil the fact Cooper's been disposed of. Yeah, when he says it, it makes me think it's not just a person, not just a person. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I guess it could be it, your doppelgangers, and it or something. Yeah, yeah, but I agree that like experiment would be the bigger threat, seemingly, and like maybe that's part of what this season's about. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe they're gonna play the game of the end of um, the original series where it's like all this build up about Winda Merle, and it's like oh, Winda Merle's not the big deal here. It's it's Bob, mm-hmm. you know, and and now it's gonna be like oh, it's the doppelganger slash Bob. Like oh, they're not the big deal. It's this experiment thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like, maybe that's where they're going. Yeah. I'm still wondering if it did an experiment model. Is it still in New York? Is it killing? Did it, did it vanish back into wherever or what? It's an excellent question. I mean, the fact that the glass wasn't even broken afterwards suggests it wasn't physically there in some sense. Although the, right. the dead bodies suggest it was there in and some physical yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't break the glass, but it, it definitely killed them. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is yeah. worse. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I um, mean, we're still waiting for the scene where the billionaire in charge gets notified that there was yeah. a, a double homicide in their facility or whatever. We you have know, to find out about that. Presumably. And, and now we, I think we know that Duncan Todd's not connected with the millionaire. Or mm-hmm. billionaire. Mm-hmm. So... 
Um, yeah. So we have nothing on it at this point, I believe. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, the you know, wherever the security guard went is a question, but like, yep. wherever the billionaire is seems invested in this box thing. So yeah. they would presumably very quickly, you know, find out something's wrong there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the question is what, uh, what are they going to do about it? <laughs> and is that what they were expecting or not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like the FBI has the footage now, so it seems like the billionaire right. won't even necessarily even know what happened without talking to the FBI. Right. Right. Yeah. Are they going to track that down? Did they? I think there were some lines about that place a while ago. Like, I guess I, I don't think they had any leads on who it was. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. a name attached to that. Exactly. Yeah. Place. Um, uh, I, has um, were there any scenes with uh, Gordon and Audrey in the original series? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just wondering if like if she showed up to the FBI, would 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 he know who she is, and that she's connected to Cooper and all that without her having to say it? Yeah. Uh, let me think. I don't think. I don't think. I, I could be wrong. Let me think. Could there be a scene with Gordon Cole and Audrey? I don't. I don't think so. But mm-hmm. it is possible that she, at some point she was in the station at the same time as him. I don't think they ever interacted. Um, it's possible that he knows who she is just from you mm-hmm. know Cooper's reports. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. Uh. They they certainly didn't interact like he did with Shelley, for example. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> yeah, the love of her life for two episodes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I can hear you perfectly. Yeah, the really strange. All of a sudden, he can hear her. Yeah, and then never again. I've I've heard a few people bring up the idea that like he he overplays his like hearing troubles. That like. <laughs> That, like, he uses it to, like, get an advantage uh, in certain situations. I'm shaking my head. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. You know, there was that there was that brief moment earlier in the season when, um, uh, when Albert said, say please. And he was like, what? And he was mm-hmm. like, you heard me. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, please, like he did hear him, you know, and I, not to say that proves that it's true, but, um, you know, it does at least uh, give a little hint of the idea that maybe he hears better than he lets on sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah, I mean, <sighs> and he was just like hitting on Shelly because <laughs> he's a creepy old man. <laughs> so he was just hitting on her by saying, oh, I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just it's it's a reading that actually seems reasonable to me now that I know a little more about Gordon. Mm-hmm. It's a weird way to hit on her. I agree, but he is a weirdo. It's not like, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's definitely yeah. I don't really buy that, but uh, yeah, you can read it that way. It's it's not something that I necessarily think they intended at the time. But it, it kind of comes off that way now that they have this extra stuff that he's he's got this weird thing with younger women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
I, you know, when he, when the Albert says, say please, and he says, what, that, I think that's also a, like, what, you know, repeat what you said because you're asking me to do something weird, you know? It could be. Uh, not, not, not just like, oh, I didn't hear you, but like, wait, what did you say? You've never mm-hmm. made me say please before, sort of a thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's a little Fair. up in the air for me, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Something to think about. Just throwing it out there. That would be a crazy, like, a <laughs> crazy twist. Actually, I, mean, I hear just fine. I mean, we know it can't be he hears just fine because we know there's times when he turns it up and he's really listening. And there's times when it hurts right. his ears. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so we know, like, in his private time, you know, we did see that scene where he's listening to music or whatever. Uh, and Albert knocks yeah. on the door and it's then when his thing is all the way up. Right. So I mean, there's some, you know, he does have something. It can't be yeah, a complete yeah, yeah. ruse, but you're right. Uh, but but the idea that he plays it up in certain cases, sure. Like I could, uh, you know, I wouldn't uh, be totally against something like that happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really buy his explanation for the Shelley thing, but that's it is an explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I never took it that way before, but you know, I never. I never had any like weird impressions of Gordon before the new series. Mm-hmm. Um, like his character is a little bit tainted. Well, for me now. yeah, and I think you do have to separate whatever they're saying about Gordon to what they're say what they said about Gordon in the past, because what they're saying now isn't necessarily what we're meant to think about Gordon in the past. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that scene with Shelly, just because Gordon is how he is now, doesn't mean that that's what they were going for back then. Um, right. Even though it does sort of color it obviously now in hindsight. Right. Um, but okay. So I guess, I don't know. I really would have loved to see this scene that Hastings is describing. Uh, Me looks too. like it'd be nice and scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. All the all the people. There were so many people. So many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, how do you know the major didn't kill Ruth? I mean, it's it's not clear that you know who killed her. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like I believe that the major didn't do it, but <laughs> it's I don't know. <sighs> and I I wonder, you know, he says people. All the woodsmen are men. True. I wonder if that matters. Yeah. Um, could be. You know. Um, yeah, we haven't seen a woods woman. Yeah. <laughs> another another David Lynch sexism strikes again. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. You wanna, anything else in this scene? I think that's good for now. Obviously, we'll be uh, coming back to this at some point because this seems like a pretty significant reveal Mm -hmm. um, going forward. And, um, I mean, the Major Briggs presence in this episode was huge. Um, uh, And uh, it it is just, it, it is too bad that we have to... Uh, we have to content ourselves with like people describing things mm-hmm. that the major did and getting messages from the major through other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can't actually see him doing anything. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I, I wish they could have, uh, could have had a little more, but it is, it is cool to at least have the idea of him doing things mm-hmm. um, and to be able to imagine it, even though we don't get to see it. So anyway, uh, yeah, we can uh, we can move on. 
Sure. Right. Ready? Yep. Uh, okay, so we go to uh, the Great Northern. Uh, Beverly and Ben are still looking for the sound. Uh, turns out uh, security couldn't find it. Um, they have a brief, uh, potentially romantic moment, uh, mm-hmm. but Ben declines. Uh, and she says, Ben is a good man. <laughs> yeah, I think this is interesting. You know, I guess that was a sort of open question about Ben in terms of his whole character chain to the, uh, in season two, you know, reeling from the revelation of, uh, Leland, you know, killing Laura and all that stuff. You know, yep. he, he, he decides he wants to be a good guy and, you know, all this yeah. stuff with Audrey and the and all that stuff. So he decides he wants to be a good guy and he, he, he goes so far good that he sort of upsets Donna and the Hayward family right, right. by revealing that he's a real dad. So, yeah, it was kind of open to a question I wasn't ever really thinking about. Like, did he continue to be a good guy? Did he go mm-hmm. back to his wayward ways or, you know? Um, so it's interesting to see here that, um, yeah, like, it seems like he's, he's still on the path of goodness here. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he like stayed that way, which is, which is interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. It's extra interesting, uh, for me, given the fact that, um, sorry, I have to bring up the book again. Um, in the book, uh, they basically like retconned away. They they did a couple of weird things in the book as far as Ben goes. So the first thing they did was they um, they changed uh, the Civil War plot a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you remember how the Civil War plot gets resolved, but mm-hmm. you know um, uh, the South wins. <laughs> yeah. So Ben Ben basically thinks he's Robert E. Lee, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, he has to accept the surrender of the North, you know, so that the South can win the Civil War. Like, reversing the outcome of the Civil War, like, mm-hmm. allows him to overcome this, like, mental block or whatever, that he, this, like, state that he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the point, right? Um, in the book, uh, they state that it's the opposite, that he has to, he has to accept that the North wins. <laughs> in order to come out of the, you know, um, yeah, that's fantasy. not what happened. I know. Didn't he also hit his head? Uh, I feel like after after the South won, didn't he like fall and hit his head, and he was kind of back? Or yeah, am I well, he that falls. Up? I don't know. Does he hit his? Head? I guess maybe he hit his head. <laughs> yeah, I think that was part of it in waking up. If yeah, I yeah, correctly. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he wakes up immediately after that. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that was one like inconsistency. Like they kind of changed what, what happened there. Um, why? uh, I don't know. I, I mean, is, is the book supposed to be like an alternate reality of Twin Peaks or something? Well, a lot of people have said that. Um, and, uh, you know, that it actually led a lot of people to believe that, you know, the whole series would be like an alternate reality or Mm -hmm. something, (laughs) you know, um, uh, and yeah, it's not clear. It's not clear. Um, I, you know, it felt, I was chalking it up to just like continuity errors. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like he forgot what the original plot was and he didn't bother to check. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't buy that. I don't, I don't. I'm very reluctant to buy, like, sloppiness when it comes to professional writers whose job it is to, like, do this stuff. Like, all your job is is to write this book and you don't remember how your series went. Like, I don't, I don't buy that. You know, I mean, with the detail, we you know it's being being the, the, with the fact that it's completely the opposite of what happened. You know, right. it was like kind of similar to what happened. You know, um, it's like, oh, well, the South won, but then you know, Ben did something else, and that's what woke him up. Like that's one thing, but when it's like completely the opposite, that that's I don't know. To me, that seems on purpose. You know, uh, the same way with like changing the the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, like. Like, right. how could you forget who won that? Like, I, I don't yeah. think if if you have a year to write a book, that's your main thing you're doing. Well, you, yeah, you know. in that case, in that case, I didn't think he forgot. In that case, I thought it was a retcon. Mm. Uh, because, like, I felt like that was too big of a point for him to forget. Yeah. You know, and, and also, like, it serves a purpose, which is erasing Annie, you know. But like, why Annie, is that a thing Annie's to gone. erase? Is I mean, question. I don't. I don't know why he erased Annie from the book. It's weird. Um, she's not erased from the series, at least not, you know. Uh, although I was going to bring up that I find it frustrating that they haven't attempted to contact her or had any comment even on what happened to her after she came out. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it seems like that. I mean, maybe she doesn't know anything and maybe it's a dead end, but at least a few lines about what happened to her. I mean, is that too much to ask? I mean, it just seems, um, it just seems weird that they're specifically investigating like the aftermath of those events. And, um, you know, the, the other person who was actually in there with Cooper, uh, they don't even bother to talk to her or even mention what happened to her if she's dead or away or something. Yeah, it seems like they need to, like, um, sort of consolidate where they are at this point. Because they have this sort of Laura's Diary Annie thread, and now they have the, like, Major Briggs thread. So mm -hmm. they need to kind of combine those two and figure out what to do now. I mean, you know, his the Major Briggs thread mentioned Cooper. So, right. you know, presumably the next beat is them, like, having a powwow about, like, what they should do next. And maybe Annie will come up then. You know, but I, I agree that, like, that's a, it is a question. Unless, it's something that, like, unless they know she's dead or something, right? Like, they have some sort of information that uh, would preclude them from even thinking to go talk to her. Right. Um, or, you know, she's disappeared or whatever, but... Yeah. Um, I just but, want the lines, you know, if that's true. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it would take a couple seconds just to tie up that loose end but just weird that they they don't even seem interested in you know like he, he goes and interviews doc hayward and it's like mm -hmm. i mean <laughs> well that was the closest i mean you know they don't know what's going on here right there's there's really no i mean what's at stake here right for them um yeah they have no idea <laughs> no idea it's very like a bunch of questions right now. So yeah, there's no yeah. big urgency, and they're not really, you know, uh, in they're not really like investigating a case per se, where they would just like talk to all the witnesses and everything. They're kind of just following clues, bits and pieces here. Um, 
but presumably it will lead to any i mean yeah i mean I, I think you're right you know we we do need to get something on that um at least somebody saying why they can't talk to her if if that's a thing um but i i think we have time for that to come you know now that like i said now that we have like two two parts of uh, a connected story here so hopefully they'll put the pieces together uh you know because they know you know cooper new briggs and all that stuff um, right. But I, you know, and I think there is, is uh, you know, the idea of um, the FBI crew coming to Twin Peaks. So maybe that needs to happen first before they talk to Annie, you know. Um, yeah, I don't right. Know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's, it's going to feel like a, you know, a, like pseudo retcon if they just never mention her again. Mm hmm. You know, because it's just like, ah, that's kind of a huge loose thread. Yeah, I agree. I, and I don't I'm okay know if why. they don't want to make her a big part of the story, but I just feel like they owe us at least a little bit of an explanation. I agree. I think I think they need to... I don't know why they would want to retcon Annie. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what they gain by that. Uh, but this idea that, like the book is an alternate reality or something like that. Maybe that's supposed to be a clue about Twin Peaks, but I, you know, I, I'm not on that bandwagon. I think the reality we're seeing is, is base reality as much as it can be. Um, you know, cause if it's all a dream or it's all, you know, uh, this is just one of an infinite number of Twin Peaks out there or something, <laughs> And all slightly different things are happening and all the different Twin Peaks. Like, I don't know. That's less interesting, I think. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, so uh, the other thing I was going to say that's, uh, that they that they do with Ben is they kind of... Uh, Mark Frost, like, kind of retcons away the the Ben, Ben's turn to good. Um, mm. Like, he, he, he basically states that that doesn't happen. Like, so in the... Uh, in the series, uh, Ben, uh, while he's in jail, uh, he basically gets blackmailed by Catherine into signing away Ghost with to her. Mm -hmm. uh, in the book, they state that uh, that Ghost with in the mill, right? Yeah, in the mill. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, in the in the book, uh, they state that actually Ben uh, was still involved with the Ghost with project. And that's what Audrey was protesting. I mean, even though, like, and so they, they have her, like, write a letter to, to Ben, like, you know, the horrible Ghostwood project, you're destroying the whatever, you know, even though, like, if you watch the series, he was ben clearly was against asked, that. Well, so the, so she wasn't, pro, so was she still protesting about the endangered animal? But she was just directing it towards Ben? Or was she... You know what I mean? Because yeah, he, she was. He, yeah, go ahead. She, yeah, she, well, yeah, she was directing it towards Ben. I don't, okay. I don't think she mentioned the pine weasel or anything, but just the ghostwood development. Okay, so she wasn't necessarily the same idea of her protesting on environmental reasons, but uh, she was just protesting. No, I think in it general. was still environmental reasons, just not oh. specifically the pine weasel. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, wow, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. So, so is this basically, the secret history? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so basically they say that, you know, the, the idea there was that, like, Ben was still evil at the end of the series, you know, when the uh, when the bank blew up, you know. Um, Is and, it that he didn't sign it over to Catherine? They took that out, too? Yeah, well, I mean, if he still uh, got a stake in that project, then... Um, and he wasn't actually fighting that project, which is what he did in the series. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, yeah, that that must not have happened. I mean, I don't think they stated that that didn't happen, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I I just reading between the lines, I have to assume it didn't happen in the book. So yeah, that's another example where it seemed like they sort of took away uh, this aspect of the series, which is you know Ben's attempt to. Um, Turn to the good side. And they do have a scene uh, with Ben and Catherine in the original series where she's like, who are you fooling? Come on. Like, mm-hmm. what's your game? What's your scheme? I know you're up to something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what, Catherine? You know, it's not always about that. Whatever he says. And she's like, you actually sound like you mean it. Mm-hmm. And I think we are supposed to believe he means it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think I think they want to float that idea just in case you're wondering, is it a long con? Because that's with Ben Horn, I, that's a possibility. I, yeah, and I thought that was more about Catherine actually, about her inability to, to, to yeah. never stop playing the game. You Absolutely. know, and that he has sort of moved he sort of won by like, you know, not being a, a trap by that kind of thinking, you know, and scheming all the time. Like he sort of found enlightenment and yeah, right. there's that question of, is it real or not? But I think, yeah, I mean, I think the way the series ends, it seems, it seems legitimate to me. Definitely. I mean, he seems to really care about the whole thing with Donna and, yeah. And all that. Tell stuff. the hard truth first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he was struggling with it, you know, with what, yeah. with the, like in his personal time when like no scheming was it needed. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So anyway, I mean, I'm glad that they're following up on the actual series and not the book, but it it makes the book a big question mark. Like, I Maybe, don't know what the fuck is going on. Well, it's interesting, you know, the, the idea is called Secret History makes me think of, like, the secret diary of Laura, Laura Palmer, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe there was, like, there's, like, the real history of Twin Peaks and there's the secret history... And one's not real. <laughs> one's but fabric. the secret diary had real stuff. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, still, <laughs> that has real stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of theories about yeah alternate universes or like the documents were doctored or something. Like somebody was trying to cover up. But it's just like, but why? Mm-hmm. Why would they make some of these changes? I mean, why change like how he comes out of the Civil War delusion like that? Uh, sounds like you got to buy the next book to figure that out. I know the final dossier. It really feels like such a troll. Like really, mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. fucking dossier where you're gonna like deny everything happened. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's, it's just the first the first line. Line is if you read any other dossiers, they've been incorrect. This yeah, is the true dossier. Exactly. That's what I'm expecting. And it's just like, what do you do? Like, it's just I like, yes, I'm probably gonna, you know, look into it because I'm just curious what it says, but it's just it's strange because the, so far, like, you know, with with minor exceptions, like the series the, has been fine, mm-hmm. um, continuity wise. You know, um, in terms of being consistent with uh, the original series. And uh, it, it really makes the book stand out even more. Like, I was worried that the book was 
like some kind of um, warning sign that the new series was going to like radically depart from the original series. Mm -hmm. And that hasn't been the case. So, I mean, I'm glad that that's true, but it's like the, he, he did write this series, co-write this series. So what the fuck? Yeah. That's why I'm, that's why it seems like there has to be some overall idea of why the book is different. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, he was lazy and he forgot and he's just retconning. Like, yeah, there's some other idea there. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe 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 Twin Peaks has a doppelganger. Oh, God. And it's the doppelpeaks. <laughs> there's the book of the doppelpeaks. Yikes. Where, you know, in our Twin Peaks, there's an Annie in this Twin Peaks. There's no Annie. Mm-hmm. And our and our Twin Peaks been turned good, and this Twin Peaks he stayed bad. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's uh, maybe that's the thing. You know, there's all these opposites happening. Yeah, the uh, the Nadine, uh, Big Ed, Norma, Hank history gets rewritten as well. Mm. It plays out in a different way from what they say in the series. Um, I, I like it's like I don't understand the point of why, but okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe it's something like that, and perhaps the final dossier will reveal everything, and uh, and you know, uh, yeah. it'll it'll make sense. But uh, it's a weird thing that I I that's what I think about when I see like this scene because it's like this feels like a natural follow up to the original series, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying no, actually he was really evil the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like okay. Uh, oh, and I guess the other thing I was going to say about this scene is, uh, I mean, it's basically a repeat as far as the, the searching for the sound goes. Like, they make zero progress. There's no progress at all. So I'm assuming that the next time we hear about it, we should learn something. Well, they actually did make some progress. Very minimal progress. They figured out which part of the room it was coming from. Oh, did they? Yeah. Because they, well, they said it's, it's louder on this side. Okay. Because uh, before they were like, oh, it seems like it's coming from over here. And they walk over the other side. Oh, it seems like it's coming from over there. So I think that's the only bit of progress that they made is like, okay. they figured out which side it sounds it's louder. louder. And <laughs> sure. A little bit, a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, I mean, I think they don't seem prepared to discover what I hope is behind it, which is Josie trapped mm-hmm. in the wood. Right. I don't know how, I mean, what what could happen? I mean, I, I don't know. I think there's some something else needs to happen before... They could really understand what that is unless Josie just, like, literally appears. Right. Um, it's clearly going somewhere, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't bring it up twice if there's not going to be a punchline here. Yeah. So um, I, I feel like I feel like the third time, like, we should get something a little more serious uh, as far as this, this plot line goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, are Ben and Beverly, are they, do you think they're going to eventually, like, have an affair? Are they, they going to even have time to do that? I mean, I... Huh. Like, well, we followed they, Beverly they... home. Like, we met yeah. her husband. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if they're going to go that far, like, is there going to be a whole, like... <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit baffled that they bothered with this, but... It's there. Well, there's enough time for Jerry's foot not being his foot, so right. there's enough time I, for this. To have an affair scene, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they, it could uh, be like that's part that's you know, maybe that was the point of this scene, is he's still a good guy and then they'll move on to something else that's happening. But yeah, I don't think you show her home life like that without 
something else happening with her and her husband. Yeah, exactly. And that, that just seems like a natural point of conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, he was already suspicious about her uh, staying at work late. Yeah. You know, so just it just seems like that's where that's going. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so you ready for the, for the next scene here? Yeah, I was just kind of reading about the other discrepancies oh. with the book and uh, sure, the show sure. and the idea that that Pete played checkers instead Pete of chess. Pete played checkers, not chess. Yeah, I wanted to like shoot myself when I heard yeah, that. Yeah, I mean that that you you just you don't you don't forget what he played. You know, that was part of the plot. That was a huge huge thing. Um, so yeah, there has to be some other reason why uh, this person is who's who's sort of writing this thing is getting it wrong or purposefully um i'm you know i'm uh, at some point i'll probably read this book but i'm I'm curious how this stuff comes off like why is this even a detail that's in there you know like why Uh, is this person recording such specific information about these people yeah 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 well it's like it's a collection of documents and so like they come from different places and i think there's uh i think there's a part um i think there's a part where there's like some some like i don't know like history of the town or something in the book house and there's some pages from that and i guess in there like they talk about like the packards and pete and you know like mm-hmm. i think that's where that comes up yeah okay like cuz cuz they they kind of go into some detail about various people you know uh their history with twin peaks mhm i see okay all right yeah you want to go to the next part sure uh, so we go to the roadhouse. We're at the roadhouse again. Oh, time for the show to end. Uh, we see uh, a DJ uh, playing. It's Hudson Mohawk. Uh, for what the, that's worth. The Hudson Mohawk? The Hudson Mohawk. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and then we actually get a, a little scene here. Um, we have uh, Ella sitting with Chloe. Uh, at a table in the roadhouse Mm -hmm. and they discuss um, Ella's old and new job, how she lost it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They also, um, they also make some weird comments about animals um, that I didn't understand. Um, And Ella has a rash uh, under her left arm, like in her left armpit area and Mm -hmm. she's scratching at it um, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then suddenly it's the uh, it's the the three women and three keyboards band from earlier, um, and uh, and that's when the episode ends. Yeah, it was. I thought there was a, an interesting new twist on how this this whole ending at the Roadhouse playing music thing goes. Is like the DJ was the opening band for these three mm-hmm. the three women band. Yeah, that that was weird. I'm like, oh, okay. Huh. That's that's weird. It's weird. It's weird. And like time-wise, like it just seemed so fast. Like suddenly they were on stage and it mm-hmm. was like, "What? Like did they have time to set up? Like that conversation didn't go on that long." They just walk over with their keyboards, man. They're done setting up. Done. 
Don't you have to plug them in? Don't you have to like wireless, man? Wireless. Wireless. It's all about wireless now. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about the latency though? Uh, the latency is not an issue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what was the thing that they said about animals? I didn't catch that. Yeah, they they uh, they they make some weird comments about like a walrus or. All right, let me find it. Did you find it? There's something about a zebra? Yeah, zebra. Yeah, and then there's another one. uh, Here, I think I can find it. Uh, Let's see. There's... uh, uh, Have you seen the penguin? Yeah, have you seen that penguin? Yeah, so there's there's the the first thing you know you know the zebra's out again, mm-hmm. and then later, have you seen that penguin? <laughs> wow, the kids these days in their lingo. What does zebra <laughs> and, and penguin the mean? <laughs> like like y'all, millennials will understand this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, wow. <laughs> you know the penguin. The penguin. Hello. Um. What do they say? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, apparently. Um, all right. I have nothing to say about this. I mean, I have no idea what's going on. All of a sudden, we, we see these two new characters. Like, Who are these people? Yeah. The major question for me in this scene is this rash. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this rash about? It's such a weird detail. Um, you know, she says she got fired because she was high, so... You know, maybe she's connected with the drug plot somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe she's connected with Richard or Red or, you know, like there's something. Uh, but but it, is the rash like, is it just a health condition or is it some <laughs> kind of crazy supernatural rash? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the question is, yeah, is it just a character detail you know, she's not taking care of herself or something. Uh, she doesn't seem like she has her life together that well. Right. Um, so is it just that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what else it could be. Why would it be a supernatural rash? Uh, just because, like, I don't, I don't understand why she has a rash. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, it can just be that. But then I guess, you know, the que- like, who are these characters? Why are we watching them? What's the point of this mm-hmm. scene? Mm-hmm. You know, I really have no idea. I mean, we've never seen them before. They don't mention anyone we know unless people we know are the penguin and the zebra. <laughs> you know, it's like the penguin James and the zebra, mm-hmm. you know, is, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody else, like, you know, it's like... Mm-hmm. Is that is that what's going on? I mean, is this just an isolated weird moment? Or I guess that's why I'm trying to do something with the rash. Like I want it to connect to something, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the detail that seems the most connectable. I feel like they might know Richard, and he yeah. seems like the kind of person who would give her a rash. <laughs> 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 Um, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I yeah, but other than that, I can't really imagine how they fit in. I mean, they're drinking, so I assume they're over twenty-one. Um, yeah. 
So I don't picture them like being like high school kids or anything. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how else they would, uh, get, I just, why are there new people? What's happening? I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe this has to do with the drug subplot that Chad is involved in, Chad and Richard. Right. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot Chad was in there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Chad's the zebra. Chad's the zebra. Is he out again? Yeah, I thought there was like a problem at the zoo. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> like, a like a bunch of animals got out of the zoo or something. Twin Peaks has a zoo. Twin Peaks Zoo. Did they grow? Like, wow. You know, I they think it's supposed to be fifty thousand people in the town, which is which is sizable. That's enough for a zoo. Is that enough for a zoo? I think that's enough for a okay. zoo. Right. Yeah, that's the thing I I, I I sort of was thinking about the other day with, uh, you know, because it seems like everyone in the town should know each other, but yeah. it's big enough to where, you know, you don't know everybody, you know. Yeah. Interesting thing about that, I'm, I'm having doubts now because, so I can't corroborate this, but I believe that I read at some point that uh, the original uh, concept for the sign, the Twin Peaks sign with the population, mm-hmm. was uh, was five thousand, not fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and that uh, and that the network forced them to make it fifty thousand. I don't really know why, and I don't know where I saw that, but I I do think I saw that at some point, um, and so that's why there's kind of an inc- incongruity between how small it seems and mm-hmm. the population size. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the fact that they have all these bands coming through, I feel like it's definitely, yeah. it feels like a bigger town. And, and I the, can imagine uh, that maybe it's how, how many people work at the sheriff's station now. And, yeah. you know, they have a whole 911 center or whatever. Like, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like it's bigger, big enough. Yeah. But, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems bigger than it was in the original series. Mm-hmm. Although there are a couple moments in the original series where it seems like a bigger place, like the whole Horns department stores thing. Yeah. Like that seems like it comes out of a big city. So I was just looking at this. um, uh, Sorry. Look at the Twin Peaks Wikia thing. And it says uh, the population is stated to be 51,201 by the entrance board, but it's actually a mistake. A 1990 census states the actual population be 5,120. So is this maybe what you're referring to? Could be. Could be. Wait, where did you get that from? This is from Twin Peaks, an access guide to the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe the thing I read is like an explanation of why, Mm -hmm. um, why they did that. Man, that's hilarious. So, like, the board, the board was just wrong. <laughs> this just was wrong, and they didn't change it. <laughs> it's wrong by a factor of ten. That's a lot. That's a lot wrong. It's a lot wrong. It's like forty-five thousand people wrong. Yeah, it's like wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it seems like, yeah, something to retcon that idea, I guess. Yeah. Um. And to try to restore the original idea of 5,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Which, if that's a thing. Which more of a small town vibe. 
Yeah, if that's if that's indeed true what you say that APC, I don't know. It sounds like hearsay to me. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, because I, I don't, I can't back that up. But I, I, I think, <laughs> I think I read that at some point. This, this is years ago, mm-hmm. probably like ten years ago. So you know, but uh, someone listening to this can probably back me up. <laughs> yeah, because there are some Twin Peaks fans listening to this stuff. Um, so someone probably knows the true story of that. Yes, and you can send us an email at claudeandjustin at gmail.com. Yeah, please do. Please do. I'd like to know. Um, all right. All right. Where are we? So we had these crazy girls and then uh, some more music plays. Yep. And that's it. And that's it, huh? Wow. Okay. We went out with the Roadhouse again. It was a slight tease because mm-hmm. it, there was a scene there. But uh, and and it was a weird like intro guy too. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, they are changing. You know, they are playing around with how this comes off because they don't want to lull us into sort of going, "Oh, it's the Roadhouse." Turn a it formula. off. Let me go make yeah. a sandwich because the show's over. Right. Right. Um, and I guess our first band to come back. Yeah. So. Is it like they went on tour and uh, they're making their ray back around? Or is it just like every Wednesday night, the three women band mm-hmm. shows up? and Three women, they... three keyboards, three, <laughs> three part harmonies. Three part harmonies. What else do you need? It's a lot of threes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, if they were on tour, it's like a very local tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they play the Roadhouse, and then they played the Roadhouse. Right. Then they play the Roadhouse. Maybe they played in, like, Deer Meadow or something. <laughs> yeah, in the field where the old fat child used to <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah, exactly. It's a music venue now. Gotta use it for something. Um, all right. Uh, well, there another, we are. Uh, pretty long podcast here. Indeed. Uh, lots to talk about. Very little figured out. It was a dense one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, we know sort of generally where some of these storylines are going, but we have nine parts left. Yeah. And I mean, do we, do you feel like you're at the halfway point in any of these stories? <laughs> I mean, I feel like some of them may be. Yeah, um, some of them may be. Yeah. Uh, and it does feel like it does feel like there's a direction for the show to take. Mm-hmm. Um, that where it kind of ties these threads together. Yeah. You know, and that was something that early on seemed like so completely out of reach. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea how to connect those threads from parts one and two. Um, uh, and now it, it, and you know, I think this, there's just a logic to this that it, you know, things are going to converge on Twin Peaks. Yeah. And we'll kind of get all these characters and we'll leave Las Vegas and Buckhorn and all that stuff behind. Mm -hmm. The box in New York. I mean, I assume there's a Twin Peaks connection for all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because so far there's been a Twin Peaks connection for everything. Man, um, we still, we still are, you know, we still got um, uh, 
Jeffrey's out there. Yep. Um, Jeffrey's, yep. That yeah. whole thing with the little box in uh, Argentina. Ray. Box in Argentina. Yeah. Got to find out about that. Whatever's wow. going on with that thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Random cuts of Buenos Aires. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Why not? But yeah, there's there's we need a lot of answers about that. But I I, I assume that uh, I, I'm guessing that's where Cooper's going next. You know, he still needs those coordinates from Ray, mm-hmm. and Ray said like he was gonna um, that Cooper uh, knows where he's going, and you know they talked about the farm. So I assume he's gonna go to the farm, and he said he will wait for him there. You know, so I think that's probably where he's going. There's gonna be a confrontation there. And he's got to find out the coordinates. And I assume that's going to lead it back to Clint Beast. But wouldn't Ray not want to be at the farm if he knows that, like, Cooper is coming after him? And is definitely wants to kill him now. You would think he... so. But it seemed like he said he was going to wait for him there. So Like, try to get the drop on him or something? Yeah, maybe he, want, yeah, maybe he wants to finish the job. Interesting. But he wants coordinates from Ray. But... Yeah. But... God, how's he going to guarantee Ray's going to give him the right coordinates? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't know. The woodsmen are going to hold him down. Like, I, I have no Who's idea. Who's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> What's your mother's maiden name? We're just verifying your identity here. This is... This is a formal procedure. Let's see how. What's this? What's the... Uh, your first pet? <laughs> the street you grew up with on as a kid. <laughs> You know, speaking of, here's a little cybersecurity uh, tidbit. I, I, I heard... Um, tidbit? Yeah. This is our cybersecurity segment here uh, that we have on every podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a regular Every segment. single one. We're known yeah. for this segment. Everybody knows that, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I read that if you if you um, have ever, like, had any accounts hacked or anything like that, or if you know, like, oh, I had a Yahoo account and when Yahoo had those breaches, you know, stuff like that, like... Uh, a lot of times when they get those uh, security uh, information, sometimes they get the security questions that go along with your account. So you should never. So if you've ever answered any of those security questions, you should always choose new security questions when you sign up for stuff because there could be a database out there with your name tied to those security questions if you, you know, always pick the same one. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Because I know I've had accounts that have been hacked, you know, because there's like haveibeenhacked.com or there's some other sites you can go to and put in your email addresses and it'll tell you if it shows up on any sort of uh, databases that have been hacked. Anyway, thought I'd mention that as a public service announcement. Um... Well, so as a, yeah, so what is your answer to the issue when, um, like, I've often found it as a problem with these security questions that, like, I don't have an answer for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they ask about certain things that I I guess are common, but, like, don't particularly resonate with me. (laughs) I think those are the the best questions for for you to put a non-sequitur answer in that you will remember. Okay. So if it was like what what was your high school sports team? Yeah, and like great. Put in something that you know you know you'll remember the answer to, but that is not your high school sports team because that yeah. that's all that really matters is that 
no one else is going to be able to guess the, the answer or figure right. it out in any way. Okay. So Just, it's probably better yeah. to pick those kind of questions that don't have like a real answer and then like put in some password or answer to that that you'll you'll know. I guess I, I always use the ones I know so that I don't have to remember anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just answer the question. And that's how the criminals win. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that maybe I should just come up with some fake answers mm-hmm. and um and yeah, just remember those. That's a good that's a good tip. Hey, look at that. You if you didn't get anything else out of this podcast, you got some <laughs> cybersecurity tips. <laughs> Yeah, you only have to wait six or seven hours to get to it, but, uh, you know, this is what we're here for. Keeping, totally worth it. Keeping the interweb safe, <laughs> one podcast at a time. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we could talk another hour about how much left is uh, to deal with on the show. A shit ton. Uh, and how innocent we both think Diane is, right? Right? Fuck no. Oh, crap. Guilty as sin. No. <laughs> sin is real guilty. Um, <laughs> sin was the original sin. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, there's lots to, lots to talk about still. But, um, yeah, lots more to come. I'm... Can't wait. I'm nervous, you know. I haven't... I have been very hesitant to rewatch these episodes, these parts, uh, more than twice. I really don't want to wear it out. As much as I want to know every single detail so I can, you know, be good for the podcast and be knowledgeable, mm-hmm. I also am trying to protect my future self and his enjoyment of of Twin Peaks because this is you the speak only... of your future self in the third person. Yes, well, I think it's appropriate. Um, he appreciates the formality. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's a bit much, but he appreciates the formality. Okay, um, interesting that you differ on that, but okay. At some point, we'll we'll converge and. <laughs> I hope I will, so. I will come to believe his point of view uh, when I become him. But, right. um, <laughs> yikes. Um, sounds like Major Briggs talking. It does. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, lots more to come. But uh, I uh, – oh, I'm saying, yeah, I'm, 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 I've been hesitant to, like, rewatch these too much because I don't want the shine to wear off and the newness and the surprise and some of this stuff. And I mean, what I'm really anxious for is when the show, the season is over and I get to do a rewatch of all of it, knowing, you know, where where things are going and and having the whole sort of puzzle sort of figured out in my head. And I can see how the pieces were all laid out, you know? Um, So, um, so yeah, so that's why I don't remember a lot of things that happened because I've only usually I've seen it once and kind of skimmed another second time. Right. But um, but yeah, I really want to kind of rewatch. You know, kind of like you said, you kind of went and uh, reviewed some of the previous episodes. I do would really like to do that um, because yeah, there's so much that's happened. We're so miles yeah. away from some of the stuff that I thought was like, oh, the whole show's gonna be about this. Right. And, like, we haven't seen it in, like, eight parts, you know? Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, early on, like, a lot of the stuff just went over my head because, like, I was just dazzled by the newness. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, 
you know, I didn't understand the context uh, or, or my attention was on something else. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that like reviewing it, like it's it, it, it actually looks a lot more coherent than it did at the time. Mm hmm. So that was that was kind of an interesting thing about going back to some of those scenes. I mean, like the Ben and Jerry thing. I mean, all that stuff with um, uh, Evil Cooper and Ray and Daria, like going back to all that. It was like, oh, wow, I could totally see that they're setting up, you know, um, you know, all the stuff that happens later that we've seen. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's very it's fairly clear storytelling. It's just so fragmented. Yeah. You know. If you just cut it together, you know what I mean? Like, you could have, like, a Evil Cooper mini-movie. Mm -hmm. And if you just cut that together, like, it would seem yeah. it's fairly funny. easy to follow. It's funny you mention that, because I was thinking about that in another plot line of just, like, it'd be cool to get, to see all the plot lines cut together, uh, um, what's the word? Chronologically. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, just get all of the you know, whatever's happening with Jerry and just get all the right. Mr. C stuff and just yeah. get all of the, you know, Twin Peaks Sheriff stuff. And, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how those, how those kind of play out without all the fragmentation. Right. Uh, right. Laura is credited again in this episode. Is, this, is that just because like she is in the credited sequence, the opening title sequence or something? It could be. Um, I think I read some trivia about that, that uh, she's been credited in every single episode so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that sounds right. So, um, yeah, I, I can only assume uh, it's strange, yeah. Or it's just an homage, or it's in her contract, like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, you know, clearly Kyle McLaughlin has a special place. You know, it's interesting that because Kyle McLaughlin has this prominent place in the credits, uh, he doesn't get credited characters, Mm hmm. You know, so we don't get to see like an official name for Evil Cooper, for example. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe in the end, <laughs> they'll credit all the characters he played or something. Yeah. Yeah. Three so far. So far. That's just getting it going, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a whole multiverse of Coopers. Yikes. The Cooperverse. Yikes. All right. Well, uh, on that note, I think we'll uh, go ahead and end the podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Sounds good. See you next time.